This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Kurt, Doug, Eric, congratulations on the 500th episode of Working Class Bowhunter. You gentlemen are the mystical flight of the arrow backstrap blood brothers of the working class bow hunters of America. Congratulations. I know what 500 episodes means because we just wrapped up 540 episodes of Ted Nugent's Spirit of the Wild over the last 32 years. So God bless your work ethic and God bless your celebration of the bow hunting lifestyle in America. Working class bow hunters, you guys are. I am. Salute. Congratulations. Carry on, gentlemen. May the mystical flight of the arrow and the great spirit be forever in your belly. Hey guys, it's Chase Ralston with Rubline Marketing. I love how you're smashing the status quo and disrupting the podcast industry. I said it when you guys started and I'll say it again. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. Congrats on 500 episodes. Hey guys, it's Moneybags, Mark Greif. Just wanted to congratulate you on your 500th episode. Keep up the good work and I can't wait for 500 more. Love you boys. Keep killing it. And go shoot your bow. What's up, fellas? Travis and Jeremy from Buckstorm here out in South Dakota. Just wanted to say congratulations on 500 episodes. It's not easy to get there. That's a lot of hard work and determination. Congrats, guys. Glad to know you as friends and uh, been able to go on a couple hunts with you. Good work on 500. Sam Ubel here, Chase Nation. Way to go, boys. Woohoo! 500th episode. 500 episodes. Wow. That's awesome, you guys. Congratulations on all your hard work, your consistency. That's what uh, equals success. You know, that's what being a working hard, playing hard bow hunter is all about. Working class bow hunter. Congratulations on number 500 from your buddy Colin Cottrell. Hey, it's Mike with Make It Down and Great again. Uh, just calling to uh, say congrats to Kurt and the boys on the 500th episode of Working Class Bowhunter. Hey, what's up? This is Jordan with Combination Creative. I will never forget when Kurt and I were working at Gander Mountain. I think it was like 32 years ago, and he said he was starting a podcast, and I was like, cool. You know, like, 
I was stoked for him, but didn't really think anything of it. So now to be a 500 episodes, to basically have talked to and really like rub elbows with the absolute top dogs in the industry, I'm super proud of the whole crew. And uh, yeah, man, I still listen now, even as friends, because I learned from it. They're a bunch of knuckleheads, so it's fun. Keep going, guys. Y'all are killing it. Working Class Bowhunter Podcast, episode 500. Wow. This is Gino. Who knew people would listen this long? You guys have built such a fun community of hunters, man, full of buffoonery and great stories. That is so outstanding. Love you guys. Congrats. Hey, it's Emily Shad, and congrats on the 500th episode. What's up, guys? Matt Drury from Drury Outdoors and the 100% Wild Podcast. Want to congratulate you on your 500th episode. Huge feat in our industry. You guys have started a movement, and uh, we're proud to be partnering with you over on DeerCast. Keep up the great work, and uh, little Curtis, you better watch out. Stay away from Mark. He's all ours, buddy. Kurt and the boys, you guys deserve to be commended. 500 episodes. That is incredible. I want to say congratulations from myself and everybody at Drury Outdoors, and just keep on rocking. You guys changed podcasting in the outdoor industry as far as I'm concerned. I appreciate any time you include myself or somebody from our team and uh, just really appreciate the friendship and the camaraderie and the way you guys handle your business. You're straight shooters and you do things right. Congratulations. And I look forward to the next 500 or the next thousand. And I'm looking forward to see what you bring to working class on DeerCast. We appreciate you guys, and we're, we're really proud to be a part of your group and uh, everything you've created. Congrats, guys. Scent Crusher wants to thank Working Class Bowhunter, and congratulations on this milestone. You guys rock. Thank you for making us better hunters and making us laugh every week. Congratulations. Trev and Steve from the Outdoor Drive here. We just want to congratulate you guys. You guys have done an amazing job in the first 500. We're really looking forward to the next 500. Hey, guys. Larry Mack here. Seems like yesterday we listened to episode one of Working Class Bowhunter. Man, does time by. 500 is a huge milestone, and I couldn't be happier for you guys. Congratulations. I'm looking forward to listening to many more Working Class Bowhunter podcasts. Let's keep this thing rolling. Congrats again, guys. Hey, guys. It's Johnny Utah. Congrats on 500 episodes and many more. Hey, everyone. This is Billy C. I just wanted to tell the Working Class Bowhunter Boys congratulations on your 500th episode. From listening to basic bullshit, whitetail stories, all the way up to learning how to backcountry hunt. Everything in between has been nothing short of awesome to listen to. You guys cover it all. It's always a ton of fun to listen to. I thank you for involving me in some episodes and being part of the family. You all are awesome. Congratulations once again, boys. Keep it up. Hell of a job. Hey, everybody. It's Kyle Weeder from Adrenaline. I just want to say that, you know, every once in a great while, something new and refreshing will come into the hunting industry. And when I met this crew for the very first time, man, I knew they were on to something. So a huge congratulations to you meatheads on number 500. You guys are super authentic. It's always a party. And you're a bunch of wild motherfuckers. <laughs> 500 is an unbelievable accomplishment. This is Michael Pitts, and you're listening to Working Class Bowhunter. Hey guys, this is TJ Unger. I wanted to extend a sincere congratulations on episode number 500 of the Working Class Bowhunter podcast. You guys are some of the best of the best. I am proud to know you and so thankful for the memories that we've had out in Nebraska, the hunt camps that we've shared, the podcasts that we've done together. 
you guys are top notch and I'm very excited to see what the future holds. Congratulations again, brother. Hey fellas, Greg Lessinger here. I can't believe this whole WCB started back in 2015, six years later, 500 episodes. That's almost two episodes per week. You guys have true commitment to your craft and the industry and bring incredible stories to the studio in your own way. Being a big fan myself, I appreciate your guys' passion and commitment to always bringing your next level game to the mic. Congratulations to the entire WCB crew on the past six years and your 500 episode. Downright impressive, fellas. Cheers on behalf of all the WC fans, and I truly say thank you and congratulations. And keep tipping over the stories, fellas. I, I appreciate one. them all. Congratulations. <laughs> Gentlemen, on behalf of everybody at Big Time, congratulations on the 500 mark milestone. Working class has become like a fine bourbon. It just gets better with age. Except for Doug's mustache. It's more like HG's. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Carry on. Fancy Walters here with Whitetail Adrenaline. Congratulations on 500 episodes. You heard bull Mississippi River Big Buck killing magnets. See you soon, boys. <laughs> hey, guys. Philip Vanderpool of The Virtue, the old sad daddy himself, here to congratulate you and well-deserved to make it to the ultimate 500. Good luck to you guys, and God bless Y'all done it. Hey, all you big buck killing fools. This is Tanner Dishong with Whitetail Adrenaline. Just wanted to give you a big congratulations on 500 episodes. Here's the 500 more, guys. I'm excited to come down to the studio. What's up, guys? This is PR Guy Flutter from Whitetail Adrenaline. Just want to congratulate you guys on your 500th episode. You're the realest, raw, hardest working podcast in the industry hell amongst all podcasts out there you guys are the best we're so excited to be a part of it can't wait to celebrate another 500 episode and hey you want to know my favorite part about it the amount of beers we're going to drink together let's party boys fellas jared here with white tail adrenaline you know i'm in the vehicle heading your way as we speak and I don't know what I was thinking. 500 episodes, and I could have baked you guys an amazing batch of cookies. I mean, I do bake one of the greatest cookies on planet Earth, at least I think. So, congratulations on 500. Next time I'll bring some cookies. Maybe I'll see you at a show and bring some there. Very cookie deserving. Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bone Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Blackman. 
Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is a podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from The Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like Working Class Bow Hunter. Really, really not that good. Episode five hundred in Ooh, the building. Wee. Just the boys here on this podcast. Kurt Geyer here. Eric Hammon. Doug Schmidt. Austin Chandler. Ross Bigger. Man, we're all in the same room together, boys. It's been a little bit. It has been boys. a while, man. That was a nice long intro. You guys hadn't heard any of that up until nope. when we played it. Literally, you could probably hear snickering and opening beers in the background of that intro. Before we get into it, thank you to everyone that has ever supported anything we fucking do now. Even <coughs> if you hate us now because we're all douchebags to a golden level. Thank you for once supporting us. Right. It doesn't matter if you still do. That's fine. Um, we're probably easier to hate as we go along. We get douchier with age. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> but the point of it is, thank you so much. We wouldn't be doing what we're doing if it wasn't for you guys. Absolutely. Um, just supporting us in any way, shape, or form from buying shirts, coming to drink a beer with us at a trade show, anything. Just listening to the show every week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, thank it, you. Everything helps. It doesn't go unnoticed. I wish we could have a beer with every single person who's yeah, ever we'll listened right to our now, podcast. Ready? Let's drink some Cheers. beers together. If you're Cheers. driving, just Cheers don't want the cops hey, to see yeah, you. Let's have a good beer. Old fashioned Bush Light. Doesn't matter what yeah. we got. Drink an NA if you want. Whatever you got to do. Just grab a barley pop and crack her open. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Pretty cool to listen back on all those. It's pretty neat. It kind of kind of brings you back and makes you think about some of the podcasts we've done. I know it's cool, man. Like, so we're gonna get into some of this too. But five hundred intro episodes. gave me the chills. Did you like it? Oh, yeah. Did, did, did you like bumps? Did you I like that stupid suspenseful music that I threw in there? It sounded like George of the Jungle there for a second. Like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? We're getting in there. <laughs> we're in the jungle. <laughs> we're in the jungle, baby. <laughs> we're in the jungle. Uh, but no, really, thank you everyone that's ever supported us. Um, Wait, just, Doug has one more to play, don't he? Oh, I do. Do you want to do it off the rip? Yeah, do it right now. Um, here, I'll play it from my phone. Here, because I have my phone hooked up. So, I don't know what this is. Here, I can do it. Cause this I is have, a surprise. I got uh, Bluetooth right here. I just got a video reaction. Oh, you do? That's for Brandon. Okay, you get a video of my reaction. Okay, one sec. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wondering. Do you guys know about this? No. I have I'm no, no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. It's got to be a big deal. Okay, here. Do you have a video? Hey, Kurt. Chris Slade of ACDC here. Uh, Brandon tells me uh, your podcast, which you are a part of, is uh, having its 500th edition. So uh, I'd just like to say congratulations. I think you started in 2015. Well done. All the very best. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> hey, Kurt, well done. Dude, I don't know. I have any idea who that was. <laughs> it's crazy DC drummer. So, so well, they couldn't get the lead singer. Know, is he dead? Do you know who sent all the ACDC DVD, or, uh, CDs yet? <laughs> Probably Brandon, right? I would say. So someone's <laughs> mailed me three ACDC albums, and I'm like, who wasted the like the 30 bucks? 
So my father-in-law was over at my house the other day, and I'm like, hey, do you, like, you fucking like ACDC? Mm, yeah, they're all right. I'm like, well, you want these three albums that someone bought me, and I don't know who sent them to the house? And uh, Were they CDs, or were they like vinyl? They just left them in the studio. CDs. If they were oh. vinyl, I would have kept them, because I would have been at least a little cooler. And uh, <laughs> we don't have a CD player at the studio. So a fun fact, he actually looked up our website to see when we started, so... We're the only hunting podcast that ACDC looked up. So. Hold on. Ooh. Suck it. That's pretty Sick. cool. Take that. Hey, Kurt. Hey, Kurt. Chris hey. Slade of ACDC here. <laughs> uh, Brandon tells me... Uh, oh, that's fucking <laughs> hilarious, dude. That is so funny. Well played, Brandon. Yeah. PR Paletta, you are on another level, sir. Guy, that guy knows everybody. Give him a round of applause. A round of applause. Golf clap. That's good. Okay, that's pretty funny. I'll, I appreciate that. When I first saw the video, I'm like, who's this old dude? <laughs> yeah, that's why we too. said, like, if you accidentally seen the video, you wouldn't even know who yeah, it was anyways. No, when no. he said it to me, I was like, who is this? And then I was like, oh, shit. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Man, that, I mean, all my whole point on talking about ACD, they're doing cameos. Hey, Exhibit A, right? Yeah, if <laughs> exhibit you're doing, A. If you're doing cameos, you're not doing dude. pretty well. <laughs> yeah. Dude. I'm about to do that. Yeah. Come on, <laughs> ACDC's good shit. Yeah. Doug starts a cameo once for a dollar. They're good shit once. Uh, Doug makes six that, bucks. That's pretty there. cool. Bless that guy's heart, man. We'll post that video for everybody to see. Um, unless there's like cop, he's probably he'll probably come after some copyright because he needs some money. <laughs> he's got a plan. Yeah, he's got a plan. Uh, that's great. Our uh, what do you call it? Our program? Yeah. No, our five hundred debut. Debut? No, no. What our bro- it's our broadcast. Welcome to the broadcast. <laughs> We're on uh, ham radio. Welcome to the show. <laughs> One hundred six nine. Uh, episode five hundred. Man, this is going to be a wild one. It's just us. We're going to tell some hunting stories. We're going to get into. A lot of the social questions, and we're going to just kind of ride this wave wherever it takes us. We're going to just a pure fun, no direction, obviously at this point, um, no direction, just having a good time, more just celebrating um, a lot of our hard work that happens behind the scenes that you guys don't get to see that, you know, we've been grinding. A lot has changed this year for us, and uh, we're full speed ahead for 22 going into the 23 and and beyond here. So um, we're just going to have some fun. and. Don't expect to learn anything on this episode. I hope you guys can just <laughs> relax and have fun with us. Yeah, hopefully you're drinking with us and makes it funner. I'm gonna get drunk. Yeah. I, so <laughs> oh, shit. I, we we're gonna hey, video yep. this podcast, but it's gonna be so long, and I didn't feel like stressing out about cameras. So sorry. It's just uh, yeah, and shit might get weird. You I'm being I'm that. being a little selfish on on this episode. Some bot fly holes might Pl- fly out. Plus that intro. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, you never know. Let's talk about the bot fly hole thing for a minute. Deep, dark, dirty bot fly hole. <laughs> Dude, that thing got... <laughs> it got out of hand. That went off the rails. And so, you know, everyone's been, like, kind of pushing a little hard for a bot fly hole t-shirt or a sticker. I'll let you know we got Combination Creative on the ball making something special for you bot fly lovers. <laughs> you bot fly hole lo- You be-hole lovers. <laughs> you be-hole lovers out there. Um, All and our fly fans. If you guys aren't aware of the bot fly hole joke, so... Austin killed his 190 and had a big bot fly hole in the antler. And I big said, "Big old bee hole." I basically said, "Oh yeah." Eric got sick of looking at it. He's like, "You got to, you got to move that thing." I said, "Well, turn that thing into me. Let me see that big old bot fly hole." <laughs> yeah, and I basically said, "Yeah." Oh, Eric goes, "That's a bee hole." <laughs> Get that bee hole out of my face. <laughs> that's all it was. It was like a 10 second like tidbit, just naturally. And then you crazy motherfuckers on the internet God, are gotta, like, yeah, let's take this to the next level on it. the interwebs. Let's also take a second with this and like appreciate 
that part of the group because when we were in Nebraska, Doug, something came up. And you're like, I don't know what people are talking about. Just mute it. Everyone was saying, just yeah, mute yeah, it. Just mute it. And we're like, what the fuck is everyone talking about? Because we do so many podcasts, we forget like a lot of the little... Oh, I forget ones we did an hour ago. I, st- I don't yeah. know what you're talking about right now. So he said either. just mute it right, after, right so, after you said that. So we did a that podcast with Mark Greif and Gino. This is how I understand it. And we were making fun of uh, Mark saying like he's got like porn playing when his deer comes in. You got to <laughs> shut off the porn. And Doug said just mute it. Nice. Well, <laughs> okay. Okay. Makes sense. I'm just saying what I would do. So the, another one that what just you popped up. Done. What you do. <laughs> I know from experience. Hey, That's where Doug goes, ask me how I know. So <laughs> a, a, another one just popped up in the group. It said, du- always just double tap. And I don't when, remember. When in doubt, double tap. And I don't remember what we were talking about there. I just listened to that episode today. Um, it was uh, the um, Yoder. It was Yoder's episode there at ATA. Darren Yoder? He was, he was talking about double tapping that big deer. He was afraid he was going to get up, and I said, when in doubt, double tap. Okay. okay. Yep. Yep. I thought it was uh, a Doug reference because I couldn't remember. Now that you say that, I know it. That sounds like a Doug reference also. That's, you know, like you have genius podcasters like Rogan where he like, I feel like he remembers all the ones he does in detail, and then we forget them right after they're Well, done. you got a bunch we, of we drink too hey, much. We drink to too much, right. Drinking <laughs> idiots sitting around a table. I can't remember. No. Hey, us. I thought it was a Doug, Doug double taps his women just to make sure that they got it for the left. <laughs> Tag punched. Maybe. Nebraska, check. <laughs> check me. God damn. Hey. <laughs> hey, you got me. Hey. Oops. <laughs> Moving forward. Oops. It was, a, it was a three-day hunt, and Doug found success. What's up? Low percentage, dude. My yeah, man. low percentage. That was, dude, that was a tough unit. That's a tough hunt. Tough hunt. N- not a lot of shooters in the Nebraska unit. Hey, Andy was at no. a trade show for three days, so he still made yeah. it happen. Hey, by this, by the time this launches, PA already happened. Did you feel your tag? <laughs> yes. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Any mustache predictions? Hell, I got five days there. No, I got more than that. There's pretty good odds there. It's a condensed unit. EHD might hit, though. It's a condensed unit. (laughs) Might not be the highest quality, but there's a lot of animals there. Great. You're going to get a cold. You you can get a cold. I wouldn't pass the first one that comes by, though. (laughs) No. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) What the hell? Roast of here now. (laughs) Doug's got enough points for that unit. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) What the (laughs) I just want to let that simmer for a minute. Um, okay, moving on. I don't know what the fuck. I was going to say something about it, but we got halted. But the point being is, like, we love the group, how crazy you guys are. And it's funny because whenever someone's like, what are you talking about? And someone will comment, you're new here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You freaking new. <laughs> so if you don't know what we're talking about and you listen, working class bow hunters on Facebook, um, I don't really police that like I should. We got Judd, Sean Polk, Dan. Pretty much it. They're like the police force. Of working if somebody owners. steps on a line on that one, usually everybody kind of checks them. They get they get Carl fucked up. Yeah, they get put in check pretty fast. <laughs> hey, Carl, you done fucked up, son. I find yeah. it funny, so I do too. I roll with it. I'm here for the comments. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Carl said something about someone wanted, wanted arrow wraps, and uh, <laughs> Carl just. Fucking stepped into a hornet's nest because he's like, <laughs> Judd nailed it. He said, I got instead of a baseball bat, is what he did. I think he said, I love when somebody sticks their dick in the hornet's nest just to bring us all closer together. <laughs> <laughs> Judd said that. Yeah. Well, this guy made a bold statement that'd be dumb no matter what group, but he basically said that we're a bunch of do nothings, which is funny because um, guaranteed every one of us killed a bigger deer than that dude did this. They just so, talk into a microphone. Yeah, it's a bunch of do nothings that talk into a microphone. And they pretty much said, I don't put. 
I don't like to put anything branded on my stuff because I take credit for animals I kill. And that statement right there <laughs> set it on fire. Goodbye. Just shot himself in the <laughs> fucking. Then, and book. then what did we find? Flashing douche light. Right you just above go to his, his profile yeah, in two seconds. Rage. You find a profile picture of him and a deer, and it says he rage up, in the cage. He straight up shot himself in the dick oh, with God. a forty-five. It was funny as fuck. So everyone's <laughs> like, "When's the fuck Carl promo code come in and all that?" So uh, that's great. We don't, love you. We don't love be, you guys. Hey, don't be a Carl. Yeah, don't be a Carl. Dude, the, the, the poor bastard, man. He's got to be thinking his life over right now. Oh, he loses sleep over it. People like guy. that, I don't think think things. I don't think they think critically. And he might really feel sorry about it right now. I, he could be a good person for all we know. Yeah, he might be really yeah. cool and then just accidentally said some dumb shit. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Um, going on, man. We got a couple of buck stories we could talk about Ross and myself here that we haven't oh, yeah. covered. I think yep. we probably should. We got a bunch of social questions we'll chip through. Um, yep, yep. That I think will be a good time, and that'll like branch out. That we might just use that to f- facilitate this wild episode because we're boozing hard. I already drank. I don't know. I think two beers in the intro, and yeah, I'm working we're doing on pretty old, good old fashioned here. Um, Eek. Well, I think my buck happened first, but my buck, my buck story. I've kind of already told it on other podcasts, so I guess I could just tell it quick. It is a funny story. It's a quick story, ain't it? It's yeah, it's fucking quick. It's the quickest <laughs> hunt I've ever been on in my life. So uh, it would have been second second firearm season here at home and if you have a firearm tag for your county you can hunt with a, with archery equipment with blaze orange just like yep. any firearm um season you know you gotta wear your blaze so i don't ever wear fucking blaze orange so i'm digging through all my blaze or trying to find blaze orange and i find one of those like shitty vinyl like vests that you get like two bucks out of the package you know and oh, yeah. then uh so I found that, and then I'm looking for a hat, and the only hat I found was the hat that the Prairie Storm boys from Kansas gave me at the Wisconsin Dells show last year, and it's a, it's a pheasant hunting hat, blaze orange, it says Big Cock Country, and it's got a pheasant flying on the front of the fucking trucker hat. It's <laughs> a trucker hat. Classic. It's a badass hat. Real it classic. Nice hat. I'm glad I got it. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to wear this because it's hilarious. So <clears throat> on the phone with Aaron Blisey on the way down to my property, it's like... It's kind of a far drive where I'm at. So I drive, <clears throat> get out, throw the, the big cock country hat on. I take a picture of it, send it to like our uh, Team WCB Snapchat. Walk to the stand, get in there. It's kind of a warm day for early December. Mm-hmm. Get up in the stand, pull my bow up, knock an arrow, all this. I, I get everything set, and then I'm standing there, and I pull my hat off. I post an Instagram story for the working class page, and then I send a Snapchat of it And once I'm in the stand. As I, I put my hat back on, I'm putting my phone in my pocket. I hear a grunt, and I go, oh, fuck. I have my release on. I turn on, grab my bow. Hadn't even seen the deer yet. Turn around, see one G2, and I'm like, cool, good enough. Draw back 12 yards, double long, offside shoulder, <laughs> runs up, crashes. Whammy. Just whammy. Like, you know when you hit him, you're like, you do the whole, the Ross. Oh, you're, you're so, so fucked. fucked. You're so <laughs> fucked. Say it, Ross. Say it again. You're so fucked. Uh, nice. <laughs> you can only say it right. Classic. Zap that prick right in the heart. <laughs> he runs up, piles up. I send another video because I knew no one would believe me how quick it happened. Send another video. Um, actually, let me play the audio from it. It was like a snap. Like was it a span of five minutes? Yeah, I was going to Iowa and I got two of them. I'm like, well, that was I guess quick. that was fast. <laughs> Three minutes, if you want to know the exact time. <laughs> Shit, <minutes>. fuck. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Big buck down. I've been in the fucking stand for. 
fucking a minute. I posted a picture of my big cock country hat. <laughs> here a grunt, turn around, buck right here, 15 yards. He's not a monster. It's my last full week in a bow hunt during fucking gun season, man. <laughs> yes. So that's, that's my, so cool. That's my live reaction there. That's just the, the Snapchat audio that I sent. And then, I mean, that was really it. That's the story, for real. It took me longer to drive to the place than it did for me to kill the deer. Quickest hunt I've ever been on. Complete luck. I'm not saying there's any skill involved there. Just sometimes it happens that way. You were in a you were in the right spot though. Like you knew that spot. Yeah, I had a, to stand there because I knew it was going to be a good spot and yeah, it's a good pinch produce. point and all that. Yeah. yeah, it was it was basically like a a triple pinch. Really, it's like in the base of like a turkey foot looking shape where there's like three draws that come down to one spot and he came out of one of the draws right to me. When you walk in like that too, a lot of times a deer hear you do that. That buck probably was bedded within a hundred yards. Heard you walk 100%. in. He heard walk, you scuffling around. Walked right to the spot. He's like, what What new mofos in my spot? 100%. That's exactly what happened, yep. I think, because it was dry. It was crunchy. Yep. Um, it was a warm, sunny yep. December day. I think December 6th, I believe. Don't quote me on that right in that time frame. Just crunch, crunch, crunch right in there. And I'm like, well, how do you even be quiet? It's almost better just rip wow, like Velcro. I was going to yeah. say, I mean, when it's that crunchy and that loud, you just be like, don't run, but just get there. Stay on a mission and just get there, get in the tree, and yep. just don't jack around. It's just almost get ready. better than trying to be sneaky, you know? Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, I wonder if, like, I, when I walk, just not really knowing, I must have had, like, a cadence that kind of sounded like Yep. when i got it you're just like naturally a deer at heart well and that too like <laughs> that that time of year like they're in rut so it's like you know any other time of the year you can be as quiet as you can and 20 yards away 30 yards away 40 whatever they'll jump up and run away yeah but if they hear you they're gonna come investigate yeah maybe it's just you're not trying to sneak i don't know it worked out i mean yeah whatever happened it worked there honestly it was it really was like my last full weekend hunt of the season with like just shit going on we were leaving for wyoming to do the mountain lion hunt which we i, I want to wait for trey and devin to do the full details on that podcast and mm-hmm. do like the whole story justice that's a sh- pretty short story as well but it just worked out i'm like last full weekend to hunt here at home i'm gonna go out i, I kind of just went out willy-nilly you know, it's firearm season. Typically, the deer are, like, pressured. That second firearm Kind of makes season. it even better when it comes together, though. It's cooler, right? Yeah. Yep. It's like, dang, I, I, I really didn't have my mind set on anything, but yeah. Man, it, it just happened. feel cocky when all the neighbors are around you with their guns and you're getting it done with a stick and a string. It was yeah, cool. 15 yards. I yeah. will tell you, smallest buck I've ever killed with a bow, but I'm, I'm stoked on it. He's, like, 120, 123, something like that, 124, something yeah, like that. Yeah, but when it happens like hunt, that... Though. That's oh, the dude, thing. What happened? I got so excited. Like uh, I'm not. I'm not like making smallest excuses. buck. Don't don't be careful. <laughs> Eric said it earlier. You got something me. to say, Ross? <laughs> Eric, you got something to say? No, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. No, I'm fine. You good? Yeah, I'm fine. No, it's uh But I'm not even mad about it because it was like the moment that made me shoot that deer. If I would have had a few more minutes to think about it, I probably would not have shot that deer. I would not have shot that deer. But the, like the the way it happened and like the way it got me jacked, where I was just like, oh, right here, went down, and then like, I mean, you heard my voice in that video. Like, I knew at that point what he was, so I'm just like, dude, that was fucking awesome. Like, yeah. yeah, you can't be mad when a good one rushes you. Never. I mean, and to happen that quick and to be like, I, so what I did, I called Aaron Blycey back because I just got the phone with him. You know, like it was like, hey, yeah. man, I'm pulling up to the gate. I gotta get out, open the gate, and get in there. And, and I call him like, I don't know, it had been seven minutes. I mean, by the time I parked, I walk a lot, a lot. I walk pretty far to get to the spot, so I'm not driving up through the area. And uh, 
He's like, he answered the phone, no. <laughs> he knew instantly. Yeah, he goes, no. no, no, you fucking didn't. Like, I just killed one. He's like, you motherfucker. He goes, you, your drive was longer than your hunt. I'm like, I know. Now I got to so yeah, I, I gotta got, get rid of this buck. I got fourteen hernias. I got fourteen hernias loading them into the back of the truck. So. Oh sure. So on this year you. Your, yeah, so this year you've got like thirty six hernias total. I think yeah, thirty six. Um, you had any intestines left? I blew out all of my intestines in Wyoming. Um, they grew back, and then I blew out most of them on my first buck in October. They grew back. Well, it was cool, and uh, then I I polished them off and ripped everything back open. So uh, Johnny Utah, shout to Johnny and Diamondback uh, truck bed covers they hooked me up with a cover been loving it well i'm a newbie when it comes to that stuff so it like folds on up in the back and it folds up in the front of the bed like yep. it's kind of like Fold pivots in the middle yeah pivots in the middle pivot so pivot. i just bought a deer sled at farm king because i normally i'm borrowing rosses <laughs> so i go in i drive through this field throw my buck in the sled great worked out fantastic and i didn't gut him in there oh this is another fun fact i forgot my fucking knife so that's why i didn't gut him mm. Been there. Been so there. what happened, well, I left it. It was in my, uh, we cleaned, when was the last year we cleaned? We cleaned Devin's buck early November at my house. We butchered it and everything there. Mm-hmm. So I had uh, both my outdoor edge knives in the back of my ranger because we put in the back of the ranger, hung in a tree in my yard and butchered it there in the yard. So I still had the knives sitting in the back on like the bed rails of my ranger. So I go in, I normally keep one of those knives in my truck in a truck door and I'm like, fuck. Well, that's going to be fun. So Add an extra 400 years of this lift. Yeah. So what happened when I went to Wyoming, I, I forgot both my knives again in the Ranger. So I bought another outdoor edge in Wyoming. So that one will be my permanent truck one. Never <laughs> fucking leave no matter what. And uh, so I, I pull this deer out in the deer sled, get it up. Well, I can't get it into the fucking bed because my Diamondback cover's in the way. Okay, I didn't. I forgot. I've only done this. this is my first time doing this with a, with a deer. I unhook the shocks, and it'll fold up on itself. Then you can get it in. So it opens all. It so folds over all the way. I had the whole. I had his rack in, and then the <laughs> rear legs are folded underneath the tailgate. Oh yeah, yep, where the hip caught catches, and you're like, Fuck. You, know, you know what your problem is? You're killing too much shit, huh? You're killing too much shit. You're forgetting your knives everywhere. That's how much you're killing. You're not wrong, mm-hmm. but I just need to be better about it. You know. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I blew up my hernias again, <laughs> finally get them in, I'm sweating, and then I went home and gutted them, and Doug came out and took pictures, and... Really nice pictures. Handled them. Really nice pictures. That's just on the picture quality. <laughs> hey, it was perfect, like the sunset in the background, yeah. we got that, his left G2's pretty good. Not bad. So what we're doing, I'm going to put, I'm Euroing <laughs> this buck, and I'm putting them in the rocks on my full mount of my lion. That's cool. Bingo. That'd Very be cool. awesome. So Bingo. add another one to the Bowhunting League tally there, but congrats, buddy! Thanks, man. Yeah, congratulations, dude! dude. Hell of a season! Yeah, congrats! Hard, hard to complain. Badass man. season. Hey, I think I took ninth and King of Tines in Bowhunting League. Which is is that right? Yeah, sweet. I was going to do the showdown. I think they're going to they're going to one of the southern states, but Florida, I think. Yeah. Well, I think they moved it Did they? to a different state, but I wanted to go, but it's the the off weekend between PA and Indiana, Indiana show. And I'm like, I, I do. That's like three weekends. From yeah, now. that weekend. Of, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not doing it. Like, I, I would love to, but I just you're gonna be dead. Yeah, I can't. I can't. It's a dead it. body. Yeah. It's, so, and Ross followed up, man. I mean, now we gotta tell your buck story. Oh, what would geez, you do, man? I, <clears throat> so, I got to hunt the rut last year, pretty good, the way I wanted to, but it paid uh, off, right? And it paid off, but 
this year I didn't get to. It just seemed like I couldn't get to the timber. I only got out like twice before we did. Uh, oh, it's been a few podcasts back. It was the end of November. You're like, yeah, I've only been out twice this well, year. I'm like, you, yeah, go, 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 you were, what? You were kind of jammed up what? in the beginning because of that moose trip. Yeah, that moose trip set me back. I mean, we were gone two weeks. And yeah, that kind of put you behind. Way behind. And, I, <laughs> <laughs> and even before that, with a broken arm, that held us oh, back yeah. quite a bit. And then yeah. finally getting going again. And then the moose trip hit. And there's just, just been a lot of things that I set myself up for a loss on the, this deer season. But By the way, that moose episode... I got to check the stats. One of the most downloaded worst episodes, episodes of the year. ever. Nice, best. <laughs> best. Thanks, Doug. One of the best episodes of the year. Nice, it, Doug. That's cool. <laughs> hey, Doug. I'm gonna mute your ass. Shake him up. Shake him up. Shut the fuck up. But, so I, I uh, finally started making my way out to the timber and uh, ended up being late season. I went out there after a, a nice wide eight pointer that I'd been seeing, and he he looked great from a distance, and I made a move on him. Went right into the corner where he was coming out, and uh, I crawled up in the stand, and I don't remember what date it was for sure, but I got up in the stand real quiet, and I grabbed, I needed to grab my release out of my backpack. I set my binos right on the edge of the backpack, and reached into that bag. As soon as I tried to pull it out, binos went all the way to the ground, and boom. Just made a big old thud. Yeah, loophole BX5s hit the dirt. Hit the dirt. Expensive and I'm like, oh, fall down. shit. Do they break or anything? Are they good? Nope. I looked I looked up as soon as I heard that thud. As soon as they hit the ground, I'm like, damn it. I looked straight up. I could see like 13 deer bedded just pick their heads up out of their, out of their nap and look right at me. I'm like, oh, no. And I saw a great big old rack stick up. I'm like, shit. And they stood up. They they didn't they didn't really know what was going on, but they they knew something was up. So they stood up and started stretching and kind of made their way out to the field. And I'm like, damn it, I've I've got I don't have any binos now. I can't look at him. And he's working his way to the to the field edge. As soon as he got to the field edge, I was like, God, I can't kill that deer. He's just too young. Mm. And uh, ended up he was like 34 yards or something like that when he came out. And you had I, me just on your shoulder going, kill him. Yeah, kill him. <laughs> kill him. Kurt, just Do shoot it. him. It's a chip Do shot it. for you, boy. So I let him go, and he, they were, there was a doe that was getting real skittish anyway, and she kept coming out and blowing, and she'd scare them all. They'd go back in the timber, and then mm. they'd come back out. She'd be the first one out. Fucking Karen. Catch my damn wind again, blow, everybody run right Carl. back in. And uh, the third time, she blew, and... Uh, but she blew and she ran back just a couple of feet or a couple of steps and turned broadside and I just let her eat and then I, I smashed her pretty good. She she was a great big doe. Took off and made it. Actually, it was a horrible shot to be honest with you um, because she was so on high alert. I just I shot and I hit her right behind or right in front of the back hips. Oh no! She kid. took off running as she heard the bow go off. Yeah, and. I hit that artery back there, and it was like devastation. I'm telling you, it was just blood everywhere. I got a video on my phone of the blood trail, but like just out of the stand, I could see it from 40 yards away, just blue, 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 just everywhere. Jeez. <laughs> and uh, she, yeah, she only made it right to the edge of the timber and died. Everybody else took off and cleared the field. I'm like, you know what? I was here to kill that buck. He wasn't. I, I kind of hesitated. I was like, no, but 
to kill her i mean that was that was a blast so that kind of marked the the start of my late season mm-hmm. shooting a doe of, the start of your season <laughs> yeah, the, yeah start, the start the start of my season so <laughs> yeah. anyway um going back to what you were saying about trying to blow all your hernias out and everything mm-hmm. so i i called my wife robin and i said hey get the boys in the truck it's colder and balls out right now but get the boys in the truck and come back here you can follow my foot tracks all the way back here so just follow my tracks and pick me up right in the stand and we're going to go right over to this uh right where she's laying and she uh she comes pulling up looks up in the tree and i climb down jump in we go over there i'm like just stay in the truck where it's warm and i'm gonna get this doe Mm -hmm. she's a biggest ass doe i've ever killed in my life <laughs> i started trying to drag her in the back and shoot the same deal back hips folding underneath the tailgate and yeah. i oh man i about blew my brains out trying to get that thing in there but get out here honey what are you doing so so i i said i thumped on the side of the truck and she opened up the door and i'm like get back here and help me and she was not dressed for pulling a deer in the truck <laughs> so i stuck her in the bed of the truck and You're trying to press the fan uh, i got this yeah the boys are all plastered <laughs> against the back window watching and i got sure the boys are struggling i'm trying to be tough here <laughs> cussing cussing at your kids for no reason Close stop looking at me watch daddy's big muscles yeah. look away <laughs> quit looking at me get your ass out here and help boy oops oops <laughs> So between the two of us, we kind of bear hug wrestled the shit out of this thing and got it, got this big doe in the back. And anyways, we yeah, she, no, she was cool, she was good. But um, I think it was four days later. I kept I kept uh, going back out after that because I figured, well, I screwed up everybody that night. But anyway, uh, went out three or four days later. Saw a saw a buck, a nice buck, but. Then I saw this other buck that he was goofy sided. I had pictures of him. I called him Lopsider. Old Loppy. Old Lopsider. Anyway, um, yeah, he he showed up in the same corner that I uh, shot that doe out of, and then uh, he came out and would feed forever, and then wouldn't he wouldn't move anywhere close to me. So I thought, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna move tomorrow night. I'm gonna try to get a little closer to him. Um, so I went into that corner, and then he came out where Oscar did years ago, about 120 yards over, mm-hmm. came out of a different trail. So I'm like, whoa, what the hell? He's not consistent on where he's coming out. I mean, there's a huge ravine dividing what I thought was his bedding area versus where he came out versus where he came out the second time. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, I'm going to move over there and... uh try to do the same thing and just get on him. If he repeats himself, he's going to be in the right spot. Well, he didn't. So it would have been the third night. Uh, I just backed off to where I was the first time, and he came out of where he had before the first time, I guess. Anyways, he uh, he just kept moving back and forth, but he came out of this spot wasn't consistent and finally, finally decided to commit and come across the field. And I really wasn't paying attention to him. Um, I saw him in the binos, I was watching him, but he was looking over, he was looking over, sorry, (laughs) he was looking over his shoulder and I kept thinking somebody's coming behind him, but my wind was all kind of, it was a whiskey wind. It was kind of over blowing where I had just seen like eight deer come out of this spot over my shoulder. So I kept kind of looking back there thinking something's going to, something's going to pop out. 
And I, and I watched these does come out and little spikes and little things like that. They just kept coming out. And then before I know it, he he just walks right up into my lap. And all these little spikes and basket racks and things are sitting around. And I thought, well, I'm, I don't know if I'm really going to kill this deer, but he's a goofy looking deer. And I think he's cool and he's been consistent on camera. I think he's mature. I don't know. He stepped up next to those little eight-pointer three-year-olds, and I thought, holy smokes, look at the body size on that thing. Like, he's a mature buck. Old thick boy, huh? He's going to get it. So pulled the bow back and and whacked him. And uh, I don't know. I waited 10 minutes, started climbing down. And as I climbed down. How far a shot and all that? Well, I mean. 25. Money in the wheelhouse. Yeah. No, I actually ended up spining that deer. I mean, I, I shot him high. Oh really? I don't know. Was it just I, late season. He was on death comp five alert or what? Like I think so. I mean, everybody just exploded like a covey of quail. But because this was like first week of the, we were at ATA when he shot this buck. Yeah. It would have been January seventh. Yeah. So first week. Of yeah. the, you guys yeah. were uh, actually podcasting when I saw the snap. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Doug remembers. We were uh, so I ended up. I, I shot him high, and he went down right away. And I hurried up and jacked another arrow and and put a pretty good shot on him the second time but um broke both my arrows that sucked but son of a bitch put him down pretty quick though he was done that's what's important i mean it was within 40 seconds of the first shot he was dead so mm-hmm. that that worked out pretty well and uh i thought you know this is awesome i'm gonna get down and and uh he's a, he's a mature buck he's no giant but I think he's cool. So oh, yeah, he had some I, bi- he had some big mass measurements on him. Did he? He did. He had some awesome mass measurements on him. So yeah, for, like a one sided bug with like a crazy yeah. spike looking thing on the yeah. other side. I uh, after measuring him, I now I call him the old ninety sixer. But uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> so smallest buck shot with a bow, ninety six inches. I but, love it, dude. But hey. he's a mature slob. You know, like oh, yeah. he's cool. He and he had matching sides a year before, which is pretty wild. But. You wonder what happened. But, like, um, a score doesn't really show, it doesn't tell the story of what a deer is. You know what I mean? That's just a number. But, I you mean, know, he he had a, uh, so I'll get to that in a minute. But he, he did have a, uh, like, a baseball-sized goose egg right on his forehead. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I forgot you said that. Yeah, he, he just left that left side unguarded. I mean, it was just a spike, and he took on some. He took somebody. a G two to the forehead. He took, happened. yeah, he took a G two to the forehead, and it poked him hard. Like he's, <laughs> it was pretty nasty. I've talked to a few buddies at taxidermists and and guys that are like, whatever you do, don't cut into that thing because it's going to be bad. A giant pus ball in there. <laughs> so, I uh, I stayed away from it. Um, so far, he's been frozen pretty hard. So you haven't skinned the head out yet. No, it's he's frozen. So poke it. I, I'd rather cut it frozen than yeah, not. That's but, yeah, that's a smart No, no, move. yeah. Just warm it up and stab it. Hey, just so TikTok I, it, Dr. Pimple yeah, yeah, Popper. Yeah, Dr. Pimple Popper. They'll love that. <laughs> just send it to him. So I start climbing down, and I look to my east where those other deer, like I said, were coming from that I was trying to keep an eye on. And I climb down. As soon as I hit the ground, I look to my east, and there's this great big. He's a, he's a big, I think, eight-pointer. He might have been a nine, but he was he was big enough to pay attention to. A great big wide frame on him. And I'm like, damn it. And he just, I mean, he was staring right at me. He knew. Mm-hmm. And in between me and him was another nice, I don't know, three-year-old, 130-inch, 10-point. Yeah. And I, uh, I was like, well, shit. Maybe, uh, 
maybe he didn't really see me as he ran off. You know, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, maybe he didn't really know what I was, and he'll be back. And uh, he, he, he didn't before the end of the season closed out. But I did just pull that card the other day, and he was there. And I got to get a good picture of him. So He'll be there next year. He'll be there next year. Something to look forward to. He'll be better. Yeah. Cool, man. But Good work. Congrats. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a good year. Uh, good thing for, you didn't go to ATA, huh? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you guys yeah. are all at ATA. That's true. I was sending Snapchats and videos. Well, so. that was the plan, right? You're like, oh, I still got a tag. I, I didn't really get to hunt at all October, November. Yep. I'll stay home. I'm not going to go to ATA so I can hunt. And Hey, you hunted, and you got it done. Yep. So good work, Ross. Boys, yeah. all of us killed bucks this year. Yeah, speaking yeah. of a good year, I mean, you look at the whole crew, everybody got to produce, and uh, old Clint even got it done yesterday. Oh, hey, yes, uh, oh. Clint Casper killed Take a Take it easy, slammer. boys. Now, by the time this launches, there'll be another podcast out probably about it, I'm assuming. And he'll have no fingers. Um, yeah, he might be losing <laughs> his fingers from frostbite. He fingers, honey. Killed big old slammer. <laughs> He's big tough. Old slammer. Yeah, he He's tough. Tough. The entire crew got to put bucks on the board this year, and yep. some damn good ones, too. Yeah. So. Yeah, Doug, Dougie killed uh, 168. Yep, world class. World class, <laughs> unbeatable, pretty much. <laughs> I took a video of him once, yeah, and passed I was, him. I was watching birds, but it worked out. You're looking for cardinals. <laughs> yeah, one sixty eight fell in your lap. A lot of bird takes, Phil. Chandler killed two slammers. Yeah, and a moose. My biggest, my biggest bow buck. Most controversial. <laughs> Most controversial <laughs> by far. <laughs> and that helped us, bro. Yeah, that helped us more than it hurt us. And uh, killed another good one early season, and then a moose. So mm-hmm. yeah, my best archery season in my life. Right. Yeah. I mean, no kidding, man. Hard to beat. Yep. Ross killed a mature doe, a loppy, and a moose. Yep. Yep. Killer year, man. Yeah. No turkeys. And fuck turkeys. turkeys. Fuck <laughs> my guy. <laughs> <laughs> Eric had a kid and killed a buck. That's right. Doe and a buck. Um, we didn't have luck during bear season. No, nope. but we had a good time. Uh, by the way, bear spots are available. Um, so think about that. I had a guy messaging me tonight about it. Send him your way. I will send him all the deets. Uh, I killed a muley, two nice bucks at home, and a mountain lion. My best archery season by far. Yep. Wild. My highest measuring deer. He's my biggest buck, but he doesn't look like my biggest buck. I got framier bucks. Um, tines wise, he's your biggest buck. He's my biggest buck. Um, hard to bitch. Yeah. Hard to bitch about nothing the hunting compl- season. Yeah, nothing to complain about. I'm good, man. I think we're all good. I mean, Clint killed one. I'd like It would be cool to get all our animals together from this year and take one big, like... Group picture. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We should try and do that anyway. I gotta, I'd gotta. i have to go to Old Barn and get my muley. Can you just Photoshop Clint in? Yeah, we could do that. <laughs> just Photoshop him <laughs> in. We, what did we talk about? You guys were talking before the podcast. We should try and get, like... A wall and get all our collections together. Oh, you know, like that. Um, the yeah, it would take like, three days to do wall, it. Like in a barn picture. So I learned that's that's not like a great. A lot of people don't dig those photos. Is what I've. Yeah, we'll fuck them. It would what, be cool. a, bar, a barn I, picture. I dig them. I think they're fucking cool. I think they're but, badass. No, cool. I got an idea. Fuck a barn. We're gonna put them all on the goddamn school bus. <laughs> on the old school bus. I don't <laughs> gonna, think it'd be big enough. <laughs> what about this? <laughs> no, it, we put them up in a. Strip we can club. hey. I'm a welder. We can make it work. Yeah, we're going to need to extend the bus. Maybe we'll pull the limo behind it and hang some off the limo. There you go. <laughs> well, I mean, the barn and the ladder we would need if to hang all of our collections together. Well, Dude, you, I mean, you our whole it. collection, that'd be a yeah, lot. Yeah, you add it up. You're, I mean, everybody here plus Clint's. 
Let's talk. We, we need like two or three barns. But <laughs> I think Clint's got like we had this conversation when Clint was in the studio because I'm so I'm 31. How old are you, Doug? 30. Austin, you're 30, 38. Oh, you're, okay, you're 30, 32. Well, 32. Eric, you're 31. 31. Okay, so, yeah, they're so old. Clint's like 32 or 33. Yep. I th- Clint said he has like 15, right? He's getting up I closer to 20. I think he's got more. Mm. He's. I think he's 17, 18. Well, like he's 17, I think is right. Yeah. Pope and Young's. He's got <clears throat> deer. Yeah. I think today he told me if this deer goes gross boon, I think this is number five or six for him for gross boon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, Doug, you got a pile of shoulder mounts. Yep. Austin, how many do you have? Do we have eight? Over 20. Over 20. Hey, like Austin. three. I'm good. It's all right. You got more than three, don't you? you, well, you have one. One, two, three, two, four. Three. You have four. four. Going to no. be five, right? Ross, you got a bunch. You got big, got crazy mounts. bunch, but they're, yeah, they're just big, big, crazy mounts, I guess. I, I got two full bodies, but uh, I don't know. I think I'm sitting on them. 12, 13. We can put them yeah. all in Club 200. There we go. There ain't enough. Literate. I think I got <laughs> enough room for that. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bunch, a bunch of shoulder mounts. I mean, it would be a crazy ass photo. I mean, cool. We're in a warehouse. Be cool. It'd be cool as fuck, wouldn't it? It'd be so much work it to do cool. it, but man, the full body mounts would be the pain. You've got two. I've got one. Yeah. those are the ones that can never really be moved. That's why I say we almost got to do it. Oh, we can move them. because it would can, take two days to set this up. Two days. Fuck yeah, we'd, like we'd, have, four. we'd have to get the trailer and load them all up and find a place big enough. We'd have to get a man lift to hang all the mounts. And then you got to factor in all the beers. All the beers are going to drink. Mm. Tell our wives to kick rocks. At this point. <laughs> It'd be crazy. It would make for a cool picture. It'd be a badass. It'd be worth the effort. It would be cool. It would be real cool. And I then have, we'd have I, to do I it. have the barn to do it. And the, Yeah, there you go. And then we'd have to do it like five years from now again. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> We're out, we're out of room there. Let's just do it one time before we die. That way we don't have to do it like five yeah, times. I'm going to shoot <laughs> yeah. a giraffe, so we need a, a barn with like real high ceiling. <laughs> I'm going to shoot an elephant, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. Suck on a that. Gir- a giraffe room, taller, bro. I'm going to shoot a T-Rex. Elephant on one shit. side, giraffe on the other. Yeah. Full mount. <laughs> yeah, full mount. <laughs> Velociraptor. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to push a T-Rex, so. Well, I think, all right, so we covered those. That's fun. Let's, talk, let's get into, uh, what have I got here written down? We should get in the social questions. You want to do that? And then yep, we'll just start chatting. It. Yeah, sure. So we're in for the long haul here, boys. Uh, we're going to go Facebook. So we got Facebook. Facebook sucks. Facebook group and Instagram. And these are... Do you have uh, Patreon questions, too? Um, You know what? Probably. <laughs> Maybe. Let me stall. Let me double check here. Hey. Cheers, so are, cheers to the season, boys. How about cheers, that? Cheers, boys. Cheers to the season. Cheers to 500. Cheers. Here we go. My arms aren't long enough. That Thoughts from a Steve series, man. How about it? It's a Patreon exclusive if you're on the... Uh, if you're really needing something to listen to. Yeah, if you're into that kind of thing. <laughs> Bing <Yeah>. bong. <laughs> Bing bong. Oops. Oops. <laughs> Steve came into the studio the other day for the first time, and I did that Thoughts from a Steve series with him. How far are you going back? How was that? <laughs> what the fuck is that? Uh, I didn't post this. Uh, Patreon had um, an hey, opportunity to do... You passed vo- it like two miles ago. I know, but it, that was for the voice messages, which we'll, we'll get oh, to here gotcha. if we have okay. time. 
Um, so I didn't actually do the. Oh, we got the tie. The uh, what a great picture of us. It's a great photo. I love great Ross, family Ross's photo. arm in it. Except yeah. for my arm. Ross flexing his arm. You can tell what time yeah. it is, and he's married. Can I let you guys pick? <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Sorry, ladies. So sorry, ladies. Look so, at me. <laughs> some of these are going to be um, repeat questions, I'm sure. So we'll just take. All right, you guys want to start on this first one? You want to start from the top of the comments or from the bottom? Start at the top. At the top. This guy's a top fan, so thank you, Eric Benson. Thank Pre- you, Eric. We appreciate you. You're welcome. Um, me, <laughs> not you. Oh, right. sorry. Well, that's aggressive. You're not a top fan. I'm not. Oh, fuck. Hold on. I'm trying to zoom Jesus in so guys Christ, can see it. Studio model. Yeah, scroll through the word the with that kind of font. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there it is. Te-he. There we are. Good yeah. God. Holy shit. <laughs> your eyesight all right? The. I wanted you motherfuckers to read it. Fuck me. Oh, put, put your glasses on, bro. <laughs> do you want me to help you or not? Here, I can zoom out and no, we're good. We're good. We're good. Let's, let's do this. Eric Benson. Shout out to you, buddy. Um, he asks, this is on Facebook, not sure how, how to word this, but here goes. Here it goes. What was your single greatest day hunting? Like, what's the one day you can recall that was the very best hunting or your favorite hunt of your life? Did you kill, or was it something else that made it great? I would like to hear about y'all's day. It's a good question. That is a good great question. question. Great question. Eric. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start this. Thank so, you, for me, I think probably one of my most uh, active, exciting days in the timber would have been Austin and I in the tree together. Um, I have two, I have two that are tearing me apart, but I'm going to go with the first one, which was the first time Austin and I ever got in a tree together. Mm-hmm. And we kind of, we knew each other for a long time, but we hadn't spent a lot of time around each other. So, um, I invited him over. He said he'd come. We got up in the tree together. I said, there was a couple big bucks we'd yeah. been after. You had a good bead on a good yep. one. Yep. So we hadn't spent much time around each other, but anyways, we, uh, he came over, we got up in the tree and sure shit. The big boy come out. Also, just seeing this guy's full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. That John so. Denver is full of shit, man. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was a lot bigger bucks here. <laughs> well, it kind of started out that way. I mean, we were in the tree. Uh, I told him there's a deer I called Oscar. He's three. He's a little, he's spindly, but he's a giant. We'll fast forward real quick through that one. So, Oscar ended up being Ross's second 200 that went like, what, 207? No, no, no. Oscar was the one that I oh, tried Oscar's to kill. Lost, I killed yeah. uh, Showtime yes. the same year that you and I started hunting together, 2012. Yep. So, Mr. Moretti got. Mr. Moretti killed Oscar. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, rewind. So, this deer ended up being tremendous. Rewind. So, now, yeah. So, we're in the tree the first time watching this deer come out. And there's like a, I don't know, 125 inch three-year-old out there he didn't look like much he just he, he wasn't going to blow up in anything crazy but uh he happened to be the toughest deer in the field that night up until that point but anyways oscar ended up getting his ass handed to him and austin was filming uh over my shoulder <laughs> i was laughing and he, he started laughing he's while he's filming fuck? this 150 inch fucking stud like 20 oh. 20 yards from us just getting his ass handed to him yeah just i mean put him on his belly put wow, him to the shit. ground and Austin, Austin just started laughing. He's like, "Holy shit, dude! Oscar, Oscar's got his ass whooped." I'm like, "I can't! I, I'm just shaking my head in the camera, like I can't believe that. What the hell?" And uh, 
Then this big 160 steps out, and uh, he jacked around for a little while, didn't come into range. And then uh, it wasn't too long after that, a deer we named Tiny Tim came out. He ended up going 204. He had a triple main beam on his left. Fucking huge. He had like 11 11 inches around on the one base. Yeah. Think about that. 11. Triple main beam coming off his left side. Just a cluster of fuck. Like, it was just awesome. And he was close. He was 50, 60 yards. Yeah. But it was right at last light. And, and the wind picked up. And Ross is like, it's too dark. We can't We can't film. We can't see him. We'll just leave him alone. We'll come back and kill him. Three days later, he's dead. Ooh. Not me. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> Oops. Damn. Yeah, he got shot about three, 400 yards away. Piss. In the, in the pocket. The next day? Oh, shit. Three, three days later. <laughs> three days later. Yep. Damn. God damn. So... Mega giant. Anyway, that was that, that was, was a really day. that was a really good one. Um, also had my second best hunting day would have been with Austin again, and just real quick, and then Where I won't keep running on. Where you two go? And Austin's uh, good luck apparently. We so let we, me we, tell yeah, you about yeah. my best we was, friend. <laughs> <laughs> we slid in there. We weren't early by any means, but we got in uh, what, by what I would call the old car. And uh, we just barely climbed up in the tree, and it was light enough. You don't need a headlight, and you could see everything. I mean, camera light was on, so it's it's bright enough. We It's probably the same kind of thing that happened to Kurt on his second buck this year. We walked in and got up in the stand and hadn't even got set up yet. And here he and come. And here he come. And we, I was literally, Austin just planted the camera on the arm and couldn't turn it on fast enough. He's like, dude, buck, right there. Like, I'm like three, oh, three yards from the base of the tree, like directly under us. And I'm getting ready to set up GoPros and do all that. Well, he's coming right to us. I had to dig in my pocket real quick and grab my release. I'm, I start strapping I'm it filming, on. I'm over the top of Ross filming him put his release on as the deer is going two yards from the base of the tree, like under <laughs> us. So you could see Ross putting his release on, and the deer is like directly underneath us. Yes, you, you still have this footage? Yeah. All right, we got to do something with all it this. Just, it, and he swings, like, following the deer, goes right over the top of me, and I'm strapping my release on my wrist as he goes over the I top of me. I don't think I've me. ever and heard it these stories. It not, wasn't like... Not like this, anyway. Dude, no. what was it, Austin? Like, literally eight They're seconds between watching me yeah, put he, my release he, on... He, he was fast. And the, he got it on fast. And the arrow <laughs> going off was, like, eight seconds. And, I mean, and the, I ramped, I mapped him as I was going to full draw. And the shot looked beautiful. Like, watching the footage back, like, it, I mean, it looks like 10-ring yeah. shot, but it ended up sticking in his shoulder. Yep. It got him in the I shoulder. I shouldered him fair yep. and square, and it sucks ass, but... On the opposite oh, side? You did not. No, the you, same side. Oh, the did not kill him. I did not kill this deer. So uh. I thought I smoked him, and he, he run off, and then it was... Uh, well, we'll get back to that in a second. So then he runs off. Another nice buck comes in. Like 15 minutes later. Just thumping the ground, making a scrape, doing all... I mean, he come through. Really nice buck. I, I probably would have shot him had I not just stuck one. And uh, he moves on after putting on a show. And then a... Uh, what the hell was it? A, two, a coyote? Yeah, a coyote come through. A coyote come through. And I shot... What, I shot an arrow at I him? and might have him. had a couple coyotes come through, dude. It was freaking wild. Like, and, within, then, within, and then I got like two arrows. I think I've got like two arrows left. And then a big old herd of turkeys come rolling in. What the fuck? You're and then on the arc? It was like 45, 50 yards... <laughs> 45, 50 yards out there. I had two tags in my pocket. I was like, oh, I'm going to smash one of these turkeys. And I just pulled back and doop, poof, popped him. Like 47, like, just dumped him. And he, <laughs> he stands there. Like, there's like, Kobe. I'm not kidding you, 25 long beards all standing Jack. in a group. Damn. And they're all, and Kobe. they, as soon as he starts, as soon as he starts to uh, fall over and like flop around, they all just get on him, just start beating the piss out of him. 
I'm like, whoop, let's go again. So I grabbed another arrow. Wait, do you have I, footage of all this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, How have we not seen this? Yeah. It, 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 we, sat, we sat for like an hour, and you emptied your quiver. Yeah, I, mean, I was, was empty, dude. <laughs> after that. Awesome. After that's that an last eight, one. 18 arrow quiver. And you're gone. <laughs> yeah. So I ended up nipping the leg off of uh, another big old Tom on the, on the last arrow. <laughs> and he one-footed it over the hill with all the rest of them. So. Ah, fuck. He saw it, the old Skippy. He sure. still got wings. He can fly up there in the tree. He's fine. He's fine. But the deer he's got a roost on one leg now. <laughs> the deer that you Wouldn't ended that suck? up. That would be terrible. Like a fucking. What's that? Awesome. The, the deer that you shouldered, he ended up making it through that season and then exploded and turned into a giant. So he ended up being three. I thought he was a four-year-old when he, I shot him. He was a stud. So he ended up being four. And uh, one of the neighboring guys from. It's one of the neighbors, their cousin from out of state, ended up shooting him with a shotgun. Uh, during shotgun season, and he went 183 as a oh, four-year-old. Damn! Wow! And they dug my broadhead out of his shoulder. No, did, did you get it back? Nope. They they kept that as a souvenir, but they uh, but <laughs> no shit. Dude, Sons of bitches. From like 150 to 183 That's from three bit. to four. Yeah, with I mean, a shoulder wound. He it, with a shoulder wound. I mean, he was he was another. He was God, a 200. Yeah, he was going to be a 200. He was destined to be a 200. Yeah. Damn! That's impressive, man. God, so that was insane. a really good day, and Austin was there, and. We got to do that, share that together, which was awesome. I like so. that. Maybe I Rosh should have went first. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be hard to talk about. <laughs> yeah, no shit. All right, now yeah, give me your best hunting Hey, day. my story sucks, so just pass me. Pass. A phone a friend. I don't have, I mean, I don't know. You know, I had some great hunting days with my dad and stuff like that. You know, the couple of days we doubled, like that was amazing. Um, I don't know. I think my, I don't know. I have a lot of good days that one's just not poking out at me, but like when I killed my mule deer this year in Wyoming, that was a, it wasn't like an abundance of animals type of day. It was more of an emotional, yep. right. um, like, holy fuck type. Go I ahead with that. Seriously. Well, I mean, I, I talked about it on that episode, but you know, I, I took a video of myself, which I have, we haven't put up anywhere. Um, I don't know. I guess I could put it up, but I just, I don't know. I'm weird about it, but I don't know. I just got emotional, man. Like. Got sick from the elevation and just like kicked my ass, but like all worked out. It's like it was just meant to work out. Yeah, and you know it was like like over my dad's birthday, then my birthday just a couple of days later, and I don't know. It just felt like my dad was like with us on it. You know what I mean? Yep. So yeah, just a, let's give a cheers to Papa Dave. Oh, yeah, Papa Dave. That. Yeah, yep. that's right. To Papa Dave. Yeah. So it was just one of them crazy, just hunting experiences. I don't know. Did I, did I ever play the audio from that? I don't think so. I guess I could. Uh, maybe you did. I think you might have played it, but I, I've heard it before, but I can't remember if it was on a podcast or if you just, or showed, you us. just right. showed us what it was. So it was like one of those things, man. I just got, uh, it's just emotional. Yeah. It was almost like I didn't feel like it was going to happen, then it fucking happened. Right. And you just couldn't believe how it happened. Yeah. And it was so crazy. And to have like Clint there to watch me shoot this buck from a distance so he liked to, like got to watch the whole scene play out and then how like a coyote after you yeah, and then Devin hears it and runs over and <laughs> it, just, it just beat my fucking ass to be honest with you it yeah was, it was brutal um but yeah i mean that was probably that's the, that's like the most recent crazy day but i have some awesome like days when i was younger with my old man and like growing up in hunting camp that were like oh cool, yeah you know but uh yeah stuff like that and not necessarily a like, quantity of animals but i mean I had like one of the most the most deer I've seen this year was like November first. I saw a fuck ton of deer running. It was just like one of them hot days. You catch it right and you see it. But 
but yeah, definitely my mule deer. The day I killed my mule deer, and then like the pack out afterwards, I think was like one of them days you'll never forget. It sucked in the moment. It sucked, but it didn't suck. You know, right. yeah. Like in the moment, like Devin was talking to me as we were going up, and he because you know Clint goes out west all the time. <laughs> Devin lives out west. Devin's like the mule deer guy. Clint is like the mule deer guy east of the Mississippi. So as we're going up this hill, Devin's like, Kurt, don't feel bad. Like this hill is steep as fuck. I'm having a hard time. He goes, just think everybody you talk to about this mountain we're climbing right now, they'll never understand how steep this is. Right. And I'm like, yeah, it's true. No one will ever understand. And I don't know. That was pretty cool. You know what I mean? Like my phone died. Devin's phone died. My headlamp died. Like it, Clint's leading the way. Clint was in front of us. I, I told this story, I believe, but Clint's got two quarters on his. I got stakes, backstrap, loins, uh, cape, skull, rack, and then Devin's got the same thing that Clint's got on his back. And the hill's so steep, and it's sandy, grass-type shit, Clint is making footholds for us to get our feet in. So Clint's the bad motherfucker paving the way so we can stand. And then when we would stop to take a breath, it's so steep that we had to find like what little bit of a ledge we could all get on. And we're all like tight next to each other to try and stand. That's how steep it was. Jeez. It was fucking brutal. That's wild, man. So that was like one of those, like, ah, this sucks, but it's like, it sucks so good. That's the thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's just one of those deals. I guess. Should I play the audio from that video? I don't know if I ever did. I feel like that's I might bring, up to you, bro. I feel like I might bring the house down. I don't want to bring the house down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, hey, play it at the end. <clears throat> we'll be too drunk for that. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll it'll, it'll it'll resurface at some point. It'll resurface. There we go, Dougie. Um, I mean, this year was probably one of my best days hunting. I saw you know twenty four bucks in one day. That's a shitload, <laughs> and man. Then, uh, that's like unfair. End up passing the buck. I end up shooting. Yeah, we know that. Yeah, but uh, that day was. Pretty incredible. Uh, there was one day, late muzzler the last day, I shot a 162-inch 10-pointer that I've been after forever. I missed him bow season. Broke a pair of binoculars, actually, because I, I missed him at 30 yards. And he went to 80 and just stopped and looked at me. So you chucked him at him? Oh, yeah, I threw him. I was pretty <laughs> How long ago was that? Dude, I was like... Not even 20 yet, I don't think. I think I was 18. So, anyways, comes late muzzle, come late muzzleloader. He was showing up, but uh, we have so many does at our place. You'd see like Eric knows. You see like fifty deer in one night. Oh yeah, it's insane. So I thought I pinpointed him, and they come out way too far. And the last day, January tenth, they all came out, and I had thirty minutes left. So uh, I tried sneaking through the cornfield, like just belly crawling at these deer. I don't know what I was doing. Then he got to make yeah, a move, yeah, bro. Yeah, one of the does saw me. So there's fifty deer in this field. They all run. So I just run across the corn, like I'm t- hauling ass across this cornfield. And the only buck to stop and look at me, we called him Krabby. He's the only one to stop at, I think it was 100 yards. I just put my muzzleloader up and shot him, hit him in the ass. And he just, he kind of dropped and then made it to the timber, but I ended up finding him dead. So Nice. Yeah. I have no reason why he stopped, but he did. And so. Oh, like laid, it was meant to be. I laid it on him. All right. That's crazy. That's pretty wild. That's cool, man. Eric, what's yours? Oh, man. I think it was my very first buck I ever shot. I was probably 15. No, still back when we had deer camp, you know, we were all shotgun hunting and sitting, pushing deer, you know, the old the old school deer camp style. And 
It's the old Etnies sweatshirt photo, you know, with that tiny little fork horn. Yep. But it was the first buck I ever shot. My, you know, growing up, uh, hunting with my old man, he's never shot a buck in his life, and he'd been hunting his whole life. But so we were out that day, and it was, you know, you you switched off sitting and hunt and pushing, you know. So if you sat one drive, the next drive you'd be pushing. So that was me and my old man. It was that it was our turn to sit. So we were sitting. Frozen Creek in front of us, you know, and, like, on this push, we knew it, it took a while for the hunters to get to us. So, like, I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, waiting, waiting, waiting for the deer showed up. Gun leaning against the tree. I'm, like, I got to take a piss. So I fucking whip her out, take a little <laughs> leak, you know. Dad's probably 50, 75 yards down. And he just yells at me, Eric, they're coming. And we're deer coming around. I got my fucking hoo-ha out, fucking... <laughs> Just hanging out, and I'm like, God damn, I fucking picked my gun up, and it's just a tiny little Y-buck, you know, just shoot him right in the jugular. Him and the jugs. And he was right over this frozen creek right in front of us, and he lays down, spins in front of me, and lands like three yards in front of me. No kidding. Yeah, just spins across the ice, and I'm like, I look at my old man, and he's like, we're kind of like, what the fuck just happened, you know? <laughs> So and that was a pretty cool moment. I mean, to witness uh, your first buck with your old man, and he's never shot a buck, so he was he. Was, I think he was more excited than I was. I was more in awe, but that's cool, dude. You know, it's one of those moments where you'll just never forget it. Yep, love it. Did you go, Austin? I got up and go potty. I haven't went. Uh, I got a couple days that come to mind, but the I would say like the one that's the most important to me would probably be the day that I got bit by the bow hunting bug. Um. I'd never hunted for whitetails. I I picked up my compound and started shooting 3D. I shot a lot of 3D. Uh, would have been the summer of 97. Uh, detasseled that summer. Bought my high country ultra force bow. Fuck yeah. And was really shooting good with it. And we went out to Utah and went elk hunting. So I hunted for elk before I ever hunted for a whitetail. Which is amazing. That's I was, rare. I was 14 years old. For a Midwestern guy. Yeah. I was in high school for three days. My dad pulled me out of school, said, let's go. We're going elk hunting for 10 days. So we're in the Wasatch front in Utah chasing elk around at the age of 14. I've never shot a bow at anything living. So it was pretty, it was just an incredible experience. And we went through that whole week. I never got a shot at anything. And the last day of the hunt, we're driving up on four-wheelers to go back into our spot, and there's a lone cow standing by herself just eating on a tree. The wind was in our favor, and she didn't hear the four-wheelers go by. We're within 100 yards of her. And shut the four-wheelers off, walked down the road. She's like 50 yards. I mean, you got to keep in mind, this is a 1997 high country ultra force at 45 pounds with aluminum arrows and thunderhead broadheads. You know, it's not the equipment we're using today. Yeah. (laughs) And she's standing there at 50 yards and there's no rangefinder. Like I'm just from 3D shooting, I guess, and guessed her at 50, drew back, put 40 yard pin right on the bridge of her back and let it go and just fucking smacked her. 50 yards just aced it my dad just she went took off running you could see the blood coming down her side and my dad just turned around and looked at me he's like you little shit (laughs) and she she didn't go 50 yards and so my first animal was an elk at 50 yards with a bow like that's so rare that's pretty bad and I'll, i'll never forget the feeling that ignited in me when i saw that arrow loop and looked like it was going over and just drop in perfect like that at at a distance like that like 
my adrenaline just immediately shot up and that my vision was blurry. I mean, I'll, I, I've never got that high again, but I've always tried to find it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that to me, that was probably the most important moment I've ever had in the woods. That's that amazing. Cool. That's super cool. For, for a boy from Illinois to go out and kill yeah. an elk, your first animal ever. Yeah, it was pretty wild. Cool. Man. Good stories, boys. Thanks, Eric, for the question. Um, couple, You're welcome. Rocco, uh, fuck you, Eric Common. Yeah. Oh, um, I think we need to hear the Cobra hey, Hunt from Dan Drake in there sometime. That's hilarious. We should get him to... Uh, I thought he told that story on the podcast, or did he not? No, he told it after. He said he could tell it, but it, we got to catch him in the right mood. Uh, Chris Robinson, shout out to you, man. I always find the no topics shoot from the hip BS sessions. I always like the no topics. Yeah, that'll be later. Um, Gage uh, Hagen, 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 uh, bring back the five minute unpopular open for 500. We should do that. Um, and maybe bring back Steve for an OGBS session. No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> Not so much. So no for me, dog. Rick uh, Babout. Babo. Baboot. Two hours of talking about botholes. In all seriousness, I have no doubt it'll be another great episode. Thanks, Rick. Um, oh, the old b-holes. Botholes getting crazy. You <laughs> know what's funny is I didn't realize, but uh, the one I shot late muzzleloader, I hit a botfly hole. There you go. I got nice, a nice looking b-hole. I got a deer with a real tight b-hole. Real, small. real tight? <laughs> it's, it's bringing everybody together. Everybody's yeah. got a b-hole to talk about. Yeah. That's right. Right. Yeah. We all remember that one. Everyone's got one. Everybody's got one. Bottles. Everybody's got one. They're like opinions. Everyone's got a bottle. <laughs> that could be the shirt right there. Bottles. <laughs> everybody's, everybody's got, got one. one. <laughs> yeah, they're like opinions. Everyone's got one. Everyone's got a bottle. <laughs> uh, Brian O'Neill. Um, I'd like to hear some. Other folks' opinion of this year's Midwest double full moon rut or lack of rut activity October through November. I didn't experience a rat lack of rut activity personally. Yeah, not at nope. all, actually. I felt that the way it fell into late October into the first week of November, it was beneficial. Um, and DeerCast also reported the same. Uh, also, big topic, EHD impact this past season seemed to be a lot worse than biologist statements. We were way down on deer activity this uh, in West Central Illinois, whether it was EHD, hmm. um, so I am opposite of that. I've had properties get hit by EHD in the past. Um, it's been a while, though. It's been a long while for me. Two thousand and twelve. Yeah. yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, twenty twelve, twenty eleven, twenty twelve. Uh, I've we, heard we haven't had any problems with EHD recently that I know of. No. I mean, Recently, knock no, wood. knock on wood, but yeah, I mean, I went with you one time. Double tap. I went with you one time uh, shed hunting, and we found one in the spring laying down there. But that was just one. Yeah, you find one or two. That could be anything you know, that, right? we'll, I'll find one or two every year, but that doesn't. I mean, that doesn't scream an EHD problem. To right, me. right. Um, Seth Gerber. Uh, wow, I'm so behind. Uh, admit I just found the podcast two weeks ago, and today listen to episode twenty-four and twenty-five. Oh, <laughs> Holy shit! Good luck, buddy. Good luck. Rough. Uh, Jonah Thomas Brick Brick oh, Brickle Brick, Brickle. That's a cool name. Uh, I started listening <laughs> around four forty. The first thing I thought was, "Wow, I wonder what episode five hundred will be like." I'm listening to four hundred right now, and so far I love it. Got to have Clint for sure. Uh, we would have Clint on, but 
he, I think, is trying to save his hand from frostbite and his hands, hands, and uh, he's a busy, busy man. Uh, Benjamin Bailey, get Jim Burton's on so you can stop saying I got to get him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Uh, that, that's a that, good point. I mean, I wish someone would out there and say how many times you said that. Oh, well, like fifty at least. Oh, I at least. Oh, more at least. than that. I, yeah, I would say I've talked to Jim about it, and probably once we get through like the trade show circuit, I'll try and lock him down. Is he, he down? Would, I'm sure he would be. Yeah. Well, at this point, he better be. I think even if he just phones in, I think that'd be sufficient. No, he's gonna come in. You think? And he moved to Northern Minnesota though, so. Well, hey, they make airplanes. God these days. damn it, Jim. Uh, Cole says a uh, minimum of eight old fashions a piece. Pre-recording, gee whiz. Oh, fuck. Kelly Vance. I've only got two down. Uh, full on BFs, the BF session with some in-depth shit about OGs and, the, and further about uh, WCB. We can, we can get into that. Um, I mean, there's not a ton to say about the OGs. And most people are familiar with who the OGs are, I think, if you followed what we do. Yeah. We um, can make a whole podcast just on the OGs, just picking yeah. out one guy at a time. There's Shit, we've probably got, nah. what, 10 or 15 hardcore OG guys? Yeah. Yeah, probably. Probably. Um, Russell Bagent. 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 Uh, this is, I like this topic uh, currently. Uh, when is too many hunting meme pages on Instagram too much negative shit? Just call out the illegal stuff and move on. Um, Russell, I agree with you. I think that those, uh, I don't know what your guys' opinions are on this as far as like our crew. I think they're good when they call out bad shit and basically make those people accountable for their actions that aren't willing to take direct responsibility for their negative actions. I think if you fuck up and you're like, I fucked up, I want to make this right, I didn't know, or I did this, I thought it was a good idea in the moment, it wasn't, like like Chris Brett could have saved it all. Yep. But he turned into, like a, he tried to just like act like it didn't happen. Right. It's like clearly it did. It's on I, film. I, I think he could have saved it. And I think most people could save it, like... I, I just think there's always an opportunity for honesty, and that makes the blow a lot less impactful on right. what you did wrong. People fuck up in general. There's a handful of honeymoon pages out there. I think the line is once you start just bashing industry just to bash industry, it's a dangerous thing. And also, what a waste of energy. Yeah. Like... You know, I, I've seen a couple pages. It's like guys bashing every new bow on the market. I get the hate for, yeah, we probably don't need a new model bow every year. That's $1,200. That probably hurts the bow market a little more. Like, you know, maybe produce the same model for a couple years and make your tweaks and changes like they right. do on, like, car models. I get that. But once you start just bashing shit to bash it because you have nothing else to do or you want to be a part of the industry but you have no real skills to be a part it's a dangerous thing because if you deplete the hunting industry as companies and you bash everybody, you bash influence, even the guys who are doing it 90% right that they might do not necessarily illegal shit in the 10%, but like maybe douchey shit. I right. think like one dumb photo or something. Yeah. It's kind of like you take away the hunting industry. You know what happens to hunting, whether you want to fucking admit it or not. It's it goes gone. away real fucking fast. Gone like yep. a fart in the wind. Yeah. So, so call, yeah. Out, call out the real douchebags and uh, celebrate the positives. Right. Is well, what we're trying to say. I don't, I don't think mind, we should I don't focus on the memes, the, though. The memes are kind the of memes funny. are funny, but they're entertaining. But for some, to like, a point, enough is enough. Yeah. You know, to after, a point. After true, so true. long, it gets old. Well, when you dwell on all the little negatives that are insignificant, don't really matter in between. Who gives a fuck, really? Yeah. You know, and it's, to each his own. I mean, I you know. For me, I'm just 
I'm not going to put my energy into following stuff like that. No. Here's it's a good example. Worth, it's not worth our time. I, I won't say who I had a conversation with. I had a conversation <laughs> with someone um, very knowledgeable in the industry uh, within a few weeks. And the we were talking on the phone, and the Mountain Dew thing got brought up. You know, remember on Mountain Dew? Yep. A lot of the posts were pretty corny, a little cringy. Everybody's like drinking Mountain Dew in their photos, talking about Mountain Dew does this and this and this. And the info I got, they're like, man, a lot of these meme pages like shredded Mountain Dew. But they're like, dude, if they actually knew the... F- I, and I don't know this. This is what I was told. So I'm not saying this is factual. They're like, here's the thing. The way Mountain Dew did the social thing was very rigid and very corny and very cringy, the way they went about it. But what they actually did... It would shut up a lot of those meme pages, what they did for hunting and the money they did and whatever. I don't know all the deets. I feel like they chose I'm pretty sure, the wrong people. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Judd started that wave. So <laughs> Judd was uh, I mean, Judd, Judd's the Judd OG. should be sponsored by Mountain <laughs> yeah, Dew. Yeah, he should be the face of Mountain Dew. He should be. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, I think you just got to be careful what you waste your time and energy on if it's all negative bullshit that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things. I no. get it. If you're like, I like Mike for make hunting great again. I think he's a good dude. Great dude. Do I think he's slipping when it comes to truly making hunting great again? Yes, I do. Um, yeah, sometimes it's too much. It's, it's almost like, man, Mike, why are you wasting your time on all this middle ground stuff when there's so much, there's some real on the ground bullshit that needs to be focused on. Like, let's not, Let's not focus on this stuff. It is right. entertaining. Like it's I always, I always follow his stories. And Copper Plated Sixes is another CP6 one. CP Six is good. They're too. they're both very entertaining, and they do. They call on a lot of bullshit, and they bring a lot of things to light that I would never dig into unless they would have brought it to light. So they're uh-huh. doing they're doing their job, but constant negativity wears me down a little bit too. Oh, yeah. So you got to kind of pick and choose. My I like when they focus on like um, legal issues and bills and real issues like that. That's yep. the stuff I think. Those pages, like CP6 does a great job. Mick Cunning Gradigan does a great job at that. Um, I think there's a lot of stuff in between, um, you know, picking on people just to pick on them. Right. It's like, all right, come on, man. It's, it is easy to do, though. It's easy to do. It is easy. And <laughs> I did you know, make a story, though. So technically, I'm famous. Well, that's all right. But it's like nobody's safe, you know? And so. Yeah. Oh, and keep making memes about Doug because they're hilarious. Those are funny. We're not going to take offense to that. I love it. <laughs> when i took that video of doug on a mechanical bull and put it on a story do you think i didn't think that that was gonna get put back he on said it to fucking make hunting great again before he even posted it probably did but uh <laughs> but, I, but i'll I tell plead, you this i plead the fifth but I, I plead we're not on a new sponsorship god damn it but i would take one just because oh we, i for sure would we, take we, one. we need mountain dew for mixers um but also we're also having fun Outside of hunting, just at a bar. So can you blame us? That's where I'm at. I don't know if you guys agree with me on any of that, but sorry, I kind of just took over that question. Next question. Stronger. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> um, uh, Chris Rogers, shout out to you, buddy, for the support. No specific topics. Uh, congrats on 500. It's been really cool to see the show grow like it has since started listening way back at episode two. Wow. Jesus. God, congrats, dude. Hard to believe. Congrats to you. Yeah, yeah. We're, I, haven't we're even li- I haven't even listened to that many. I can't I've say been that here. I have either. <laughs> I've been here for all of them. <laughs> <laughs> this is funny. Uh, Bob Charlton, get a bunch of podcast guests in and pick up pick up five hundred bush lattes. Podcasting over to you. Run out of beer. Oh, oh God. God! All right, here's a funny one. 
Hunter uh, Holcomb. Holcomb? Episode 500 definitely needs to feature Chris Brackett. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's hilarious. Chris, uh, Chris's time's probably bound up, isn't it? About to start hunting again. Yeah, I guess. That's what I've been uh, tagged in. I heard he's got times. six months. Six months. I'm sure he'll do well. <laughs> I just hope he comes back like, uh, like I want like arrow affliction style. If he if he's gonna come back, but not douchey. Booyah. Yeah, yeah. Arrow I don't think he can get douchey. away from that. Yeah, but that was kind of like what, him. That show was cool as fuck though, dude. Arrow affliction was rad. Uh, no, I don't disagree. But just the whole booyah thing is just kind of douchey. The booyah thing was yeah, but like the the in your face arrow affliction, like just get out and shoot your bow. That was motivating. Like I shooting I, birds with your bow was. That was pretty gangster. That was gangster. But you know what he needs? He almost needs like a PR guy for a social. PR Paletta? He needs PR Paletta, so he needs to hire. <laughs> like, but other than that, I think if he could just kind of like maintain, like keep like a someone put a rev limiter on him, like keep him to his show. I, hey. You know what? I, I've never, maybe I've never told you guys this, but I've been around Chris Brackett several times before he got super big on Arrow Affliction. He was just starting Arrow Affliction, and I shot next to him. At an indoor shoot several times, I was right up on the line next to him and and had to talk to him or wanted to talk to him several times. And I, everything that I said, no matter what it was, it was you don't. I just treated me like shit the whole time. I'm that like, sucks. Man, this guy just one upper. I'm trying hard, so I, you blow me off, and I'm. Did you I'm like sh- that? I'm like that guy that just wants to be your buddy so bad. Like I just keep trying. <laughs> like I'm like he's got to talk. To he's him. got a soft spot. Like let, I want to. Well, fine. I'm, I need to say something right that way. He uh, he opens up a little bit. Maybe he's not such a dick. I just I'm gonna keep trying. So I tried and I tried and I tried and I tried and I got nowhere. And he just treated me like like he like I was shit the whole time. Did you yeah. shoot? I'm him? like okay. Yeah, I did. I did. Did. I'll tell you. I'll tell you <laughs> some. Fuck that yep. guy. I'll tell you some. A little bit of insight on that. So, um, I, I was a big, big Chris Brackett friend for a long time. You know, he's not close, or he's real close to us. So he's a local dude, technically not really, but kind of. Um, about an hour. One time, he was like driving back from a trip somewhere. He's like, "Hey guys, message me. I'll, I'm gonna just call people randomly." It was like two, three in the morning. Like me and Ingholm were hanging out. Um, like shoot, shot our bows all day. Watch it. Like we used to like use arrow affliction. Like we used to watch BMX videos. We'd ride our bikes, take a break, pop in a DK intuition VHS. If you know that shout out to you, get all pumped up from watching people shred. Then we'd go back out and ride again. We Tyler and I used to do that with arrow affliction. Yeah. So we'd shoot our bows, come inside, get a drink of water, cool off in the AC, watch arrow affliction, get fucking stoked to go shoot our bows again, go back outside and like just do crazy bow shots and just have fun. It was kind of like, the BMX video of archery, I guess, at the yeah. time. So big Chris Brackett fan. Well, he did that. I sent him a message, and he actually called me at like 2, 3 in the morning one time. I just bullshit with him for like 25 minutes. That was fucking cool. Yeah. Well, then when we went down to like Castle Kill, and we like, he was having like a yard sale. We like bought a bunch of shit off of him and stuff, and he was cool as shit. Well, then he reported to Chris that he thought we were a bunch of douchebag, no good hillbilly drunks, and like, <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? And then every time Chip would come to record with us, he would like Chip would show us the messages, like, hey, look what he's saying, and just like bashing us. 
I had a bad experience with those dumb motherfuckers and all this shit. I'm like, God damn, what do we, we do? Didn't, we didn't even do anything. So hey, you know what? Fuck that guy. We come down, we spent Probably money, right and we part. took a picture yeah. with you. Yeah. That was about it. He used to call us career ruiners and shit to chip <laughs> and gave uh, Brian Plows <laughs> hey, uh, a bunch of shit. I guess we are, because his career's done. <laughs> yeah, call done. The done. <laughs> calling the kettle black, buddy. Stick a fork in him, he's done. You cut off. But the thing is, like, that, that bummed me out, right? So at the time, I'm like, oh, that fucking sucks, dude. So then it was almost like when all this shit happened, I was hey, like, yeah, fuck a bitch. him. So, fuck him. But, you know, I'll, I'll tell you this. All that being said, if he comes back, I hope he just goes about it right. And I, well, I, I don't I don't think he'll fuck up like he did before. I mean, he's... Nah. No, he's, I don't. He's had not. seven you know, or eight years to think about it. <clears throat> there's, yeah. there's, a, there's a place where somebody hits a wall or they hit rock bottom and then they can rebound and go in another direction. I don't I don't doubt that whatsoever. But, man, he was, he was on a streak there for a while where... You're top of your game, and you have every opportunity to be real and uh, transparent to people. And he was real and transparent. That was really him. He yeah. was just a obviously dick. we've got a couple of stories here that we just talked about. Like Doesn't he like was fat. People he was either. a douchebag to us Only personally. Hates <laughs> hey, dogs and old people and kept <laughs> it that way. Fat people. Yeah, like, yeah I mean, you're heavy he, breathing. But but I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rule it out that he. He might have hit rock, rock, rock bottom, mm-hmm. yeah, and then maybe he's going in the right direction now, and maybe he'd be a totally different person. Here, so I'll give him the this. opportunity, I guess. Genuinely, I hope he does well. Genuinely, I do. Eric's looking at me like he doesn't believe me, but really, nah. I hate to see somebody not be able. Like the dude had to scramble to put food on the table. Yeah, he deserved it, right? From you know repercussion right. of his actions, but you don't want to see somebody fucking suffer. Right. It's like does everyone that goes to prison for something bad, if you're, if it's murders or rape, fuck you, burn in hell. But if it's like someone gets caught on some bullshit or made some mistakes, I don't hope that they get out and never be able to make it. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, the moral of the story is: Did you learn from your mistake? I mean, right. did, did he have enough time to think about it, and learn from it? And now I, you do it and again after you got a fresh start. Now, nah, fuck you. It's a shit got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Bring back arrow affliction. Do what you did before. Get a PR guy. Control out, what you do. Yeah, cut out the booyah and let's go. And yeah. be nice to people. Yeah, be nice to people for once. So <laughs> don't fuck, fuck me around, boy. For Christ's sake. <laughs> uh, for uh, Christ's sake. Matthew, uh, man, Hegzen, Hengesbach. Hengesbach. It's a cool name. Uh, hard to say. German, maybe. <laughs> Hegensbach. Hegensbach. German for sure. 22 hunting trips. Austin? Well. Right now, what's on the schedule, we're looking at an elk trip uh, early September. Going to go out with Trey and try to chase some elk around. Mm -hmm. That's the big one for me right now. You Uh, and your old man, right? Going to bring Dad with me. You're going to be out there. Yeah. We're not hunting together, but we're going to be sharing camp. Be in the same camp. I don't know if all you guys knew that or not. That just happened. Yep. Did not no, know that. we did not know that. Like within the last week or something like that, right? Yep. That's I, awesome. I was kind of starting to do some research in a few different states and talked with Kurt, and uh, we, Dad and I had enough points to go in this area that, that Trey can guide in and thought it would be a fun trip. So I want to get my dad out there and see that country. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Um, that's that and Whitetail, of course, but anything else? Not for me. There's a lot like – that as of right now isn't set in stone. Yeah. Right. We got to see what's going to happen. Um Ross, what do you think? What do you what do you know about so far? Oh man, I'll tell you what. I'm uh I've had several deer as far as no, I'm not going to travel anywhere uh to sum it up, but I've had several deer that 
have been letting go for the last couple of years that are just going to be stupid big this year. So uh, I'd rather stay home and focus on that. I'm makes sense. I'm ready to kill a fucking slob again. Another two so. hundred. Another I don't know about another two hundred, but. Maybe a 196er. <laughs> <laughs> so another 200, so another 200 is what you're saying. <laughs> Throw a one on the 96er. <laughs> I was going to say, t- top this last buck by another 100. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be good. Just round up by 100. That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Eric? Uh, whitetails in Iowa, for sure. I think we plan on going bear hunting again. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to be in bear camp. And there's some other feelers going out, but we just can't... Uh, there's a lot of stuff in question. Yet. Yeah, um... Bear hunt this spring. Um, I don't know. I'm going to go there. Like, I'll have a tag, but I, I might just hang out and, like, help fill baits and stuff, you know, and just kind of, like, yeah. enjoy the time in camp. Maybe film. Maybe film one of you guys or something. Um, there's talks about a big trip coming this spring. Uh, we don't have details on about Like, a big, big trip um, that we might be able to get listeners in on yep. for, a, for a deal. If you want to know that, boy, that's coming. Details yet to come. Details yet to come. Exciting though. If we can make it work, it's going to be exciting. Be oh big, yeah, big, big trip. Big. It'd be a really good opportunity for some listeners to come with. I'm, I'm hoping it works out. Uh, I'm doing elk. I'm going elk in Wyoming. Yep. Um, possibly a mule deer trip. I'm not a hundred percent sure yet on that. And then whitetails at home. I don't know about the mule deer yet. That's a question mark as well. I forgot about Iowa whitetails, too. Hopefully, I'll draw that Iowa tag. Oh, I was trying to get an Iowa tag. Mm. I got enough points. I might draw an, be, an be, Illinois hey, tag this year. Might be crossing the No road. kidding. Yeah, do, that. Yeah. do a little swap. You got enough, you got enough swap. swap. Do a little swap. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. I got enough points for Illinois this year, so I might draw a tag for Ooh, Illinois. Finally, right? Hey, yeah, I, did, I, did, I, did, I did pick up a new property. Oh, you did? Can I hunt it? Uh-huh. Um, possibly. <laughs> Actually, possibly. Uh, wrong. I got a buddy down from Austin that he picked up some ground. He bought that. He said I could hunt anything. I got a buddy named Austin. What's up? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you got me beat. Wait, I, got, I got Ross. Oh, What's shit. Up? Oh, What's up? <laughs> shit. Hey. Shit, fuck. <laughs> Fine. No, fuck you guys. No one wants to hunt See with who me. wins. Um, the, the, the Iowa boys versus Illinois yeah. boys. You know what, team Austin team versus up. Team Ross. You know what? You know what sucks, you What's guys. Up? You Iowa boys got to come to Illinois to kill big deer. <laughs> hey. oh. Yeah, what am I going to shoot another ninety-six incher? <laughs> suck on that. <laughs> <laughs> How many two hundred you got, bitch? <laughs> I ain't gonna say Let's that. Let's not go there. Talking well, all that shit. Shut hey, up. Hey, well, well hey, hey, pump the brakes. Hey, pump the brakes. Yeah, yeah. We were just we were kidding. having a good time. Hey, Goddamn. Where's Team Illinois in the bowling league compared to Team Iowa? Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, but okay, Eric yeah, said yeah. that they're going to re-enter again. So, but he's going to hunt in Illinois this time. Oh, still going to call it. That don't. Would that count? No, it would, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. I mean, you guys are still Team Iowa, but it doesn't really count for your podcast points for Iowa. It would. No. No. Why wouldn't it? Does your mule deer count? Yeah, your mule deer counted. Take my mule deer out. We still beat your guys' asses. <laughs> well, shit. Because my whitetail scored higher than my mule deer. And that's when they count for the oh, team yeah, score. Oh, I did. It you got, three, hey, you got three people and we got two. The bottom line is, just people. be yeah, careful. Clayton. Clayton was on your team, wasn't he? Yeah. We, oh. we were not Clayton oh. he sh- <laughs> I thought you were talking like the crew right here. Oh, no. We still lose. So like, what are you saying? Uh, I don't know. Huh? Come again? <laughs> the bottom line is just be careful. Oops. Shut your mouth. That's fucking boring, dude. You're talking about glycogen. 
<laughs> yeah, Eric starts talking about who's going to be who. Yeah. Oops. Easy. Oops. Let's calm down. Oh, Doug. What are you going to do for trips? In um, I think maybe bear. Oh. And then maybe an antelope. Ooh. And then whitetail. And then maybe the other thing that we haven't talked about. Yeah. You already did. We're hunting you said you're killing a giraffe. Shut up. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. That, that was, was Eric. Me. Oh. I'm killing a giraffe, you fucker. You already. Oh. Anyways, you blew our cover. Ooh, I, might, a, I might. I might. You tag that prick in Iowa, and I'm, I'm going to high five you. <laughs> a giraffe. <laughs> I was hunting the, zoo, the, zoo. the local zoo. <laughs> That's cocky. I might. I want to make it to uh, Kentucky this year. Yeah, you I got some ground down there. I need to make it down there. I got an idea. Rent a camper. Take your old lady and old Hudson down there. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, the whistle came in there. What was that? Leave them in the camper, go hunting, kill a velvet whitetail. They can spend time with the family. See? Because it's her family. I mean, I ain't spending time. Yeah, with you don't want to do that. It's <laughs> a bad idea. Just park it in your yard and I'll go out hunting. Um, this is funny. Uh, moving on. Hunter Bagley. 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 Sorry, everybody, that I butchered every single one of your fucking names. This is funny as fuck. Stephen Muller responded to this with an angry face. I think you should bring Steve's turtle on the podcast. Did you see that post that somebody put oh, on? Oh, yeah. Okay. We so, saw it. That this, fucker's still MIA, ain't it? So that, nope. This, got, this came out, and I did the Steve oh, series that we're doing oh, for Patreon out, exclusive. Huh? I haven't heard about this. Um, I is did it the, dead? No, it's alive. What? I, it's alive. I did the... Flushed it down the toilet? I, I want to. Uh, I did the thoughts from a Steve series on our Patreon. So okay. if you do the ten dollars subscription, you get that series. Hey, if you're bullshitting me, because I'm still eating this motherfucker. Oh, dude, it's alive. <laughs> and his like, dude, Steve's life is such a fucking catastrophe. Like I thought, like things would have changed, but he just looks like freak show from Harold and Kumar now. Um, take it easy. So, <laughs> Jesus, Come on, Doug, what's wrong with you? So I, he's still a friend. He lost a bet. He's not Chris Brackett. <laughs> Goddamn. But listen, you call. So, all right, here's the difference and. The, so he still lost a bet for me eating this fucking turtle. If, if, so I'm eating this fucking turtle. That's people, so he's growing point. his hair out. Leave him alone. If people don't know what we're talking about. So <laughs> years ago, Steve made a bet and we were doing a live podcast at the Illinois Deer and Beer Fest. And there was a crowd of people watching us over the little intercom warrior podcast. <laughs> and, and Steve saw it as an opportunity to Be get funny. cocky. Oh, yeah. I and he goes, this. Kurt, I want to make you a bet. He's like kind of strutting around. I bet you I kill a bigger buck this year than you. And I'm like. I thought about it. I'm like, okay, I'll take your bet. I was like, well, here's the deal. If I kill a bigger buck than you, we get to kill your pet turtle. And he took the fucking bet. And you know what? I killed two bucks that year, and Steve fucking killed. He's scared of the dark, really, if you want to break it down. And uh, so this got brought up on the thoughts from and Steve. And I came podcast. in and said, we're not killing it. We're eating it. Yeah, Eric went to drop a ride into an Instapot, which is hilarious. And um, <laughs> fucking sad. The can cooker. Yeah, the can cooker. Hey, hey. I'll air fry that bitch. I don't care. <laughs> Covered in flour. Technology has caught up to us. It's, it's, a, a, it's alive. You just crack an egg on it and dust flour on it. We live on the Mississippi River. Don't think we haven't ate a fucking turtle before. We'll do that shit. Right. This is like some African side neck species or something. So I found out. It's like a lobster. Just drop it in live. This turtle is alive. And Steve's girlfriend's kids are like in love with this turtle. So this makes it even Not for sweeter. long. So, Not for long. So we have to go on a mission to steal the turtle and eat it. It's an assassination. So I told them on that series... <laughs> There's a conspiracy behind that. Us. we get this turtle's JFK tank... this thing. And we put it in... You know when we do the iron buck at the shoot? 
we put it in the vital opening. Oh, on the, on the <laughs> whoever kills a turtle. That's dirty. I like it. Going right through the door. Hey, hey, right wait for a the second. Turtle. Wait a second. When, I'll guarantee everybody makes that shot. When someone shoots a kid, we still eat it. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Okay. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Just eat it raw. I thought we were like a clay pigeon, like put in the tray and fling it out there. And- <laughs> no, because it ended up getting away. <laughs> <laughs> we all miss it. It landed, make a run for the creek. <laughs> Shit, where'd it go? So um, that's what we decided. If you want to hear the full story, get on our that Patreon. That thing's still alive, huh? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He says yeah. it is, man. Uh, Gary Blessing. Um, Mechanical versus fixed heads. We've talked about this a lot. Mechanical uh, and compounds. I vote. Ton. I vote both. Um, and then crossbows or compounds. I mean, you know where we're at. Yeah, that's pretty straightforward. <laughs> yeah, Adam Fiddler, uh, fixed out of a compound. Episode over. <laughs> yeah, there's some people harsh on crossbows. We get it though. Um, this is funny. Steve Steve Hartman. Stephen Hartman. Thoughts on states banning trail cams, heavy versus light arrows. Um, I don't give a fuck about really about the trail cam thing. I think it's more of a western waterhole based yep. type yep. situation. I don't think you should ban them, but um, I don't know if it should be banned. No, trail cams are fun, but I think it'd be good at, at the same time. I get it out there. I I get it, but also like I it. I love our spy points and everything, and I'm excited for the new flex coming and all that shit. That's great. But it would be kind of interesting to like see what it'd be like for a year or two without them, as far mm-hmm. as like uh, pressure and ownership of deer and shit's concerned. Yeah. Well, you're banning technology, so where do you draw the line there? That's the question. Like, okay, yeah, you, you want to you want to take our you know take freedoms away as hunters, and I'm with you, Kurt. I think it'd be cool to take them away for a year to see who comes out on top. But you take away trail cameras, then the next year you're taking away hha sites that can roll right and then you're taking range away rangefinders. Range where do you draw the line yeah it's like okay th- i mean it's kind of a fun conversation to have but if we want to get serious about it like we're in shit <laughs> yeah i don't i don't really want to see any more rights taken away than you know yeah we're, 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 yeah, fighting the, we're fighting to maintain what we have here let's not try to deliberately lose any right, right. I, I agree and once they start then they don't stop so um, heavy versus light arrows. I think we're all going to lean on the heavy side. Is that fair? Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> Chad Davis, big reveal episode. Kurt's going double barrel crossbow. Son of a bitch. <laughs> Whammy. You, you are? So, you're, you're searching sides? That's new. That's new, new. That's news to us. Listen, guys. I waited this long. Ever since my incident, I decided to go double barrel crossbow. Out of a saddle? He'll shoot once yeah. and you shoot twice. <laughs> Shit's well, dying. Well, so, so for people who don't, no, and they see all the jokes. If you're a newer listener, you didn't hear the episode. I almost got shot by a crossbow hunter, like in the dark. He was on the neighbor shooting to our side. So we don't hate crossbows, but when you experience that, it's pretty easy to talk some shit. Remember early episodes with the airbow? Ooh, fuck the airbow. Gee whiz, it's double airbow now. Here's a cool one. We, we can do a roundtable on this. Brandon Hill scrape hunting versus rubline hunting in late October. Austin. It's pretty much the same thing, in my opinion. I mean, you're you're finding sign that a buck's laying down in a linear pattern. So whether it's a scrape line or a rub line, he's signs there. You yeah, go. you're you're hunting that you're hunting that area for that reason. Yeah, similar to me. I, I agree. I think that's we all probably agree no scrapes scrapes. I'd say scrapes. I look at more prominently than a rub line, but Austin is right. Like it's um, similar. More than likely, I, I, when you I, see I, a I scrape, at, you're going to see a rub, way, though. Yeah, but scrapes are more early season, late season, all season. 
I disagree. No, rubs are rubs are sorry. Yeah, yeah. Rubs are and scrapes are more. You're gonna get every deer to kind of hit that. No, thank you. And they're kind of uh, not so much. <laughs> not so much. during the rut <laughs> time too. Here's here's a question: What gets you guys more excited? If you find a massive, big, fresh community scrape or a tree Rock that's hard. ten inches around that's been shredded up? Hey, scrape, scrape. right now. <laughs> scrape for Eric. Hey, yo, I think I'm scrape. I think the rubs are cool because you're like that. A big deer did that. But I've never like been like there's a big ass rub I'm hanging over that rub and then kill a deer over. But I have on scrapes. Yep, that makes sense. Doug? I think a, a rub. You see a big rub, like maybe one buck did it. But you see a big scrape getting hit. That's multiple deer doing it. So mm. I don't yeah, know. I guess I would prefer a scrape over rub line. But man, for me, it's if not, it's, all, it's all the signs there. You're just gonna get you're gonna in be there. there. For me, it's the rub. If I find a tree that's just fucking massive and shredded up, what's he know? I know it's not a little turd messing with it. Kill some deer or something? For some reason, when I find that really big tree, it's like, fuck, there is a big one here. Like, he is in this area. It's confirmation of big antlers, whereas a scrape is just like, it could be anything. Well, hold on now. Let's let's think about a scrape when you see it. Now, are the branches four foot off the ground, or are they eight foot off the ground? Yeah. I mean, you could see some broken branches up at seven foot high, and it's like, okay— Somebody big didn't just stand on their tiptoes yeah. to get up, or somebody small stand yeah. on their tiptoes to get up dumb. there. I mean, they're they're big enough, tall we're enough in, yeah, that they're in the Bigfoot territory, racking now. some racking some branches mm-hmm. up there high enough. It's like okay, this is a pretty good sign here. Now I agree when you see that great big ass rub, but what I, what I'm saying is I just I don't know that there's any like science behind it just for me what gets my blood boiling that when i see a tree that's just shredded up that's big like that just gets me jacked up for some reason mm-hmm. that gets me jacked up but i see a giant scrape that's fucking three feet around mm. Mm. Oh. sign me up oh. <laughs> sign me up baby so that's so if you look if you look back i've thought about this too what if i come across, across your t's and dot the eyes on there <laughs> What's up? Stretch my homework pants out. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so looking back, I, I was looking at uh, that the deer that I shot the the uh, the two seventeen. His rack is so damn tight. If you're basing it off of rubs, that's a good point. It wouldn't fit. Around I mean, he couldn't fit around a four inch tree because yeah. his tines come together so tight. I mean, he, could, he couldn't have done it if he wanted to. Fuck me, right? Hey, why don't you just go fuck off in the corner? <laughs> what if he likes to rub the outside of his two on that tree? Maybe, maybe you're right. I mean, yeah, maybe, I maybe it's all I in the rug. So, hey, you might have a scratch on his ass. He might be scratching his ass on the tree. You never know. So you'd look at a great big tree. All right, now now we're playing around here. But if you look at like a 12-inch tree that's sitting there, a big old cedar, and it's just got a whole bunch of knife marks in it, maybe that big bastard didn't have a wide enough rack so he just knifed it up maybe i mean no, maybe got maybe got to break down the rub. sharp and he's just maybe maybe the rub is is it's all in looking at like a foot track in the snow is it big or is it small look at that rub and the way that it's carved out maybe there's a uh, only some knife marks in that great big 12 inch tree it's not all rubbed up like you want to but i get what you're saying i don't I'm just, about. I'm just talking out my ass right now. <laughs> We're talking shit. It's fine. All right, this is a funny one. Eric, Eric uh, I asked this question again. I don't want to say. Wet stain. What is it? I don't know. Wet, wet, wet stain. Wet stain. Don't easy. All negative. <laughs> this is funny. All negative podcast. See, I don't want this, but this is, he, he uh, puts an interesting spin. 
a BS session all about bad shit that happens or when you've done when you're when you've done hunting and what you learned from it. Um, just a bit session about anything and everything. Make five hundred one that everyone can laugh at each other and think of all the bad shit that shaped what y'all have become. Okay, I get I get that. Um, first miss, first lost deer. So I wouldn't really call it like an all negative podcast. It's like a lesson learned podcast. I'd, be, I'd call it that. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't know. First miss, first lost deer. Like we've talked about that stuff. I don't really remember like my first miss. Um, I dumbest thing you've ever believed about hunting. That's a good one. It is a good one. I don't. I, I don't know. I couldn't pinpoint that. I don't know that off the top of my head. Anyway, I do know the worst tactic I ever tried. What's that? The acorn fucking cruncher, buck bomb, <laughs> piece no, of shit. Bomb. Dude. What a piece <laughs> of shit! The biggest piece of shit. If you like seeing a fucking spike, you throw that thing out. <laughs> Austin, I'm curious what yours is. Uh, of which one of the um, <laughs> dumbest thing you've ever believed about hunting, or like worst tactic you ever tried. And you know, like just for me, <laughs> like these things haven't panned out for me. I'm not saying they're dumb, but like decoying when it comes to like targeting mature deer. I know like Larry McCoy is the fucking decoy god, and he kills big deer doing it. I just PB. for me, I see too many young deer get sketched out by a decoy or by scent that it's just not worth the effort for me to try that because I see too many younger deer get sketched out. Yeah. It's like, what's going to happen when I get the rare opportunity of a five-year-old come in and see this thing, you know, is he going to react to it the way I want or is he not? I'd rather just be incognito and Agreed. take my chance. Yeah. yeah. I'd second that for sure. I mean, there's, there's no way when I know that I'm on a big boy that I think in the back of my mind, you know what? I ought to set my decoy out there Yeah, and Let's just see what happens him and see if we can get lucky. That shit doesn't work on a 170. No. No, and maybe it does. It doesn't work for me. I've never had it work. We've I'm, seen some. You've seen some videos where it has worked on a for a guy that shot yeah. a one seventy. But dumbest I, I thing you ever I, believed about hunting and worst tactic you've ever tried. That's a. Those are two fun questions. I um. I don't. I, I don't know if I have one. I, I'm going to think of it later. But right now, I can't. I'm going to say the dumbest thing would be towards turkey hunting was the H and S stress. It's like a double purr. I don't know if you ever heard. You remember that? I don't remember. Like the you use two purr. calls and they're, they're double, like they're purring. Oh, the fighting purr. Yeah, the fighting purr. I think it's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Every turkey heard that, they're like, "What the fuck is that?" And they just went the other way. Well, or, I think one of the ones too is like the the double rack when we were in Missouri. Uh, the black rack. black rack. The black rack. Yeah, that piece of so shit. So Doug bought this the combo set. It was a black rack. And I'm the, sorry, but that didn't and work a buck at call all. or whatever. And he's we get into Missouri, you know, and he's like, oh, "I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the." The antlers. I'm like, okay. And he whips these two things out. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I was, like, hey, watch this. I was like, watch this. And I'm videoing him. I go, I look at him and go, that sounded like dog shit. And, <laughs> and that's thinks, just a regular black plastic rack. Yeah. yeah. It's like two racks like yeah. together yeah. in a handle. And see, that's what I've used before, and I've called in bucks with it. But I was just getting ready to ask that question. I, like, I how often you never go to the timber. Without your grunt call and your rattle and antlers, but yeah, but this is this, but it what, sounded I, like dog shit. But how <laughs> often do you plan to take those antlers out and rattle? Like I'm, I'm not a rattle guy. I just right. really and then I'm not in my life. Yeah, and he's, I'm like, hey, that sounds like dog shit. He's like, yeah, you're right. He just chucks them <laughs> and they hit a stump and they snap in half. <laughs> a <lot of> broken half. <laughs> I just left it there. What about like dumb products like the deer mirror? Remember that? 
Deer mirror. What's the deer mirror? When you're sitting in the stands, you have to look behind you. It was like a mirror that came off the tree. <laughs> the I, is, that like, is that like one of those, like, you see a bicyclist riding down the highway and they have that little mirror on the off the side of their helmet? Yeah, yeah. that doesn't sound like it catch the sun and reflect everything. Yeah, right. <laughs> I had a buddy one time send me the umbrella that you can buy from, like, Cabela's or whatever. Yeah. Oh, the umbrella. So there's, like, an umbrella that you can put over yourself oh. in the stand. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a camouflage umbrella. Does it work? And he sent that out, and like there was a group of like 10 of us. I'm like, all right, Mary fucking Poppins. Why don't you just put that so much away and put some rain gear on? <laughs> Mary fucking it looks Poppins. like a blimp sitting up there. What about the acorn cruncher? Remember that? Never used it. Hey, it, sound, it sounds real. <laughs> What's the acorn cruncher? Here, let me see. I'm going to look at it. It's like a... It's just a little... Two plastic pieces of the spring. You just... Yeah. So, also, it sounds like deer, like, feeding yeah, yeah. chewing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, what about it's, that? It's a calming noise. Calm down. It does work. That's the right cruncher. there. Shit. Yep. I'll do Wait, it. I what, have one of those. Do it for real and just eat them yourself. Yeah. <laughs> man up. Be a real man. Snap a tooth and... What go. about that grunt call that had, like, the really long tube that you ran down the steps, uh, like, uh, to the base of the tree? Dude, I had one that was, like, that's a tube our, that, <laughs> that uh, safety pinned to your uh, shirt, so if you're at full draw, you could... You know what that grunt call's from? That's from our Buzz was boys. They invented it? Yeah, yeah the, the tube on the ground. I heard Bomar's grandpa invented that, though. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was literally like, it was literally like a, a freaking sump pump hose that went down to the base of the tree with a grunt call attached to it. like a turd. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, I never bought it. Let's see. Let's get it down in here. Um, but no, I didn't. Right, this is <laughs> a good one. No, so I didn't. I have to. No, I didn't. <laughs> Matthew Hartman asks, uh, deep woods versus field edge stand setups. What to look for? Well, you're going to skip over the nags are better than bush? Who is this guy? Um, they are good. Um, no, they're not. I'll okay. give that a heart. Um, <laughs> yeah, if, you're really, if you're really thirsty. Yeah, what are you, in college? <laughs> so, fuck you, man. If it's wet and cold, <laughs> I'll drink it. Um, deep woods versus field edge. It's all situational. That's my answer. Yep. yep. Yes. Yep. Is the answer on that one. What yes. to look for on topos? Um, Deep woods. Where the deer are, probably. Um, uh, I don't know. Major terrain features. <laughs> where and the then deer are. Major terrain features and then... Uh, major obvious terrain features and then dissect it with more detail from there. Is <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, you're not going to catch me December 20th in the heart of my deep woods, yeah. blowing everything out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's a long name. Oh, it's a joint Facebook account. Oh, that's my aunt. They got a joint Facebook account? Yep. What's up with that? Uh, when will the Upper Peninsula of Michigan episode appear? Doug, I have a cottage you can hang out in. Deer, moose, wolves. Uh, oh, the sights to see in the UP. Mm-hmm. Do they play euchre up there? Oh, yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Threes and fours. Jamie Palmer, how much fun <laughs> uh, did Doug have riding the bull at ATA? Doug? Too much fun. Wait, which time? Did I make it past eight seconds? Which time? Oh, yeah, I did it twice. Eric, you don't remember the second time. I don't I know. Don't, I, don't remember, no. I yeah. hardly remember the second time. I barely remember the second yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> did hey, I make it past eight seconds? Uh, you did pretty good on the second time. Hey, hey, hey let's just say shit got wild. I'm going to ride a, a real bull here with Darren here soon. Right, that's a fun, um, he sent me videos the other day. I don't know if you want any part of that, man. But if you do, are they for real? It's not fucking not for real. I saw it. I'm like, ooh. They'll kick your mustache off. He sent me three. I'll show you after this. He sent me like three or four clips of every time somebody about got stepped on, like in a big way. Hey, I'm I'm doing it. I got to try everything once. Yeah, we're doing it. All right, we're videoing it then if we're doing it. That's fine. 
Um, this is Eric, kind of a if fun you're doing one. It, I'm doing it. Chad I'll Yingling, it. the WCB crew, does a full no punches roast on Mark Jury. <laughs> what? <laughs> there's really not a whole lot to the roast The guy's on. too nice. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing to say. Um, yeah, I mean, here's an interesting one. How tro cams are uh, Ethan Hall. How tro cams are a great tool to use, but they save more big bucks than harvested. Um, I, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah they probably do. Uh, just from pressure. Yep. Um, unpopular opinion: Every state should be a right to pursue a wounded animal state. Um, 100%. Yes. Eric uh, Watson, um, he reset, He responded to that comment. With Game Ward Orlando and a represented, I agree. Otherwise, no, because where I hunt, people will be overstepping it. I, I agree, agree with, with you. I 100% exactly. agree with that. 100% agree. Yeah, how many yep. douchebags do we have hunting our lines? It would be like, well, I shot a deer, so I'm going to come over and look I'm for on, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you catch them, they're like, oh, well, I shot a Especially deer. Especially during so. shotgun yeah, season. That shit's not going to fly for me. If you mm-hmm. have a Game Warden with you and it's a legit wounded animal, then yeah, I, I'd yeah. agree. Show me the blood trail, bro. Yep, yep. Yeah, hundred percent. But, pe- yeah. but but people that do it right and they have a wounded buck that they can see, but they can't cross lines right to re- to retrieve that animal is fucked up. In my yeah, opinion. you should be able to yep. get the game board involved and then yep make the call of the when game it's board. legit. Bing bong, yes. legit. Yes, <laughs> bing bong, <bing> bong done. <laughs> um, I'm just kind of reading through some of these because we have a ton to go through. Parker Barrett Ranch Ferry is a dick with a question mark. Sounds like a good one to me. I don't know him. I don't know anything about him. Who's I don't either. He's like an arrow guy online. I don't know anything about him. I don't. I never, I never even heard of him. I'd change that last name. I, I literally terrible name. Don't know anything positive or negative about him. I've seen his name pop up in episodes requests. Other than that, completely don't have an opinion because we don't. I don't know. Um. So I don't know. Sorry. Um. Dakota Bix, uh, we just did a giant tracker interview with him for working class on DeerCast. Um, who do you look up to in the hunting industry? Then explain why, whether that be past or present. Mine's Mark Jury just because he's the man. He's a cool dude and he kills big deer and he's kind of like what you want to model yourself after as a whitetail hunter. I can't think. argue with that. Right. Yep. I would say T Bone. <laughs> That's a good one. T Bone, I mean, he kills shit. He's funny as fuck online. He's positive. Guy. He's positive. I like Mark Jury. Uh, Jared Shuffler, too. That guy's an animal. He's an animal. Might Chancy, too. Those guys just, I don't know. They get after it. Mine would have to be Lee Lakowski, just because he's kind of grown from nothing. He's built a huge empire of just this whitetail freak land, and that's, if I like if I could do anything, that's what I'd want to do, so I respect that guy. Yeah. That's if you model yourself out of someone, it'd be him. I, yeah, if I could have three or 4,000 acres of pristine whitetail country in Iowa and Illinois and Missouri or wherever they're at, that's I'd, I'd go that direction. Hey, you're making your cool. way there, right? Well, I'm trying. <laughs> Starting small. Hey. Ross. Yeah, I'd, I guess I'd say, <laughs> shit, there's a bunch of them, but I'd have to say Waddell blows my mind i just really like that guy i mean mark jury's the bomb too uh i i respect the kiskies uh farming and hunting and um man i could the list goes on i could sit here and keep naming them but oh for sure it's uh yeah i'm impressed by all these guys anybody in the outdoor industry that's just doing it right hunting hard working hard and and pulling it off every year i mean that's my hat's off to them because it takes a lot yeah, for sure. I agree. Waddle's the man. Um, okay, now we're on to our group. Um, James uh, Struble, what is your biggest goal for the next 500? <clears throat> Make it there. 
Yeah, I mean, that is a goal in itself. <laughs> I, I think really just to ha- keep having fun. Yeah. Like, to be simplistic about it and just be honest. Like, I just want to keep having fun with this and enjoying it. And I think we can obviously keep doing that. Like, I'm still having fun. <laughs> you know? Oh, My yeah, goal sure. would be to shoot a 200-incher. In the next 500? Yeah. I want to kill a giraffe. That's a good goal. A giraffe. A giraffe is You and your goddamn giraffe bucket list. <laughs> Jeffrey what the giraffe. What did they do to you? Nothing. I just don't know where the fuck I'm going to put it. <laughs> yeah, where the fuck are you going to put it? I don't know. That's the whole point. <laughs> you had to mount it in the studio. What do you fit in the studio, would it? You had to keep it under. No, I didn't fit it at Ross's house because he's the only one that's got 30-foot yeah. ceilings. You just get a European mount. You just have to mount a skull. <laughs> <laughs> Still then, where the fuck are we going to put it? <laughs> what, what is that? It's a giraffe. Oh. Oh. Cool. Okay. I get a full mount of the giraffe, but then oh, do a euro was, head thought, on it. I thought it was a horse head. Hey, no, it's hey, a giraffe. But euro out like a six foot section of the spine. <laughs> the skeleton, like an old, like a fucking museum where they got the old dinosaurs. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the skeleton of it. Yeah. It's like a, some sort of prehistoric beast. <laughs> um, is that a horse? <laughs> yeah, no, it looks like a big horse. No, that's a giraffe, dude. You don't yeah, know. Hey, Trust hey, me. Hey, did you go through the third grade? Get your animals right, <laughs> idiot. Um, this is cool. And Joe Merchant, um, greatest moments of the past five hundred, and what's to come for the next five hundred. He's the one that texted me about the bear hunt tonight. Oh, cool, cool. I think I, I did get his email. I gotta get. I'll get to it tomorrow. Uh, Joe, greatest moments of the past five hundred. What's mm. come for the next 500? Man, one of my favorites was when Doug fell asleep when we were podcasting. Oh, fuck yeah. Good. That was oh, hilarious. Dude, such a great moment. <laughs> what a good time. Can we, get, can we get a pre-order on a t-shirt of Doug just sleeping on our couch? Yeah, what a fucking do. blast. <laughs> Never <laughs> fucking it. forget that the one. The funniest thing about that night Iconic. was like, that Doug's like, hey, after this podcast, like we're going to go out, right? We're going to go to the bars and shit, right? Like, and I'm like, yeah, Doug, we'll go out. Let's just yeah, get sure, this man. podcast over first. <laughs> Five minutes in, he's... <laughs> That's, he just needed a minute to like, eat shit. That was a good dinner. Eat shit. <laughs> Fuck. That's a bold moment. I'm trying hard here, guys. I need one of them uh, bullet bourbons over there, Ross. Oh, yeah, shit. I'm working it up. Oh, shit. I gotta stay awake. Yeah. Oh, goddamn. You uh, need a Red Bull. That was, I mean, I don't know, man. Greatest moment of the past 500. There's so many. I would some- say one of the greatest moments would be when we first had Bone Collector on. I was just. That's a cool moment, right? It's like a for real. Oh, crazy moment at ATA. Yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. Ross. Got a yeah. hand this like too, them really? in person, sitting around, shooting the shit. That whole ATA was crazy. That that was a Aaron crazy Lewis ATA. was yeah. on. Aaron it was, was like cool. a pivotal moment. Yeah, dang, that was a big weekend. Yeah, Aaron yeah. Lewis, Jury's the juries, big weekend for us. Bone collector. I mean, just a good time. I don't know, man, but but we've done like you know the podcast I enjoy the most. I have fun on on all of them, but like I really enjoy like podcasts with like Mark Reif. And like the the quality, oh yeah, like true friendship type yeah, conversations. Like when we did the old man bucks podcast with him and Gino, that was just like a really refreshing, like oh, yeah. fun down home WCB style one, you know. Um, and what's the come for the next five hundred man? I mean, there's so much planned out, and we have so many like just cool opportunities to kind of grab a hold of and fun things we have in the in the, the brainstorm pot that it's just hard telling what's. What's gonna and we be have that. so many ideas that we have brewing that, yeah. The next five hundred is gonna be crazy. Let's just say that it's gonna be wild. I can't even think of it when we hit one thousand knots. Yeah, Jordan Rambo asked the next question: Where do you guys see yourselves at one thousand? Holy shit! Um, I Dead. Don't know. Well, Doug, ha- I Doug, won't be Doug here. will have three kids. Yeah, I won't be here. Doug will have one in Nebraska for sure. I'll be, <laughs> I'll be uh, 
way more famous than this by that time, and I'll be out of here. Famous. Fuck you guys. I'm I'll out. be an Instagram huntress. <laughs> my tits out. butthole on the yeah. internet. My, my bot fly hole on the internet. <laughs> you guys can kiss my bot yeah. fly hole. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be sponsored by uh, Mountain Dew. <laughs> Kurt, you want an old-fashioned, or what are you wanting in this? Uh, yeah, if you don't mind mixing me up an old-fashioned, that'd be great. Is that is that too much to ask? Nope, we got everything right. And we yeah. have a wet bar in here tonight. Jordan Gen- <laughs> Jordan Gensmer has taught me well. Why don't we call him down for the night? Number five hundred, Chris Turek. Five hundred, Doug Schmidt has to shave the stash. Eat shit, Chris. And here, Thomas uh, Holsey says, uh, "What's it all mean?" There's not a tool strong enough or sharp enough to cut or shave that stash. You goddamn right. <laughs> Challenge accepted. They haven't invented it yet, and they never will. Hey, you know what? I bet you 20 bucks I can cut that mustache off. You couldn't do a goddamn thing to it. <laughs> mm. Wouldn't he be so pissed if he woke up and it was gone? Just half of it. No, oh, that'd be <laughs> dangerous. Be bad. That'd be a bad thing to happen. Just think of it this way, though. When you Karma's it, a bitch. It, Just remember that. Hey, it grows back twice as thick. No. That's how it works. No. It's, it's already, thick, burn it off it's like already thicker than shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, thicker shit. <laughs> Break a sawzall blade on this motherfucker. <laughs> and just like, ee- take a grinder, do it. I just passed out. <laughs> um, Phil Hole asks, uh, congrats. Um, I'd like for you all to go in depth. Uh, each one of you. Uh, each one of you for going to a short in-depth discussion about uh, your setup with your bow and arrows, sights, releases, binos, rangefinders. Talk about all in depth. Keep up the great work, fellas. Even your tree stand set setups uh, from saddles to running guns. Have a good one. Um, I mean, I think our arrow. Thanks, buddy. I think our arrow setups and everything like that is we're all similar. We're shooting elites. We're shooting HHAs. We're yep. shooting victory arrows like rip TKOs, extortions, binos, rangefinders. They're all the same. Yep. Loophole BX. From BX2s to BX5s, yep. we're shooting the uh, loophole full draw um, rangefinder. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, I don't know if it gets much better than that. Using the, I'm using the Scott uh, Shark release, though. I got the, I shot the Scott Hex. <laughs> I've been on that S-horn for years. I've shot the Hex, too, but the S-horn, Silver I'm horn. still running the Sigma. Sigma. Ooh, you like the Sigma? Nice, dude. Ross, aren't you an S horn guy? I'm silver horn all day. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, S-horn. I get I get pissed off at my four finger thumb release and something, just, a, something about simplicity and the heat of the moment. It's just yep. reassuring. You get all S horned up, huh? S horny. Oh yeah, I'm S horny. There it is. Bunch of S horny boys um, over there. Tree stand setups. I mean, we're all running Novix Helos. Yeah, Novix is really um, good this year. So. I dabbled with uh, Trophy Line's uh, saddle setups and with their platform through uh, Novix this year. And uh, hey, sorry, <laughs> I'm getting ready to jerk my own dick in the saddle even more, <laughs> dude. You wait. I almost killed my biggest bug of my life out of that thing. And, I uh, honestly, like, we got them this year. Yeah, and I didn't do. have enough time to spend with it because we got them in the middle Next, of the season. We'll do it this year. They have their place. I'm Next just year, back here cheesing, boys. Once hey, you get onto it, hey, it's fucking Next year, badass. I'm definitely jerking my... Listen. I'm punching my you're clown. Missing, you're listen, jerking your McGurkin? Punching that clown listen, out boys. of that thing. There's going to be some things in the works. 93.5, the saddle. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, ACDC. Sexy swinging tunes from the saddle. Sexy swinging tunes. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> There's exciting things ahead. We'll get more in depth just on a swinging. setups. Just uh, a swinging. swinging. There I was. Just a swinging. <laughs> oh, Forrest shit. Forrest Gump. 
This is a good one. Tony Smith, how accurate has Doug Stash really been? Oh, did you oh. Yes, hey. open the predictions envelope. Oh. Did you do it? No, we got it, though. We got Uh-oh. it. Uh-oh. What, hey. do you, what do you shoot? You look, pull up his Instagram. I'm going to take a whiz quiz. Don't, oh, don't right do this here. without me. I got it right here. Holy fuck, I forgot about this. Hold on, stall it. I Play some Jeopardy music. <laughs> Eric will be right back after this piss break. Um, all right. Do you want to text Greg? Tech, do you have his number? I do not. I'll text him. Doug, you were like spot on on one of them this year. Yeah, was I was pretty fucking good. You so were. I think I did really good, actually. I do, too. I can't remember whose, but you almost nailed Kurt's one was, I was, what, two inches off? Like, yeah, if even that. God dang. That's pretty dang good. You have the envelope? Yeah. Let me see it. <laughs> Miss Throw, Cleo. It over. <laughs> Throw it over. Oh, I'm texting Greg right now. I think I was off on Ross's. I'm going to guess that. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. About a hundred. Who knew? I don't have an envelope. I wrapped it up in a oh, bumper sticker. I wrapped this bitch up tight, son. You have a knife? Um, I'm going to try and peel it. I just texted Greg. We'll see if he responds. I want to say he shot a 177, 178 or something. That's what he shot? Mm-hmm. Okay. Did you go to his Instagram? No. I didn't find the score. He just knows. I just... I, I texted him. Hopefully he responds. I just feel it. <laughs> you can feel it in the stat. I mean, your mustache has been more accurate than I think it should be. It always is. I don't did, know why you guys keep questioning my mustache. I never did. Eric did. <laughs> you didn't thin it down. Not Eric did. Uh, I think I was pretty close on Eric's, too, to be honest. Yeah, what, what have you been doing there? Wait, is, you do, you, do you wax that? or Wax like, what? Put wax, like, like dead ass. <laughs> dead ass. <laughs> my butthole? My butthole? My beehole? All right, come on, Greg. Text put, me back, buddy. You put gel in that stash of yours or what? Wait, can we not figure out what he I, got? Uh, I feed it with bush light. Look up his Instagram. And that's about it. It's a lush. Where's my phone? Hmm. I, got his I got it. I'm opening this. I have it rolled up in an old bumper sticker, which is random as shit. But I think I was really close on Eric's also. What did you say on Eric's? Do you remember? I, I should, think I think it's like a 140 for Eric. That's, that's close. what it was, yeah. I think I was the most close on yours, though, Kurt. Wait, which book was it? Yeah, you were real, like pretty much dead on them. Yeah, I was, I was like off a little off, and then you found a little extra point, and I was like, oh, put it right in the money. Yeah, I did too. Greg has too many <laughs> posts. Okay, here we go. Boy, you're really unfolding that thing. I wrapped. He it really up. wrapped it up. I didn't want it to get out. He's Greg's not responding. He killed that big one. When did he kill that big? I got one? it. Is this it? That one? Yeah. What does it say? What's the score? Is that it? Yeah. What's the score? What's that say? What's this, what does that say? No. I want you to say No. It. Read what... Because I have an envelope into my hand, or I have the paper. Okay. This is what the description is. Very lucky just, and blessed to harvest a massive whitetail, a.k.a. Big Barrel. 177 and two eights. 177 and two eights? Yep. Hey, Doug's unrolling it. Doug's unrolling the paper. Oh, I said 187 and five eights. So you're off 10 inches. Not bad. Not pretty bad. impressive. Not bad. Okay. It's pretty, pretty good. good. Okay. Pretty, pretty good. Okay. Pretty good. Pretty good. Never mind, Greg. We didn't need you anyway. Did you, w- you woke up to write that down? or I wrote this down when, he was when Greg was here. During Greg the podcast. And then, this was, and then I had an old tattoo shop bumper sticker for some reason. I rolled it up. <laughs> so watch your mouth. Oh, well, I'm just <laughs> saying. You're the one who messed up my predictions. Well, what the hell? <laughs> I'm just keeping you guessing, dude. Um, <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> Fix your shit. <laughs> you don't, your stash ain't shit. Get your shit together, bro. Get your beard out of my face. <laughs> uh, who has a better facial hair, Doug or Ross? 
God damn. That's probably Ross. I mean, come on. That beard's Ross. That's a good looking beard. Sure. <laughs> All right. We're on Instagram. Well, we both have our own Instagram pages. So That's right. Know. Fuck. Who's got more followers? Yeah, suck on that. Mm. Damn it. Okay, here we go. Levi Potter. I, I was up there for a minute. I want to hear some crazy Doug stories with the females. After the mechanical bull video, I want to hear some stories. Oh, oh gee, Willikers. Um, Maybe we says, ought to skip I don't that. I we can talk about all that. That's on a different platform. <laughs> well, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll tell those stories on the reveal. Yeah. Hey, gender reveal. Gender reveal. <laughs> hey, there, 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 yeah. there, there is one story that would blow the water, but I will never. Uh, the real question we is. We can't talk about that. The, now, you dumb bitch. Nope, the real don't. question is, where do we start? We can never talk about it. Hey, I'll start. We're, we're in Nebraska. Actually, no, we're at Wait, is this w- story? No. no. So, no. Story? there we go. This is a whole different. This is a. Eight, is it hunting? Not hunting related story at all, but it's about it. Let's talk about it. We can't. Doug walks into a room and he just starts blasting. <laughs> we can't talk about just it. Fucking look like look like Spider Man went off in there. No, <laughs> we can never. We could never talk about it on the. Everyone podcast. woke up pregnant. That's it. That's it. What pro staff was she on? Or what pro staff was she trying to get on? This is not, not in the hunting world at all. Was this in your early twenties? Yeah. I don't even so know. Like story. Two years do, I, ago. do I know this story? I don't know. Maybe not. I don't think I do. <laughs> so why did you bring it up? I don't know why I did. If you brought a, it up, you got to tell no, us the story. I, I cannot tell it. Well, what why, the cause fuck? Cause I'm skip. confused. Because your mom you started it. Yeah, next question. Because your mom listened to this or what? Because <laughs> everyone listens to it. <laughs> That's how bad it is. Next question. <laughs> Listen, hey, all you pro staff, like, you got to get, do you prefer girls on pro staffs or field staffs? <laughs> Field staff. <laughs> oh. This staff. I'm going to get in trouble this with staff. it. Yeah. No, uh, no comment. This staff. <laughs> yeah. all, all we can say at any trade show is that your old ladies around, do not introduce them to Doug. And if your old lady's not with you, hey, she's at a trade show, she's no, trying to get on a pro staff. I'm a nice guy. Fuck off. You are a nice guy. Yeah, thank you. Hey, if it wasn't for your boys, you'd have hard times. Bullshit. Hey, listen. Just saying. MVP's right here. What's up? (laughs) (laughs) With your photo taking skills. (laughs) Um, FTA Outdoors. Controversial topic and a chance to get Kurt riled up. Uh, Is a 170 on public a bigger accomplishment than a 170 on private? I think that's hilarious. Hey, gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit? It's a 170. (laughs) That's a good good answer. That was very well put. Yeah. I mean, it is. I think we need to get over all that. Yep. My Um, opinion. Honestly, it's different skill sets applied in different ways. I know I'm not Kurt, but... Hey, I answered that. Well, you're right. Yeah, on. but don't say a one twenty on public. Like, no, nah, that annoys me. Don't make excuses for your one twenty yeah, yeah, yeah. on public. For your one twenty, yeah, it's one twenty on public is like a one seventy yeah, on yeah. private. Don't I say mean, that. If, if we're just going to sit here and talk about it, like, yeah, one seventy on public is probably more impressive than a one seventy on private. But like, at a basic okay. level, yeah. So, so is a one ninety on private. Equal to a one seventy on public, then like I, no one ninety on. I, private I mean, if you like guys a, like if you guys had to give or take inches on a public deer versus a private deer, I'd say twenty inch spread would be a fair. You want to know the honest truth? I don't give a fuck. I don't either. I don't either. Uh, but I do because it's interesting. I mean, there's there's more well, pressure. There's more pressure. Well, I hunt public, so <laughs> I'm like I'm I'm a, I'm kind of on a weird side of the argument because I'm a I'm a private land guy. I've always hunted private land, but. 
I have a lot of respect for the guys that go out and do it on public. I do too. So as well. I think so. What's like the fair point spread? Like is a is a one fifty on public equal to a one seventy on private? I would say that'd probably be a pretty fair assessment. I don't really like the comparison. I get the like the pressure and some of the shit gets like a little more like. Uh, yeah, but you could own a twenty acre piece on private, but have twenty five neighbors all surrounding you. Right, might as well be public. It depends. Right, right. I think a tape is a fucking tape. And, and we got into some of this detailed with uh, when Whitetail Adrenal was in studio, which that episode's coming down the line here. Um, we talk about that. Talk about how like you know Chandler express or Chandler um, Chancy Chancy not Chancy. Um, fuck Jared breaks into like some of his opinions on that. The the two proud annoying public land guys, the annoying public land crowd. There's that guy. Like that's what burns it out. Um, I think. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Like, someone kills a 150 on public, it's like, whoa, that's pretty cool. Like, a high pressure area, and they still got it done on a 150. That's cool. Um, but I think when you live in like a state where 150 to 170 bucks are more prominent, like, it could really happen anywhere. It could happen on your 25 acre high pressure private piece, it could happen on a 5,000 acre public piece. Um, so, I don't know. I, don't I, know. I would say you'd be surprised on some public in Iowa how surprised it's not pressured, though. Like there's a lot of spots mm-hmm. that just don't get hit. The mindset right. is I'm yes. not going there because it's pressured in reality. Everybody's thinking that and it's yes. not pressured. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's an interesting conversation for sure. Do I think it's worth having like a public argument over? No. No, because I think it does nothing good for anybody. Well, it's obviously know? a huge debate. I mean, that's it is. T- honestly like between saddle versus tree stand or public versus private like those are the those are the two hot debates right yeah. now well and it's like that's like compound versus crossbow i mean it doesn't can, matter because every up. it doesn't matter because every it's it's situational it's situational oh, it is i sure. mean you can't sit here and argue when everything that we might say about one piece is it's totally different in your area versus what we're saying from what we've seen. I mean, we right. can't. Yeah, we're gonna have guys over here that are experiencing something that are gonna praise us and agree what they said is spot on. Then you're gonna have another guy 200 miles away yep. that hunts next to a public police. It's like fuck them guys. They don't. They're yep. So it's weird, right? It's you can't you actually know what? just say, go hunting. But I'll tell you this: <laughs> just get out there. Just go, go hunting, would that's you? Good, that's a good point. So we get that question. It's like you guys should do a public land challenge. I'm like, nah, I'm not leaving deer for deer. When I worked hard to like set up a food plot, and I worked hard to get a permission. I don't own any ground, but I worked hard to do this and get permission and do that. You know what? That, if that. I didn't, I'll say this: if I didn't have the private ground that I'm been blessed to hunt, I would be working just as hard to go out there and hunt public. Exactly. Well, Whatever it takes. If you're a hunter. You hunt your ass off. You do what you got to do, and I don't give a shit if you shoot a one thirty or you shoot a one seventy. Either way, your your efforts sometimes gets blessed with great big deer or might be a ninety sixer, yeah, whatever. Shoot a ninety sixer or three hundred incher. Who cares? Yeah, just just put your work in, go hunting, and enjoy it. The mentality we have is you could go where we go. You're trying to hunt the best deer on the farm, right? I mean. And whether you're public or private, you know, the guys that have that mentality are going to go in and they're going to go after that, the best deer on that piece. That's, yep. that's, a, that's the point right there. That's what, well, that's what really matters. Um, this is a cool one. Sean Polk. Uh, what's everyone's personal favorite in-studio guest and everyone's wish list in-studio guest you haven't had yet? Mm. That's a good one. That's a tough one. Tough. Personal favorite in-studio guest. So that narrows in it down studio. quite a bit. Um. Anybody that wants to go first, because we're all thinking. Well, I'm thinking. <laughs> hey, Ross is thinking. Okay, okay. I know. <laughs> Anyone that is done thinking. Would ATA count as in studio? No. 
Oh, here, like here in, in studio, <laughs> and some fun ones, like right here, right now. Mm-hmm. Not here, me. Like, Could have been Kurt's place, <laughs> right? Yeah. Any of the it's studio like me. podcasts. It's me. They 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 came to us for a studio podcast. There's been some hard. fun ones, man. Um, in the last five hundred, yeah, there's been a lot to think about. This is like we're reading these on the fly, so you're not getting any like premeditated deal here. So it's good and bad. It's bad when we all got to think like this because it causes a delay. It's uh, it's fun when like uh, Billy C or Johnny Utah come in. Those are pretty fun. Those are good ones. Um, I, I had a good time when like when Larry Mack was here. Yeah, yeah. Yep. when Larry was here and I, Ryan. I had a great time. Like I have a good time when like uh, Mark Joe. Ryan comes in and Joe comes in. I like. Hey, let, let me let me say this. Like it's way better when we have in, in studio guests and over a phone call. So anyone Always. in studio is ten times better. It is, and it's not the person. It's not the guest's fault. It's just because you're here, yeah, right? Right. Really. You're here face to face. It's, it's you're in the green makes, room before, right? Dude, this white tail adrenaline episode that's coming. It's I a know. banger. It's, I missed it. It's up there. It's in a the, fucking in the banger. Top. It sucks. Top. It could be one of the most downloaded episodes of twenty. Probably going to blow past Moose. I'm guessing. That's a that was an iconic episode. It might it's a bold, but maybe not. It's a bold maybe statement. Not. Um, and, and everyone's wish list in studio guests. I would love to have. Um, Ooh, I would love to have like Bone Collector here in studio. Yeah. I would love to have Michael Pitts and Philip Culpepper oh, here. That'd be a fucking riot. I, I think that dude, right currently in my brain, like Culpepper and Pitts are going to be up in that top. Well, and too, like that'd it, be a riot. Like as in your wish list for in-studio guests, it's changed a lot since we have our own place in studio and studio to hang out with. met some people, yeah. too. Right, right. Ted Nugent in-studio would be a fucking banger. Dude, if we could get Don and Lee together in-studio, that would be insane. I'm just trying to think of people that would, like, jive with our personality, like guys that would actually sit down and drink and Buck have McNeely. fun. Like, yeah. dude. Yeah, we get him on. That, that one that you're talking about, that would be pretty tough to beat. What's that? Culpepper and um, Pitts. 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 Dude, oh, man. I, those guys would be a fucking riot in studio. Good down home, just fun. Have a, have a drink, cut it up, have fun. Which we talked to them at ATA about doing something, but we're not going to do that yet. Culpepper, Pitts, Waddell, Nick Mont, T-Bone. Yeah, those guys would be fun. I'd like to get Mark Jury in with like... Um, I, dude, you know what would be fun? This would be a fun... Like if you're a Jury fan... I want to get Mark Durr and Coondog in studio. Yeah. I want to hang good. out with Coondog, man. Yeah, Coondog's... You, dude, he's... Margarita, man. Yeah. Get him in here. <laughs> if you don't like margaritas, get the fuck out. I mean, <laughs> here's my guy. Hearing that blender run in the background. That's a fun one. Um, Allison had a cool idea. We've done this before in the past, but I just didn't want to do it on this. Uh, she wanted to throw together old segments of the best of... I might take a long time to edit, yeah. but piece together through. Grow up. That'd take way too long. I appreciate that. Um, Team Vital TV. Uh, there are a lot of small channels and side hustles in the hunting industry. Working class boner has become pretty established. Maybe talk about behind the scenes and long nights it took to make your dreams a reality. I think a lot of people would benefit from it and use it as motivation. That's pretty. That's a cool question. I, well, appreciate, true. I appreciate you saying that we're established. What happened to your screen? I clicked on something. Oh, there you go. Um, Talk about behind the scenes and long nights it took to make your dreams a reality. Um, I don't really think. <laughs> a lot of drinking. <laughs> a lot of drinking, a lot of late nights, commitment every week. I mean, honestly, never give up. Never no, give up. Dude, a lot of, a lot of long drives and 
Yeah. Late drives home. Pissed off old women. Old ladies, I guess. Old women. Old women. Hey, Doug's probably pissed off some old women. What's up? <laughs> That's not my problem. <laughs> That's their problem. <laughs> I mean, a lot of this work falls on your shoulders. I mean, you've you've been doing you, the yeah. last 500 episodes True. where you've been working somewhere else. I mean, you've been yeah. hustling, working, and doing this while you're working. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, and Eric runs a store and shit, so it's always long hours. It's, it's imagine... Um, never clocking out. Never. You know what I mean? It's I mean, like it's, it's a full circle every day, every night. It's it's like a um I mean, you gotta constantly think about it. Like you have to constantly be you have to just be motivated and you have you have to have fun with it. Right. Yeah. Like if we weren't having fun, this would be fucking miserable. Sort of ended a long time ago. Right. Yeah. So I mean it before is, we probably right? even came on if it was oh, yeah. fun. Dude, yeah. And you know what's crazy? It's like you know, Sam will be like, "Hey, you're at home now with the family. Like, you gotta check out." Like, I just I'm constantly thinking about the there, podcast. There's no with the podcast. There's no checking out. No, and Steve and I talked about that on that Thoughts from a Steve series we did for Patreon. It's like Steve simmered out because Steve didn't really love hunting. Like, right. to be in our crew, you have to fucking love hunting. You have to right. love hunting. You have to love everything that surrounds hunting. You have to love industry. You have to the business. You I have mean, to it, know it, business. What I've learned a lot about, like the business side of things, is most people don't know how to conduct business, and that's where they fail usually. Right. Um, I'm not saying that we're like the ultimate success because we're not. We're learning and growing. I'm learning, um, but I've just learned a lot of people fall short there, and they fall short of like, I guess, making a goal, committing to it, and staying consistent. Right. And if you stay consistent long enough in the correct way, you can make about anything work. I will say from my standpoint of view, when I, you know, came in, it wasn't like, uh, you know, like, oh, I got to go do a podcast. It was always like, you know, we're doing, I'm happy to go do a podcast. Yeah. 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 Like I'm excited to go do a podcast. It was never, never got to where like, Hey, oh, fuck me. I go do a podcast. This shit sucks. Right. Right. It's never been that way. What's Austin and Ross, what's your guys' perspective? Because you guys kind of bloomed in. A little later as well. I mean, Doug did a little later, but I mean, honestly, it's yeah. We we got on here and or I got on here and I thought, gee whiz, this is this is freaking awesome. I mean, this mm-hmm. this is fun. We can sit here and just shoot the shit, talking to microphones. I'm not talking to a camera, which sometimes gets awkward. Yeah, for you know, sure. staring at that screen, you know, just looking at that eye of that camera, and and uh, you know, you got to be on point every time you're looking into a camera. I feel free when I'm sitting here behind a mic. And yeah. we're just bullshitting and having yeah. fun, yeah. but I loved it and I I still love it. Um, I I want to continue doing this as long as we can. I yeah. The thing is, I you know we as we develop and keep or as I grow or or uh, added three kids in the meantime since I started. Yeah. Uh, wife and three kids and everything. Just sorry. <laughs> So that's that's busy, and then they get older, and then it's just you know schedules start getting filled up, and yep. it's it, it's it gets tough. But I love every minute I can sit here and bullshit with you guys. I mean, it's it's a blast. Yeah, well, we're so, glad to have you, man. Yep. Yeah. What do you think, Austin? Well, I think we got lucky. Ross and I did. I mean, you guys started this thing within what forty five minutes of our place. Yeah. So Ross got me on. We got listening to you guys and. I mean, you're my people. You you work, you drink, you cuss, you talk, you love hunting. I mm-hmm. mean, everything that I already did is what you guys were all about. So 
it was just like a hand and a glove. I mean, when we met, you know, it was just kind of an instant fit. So we mm-hmm. got lucky that you guys were not in fucking Massachusetts. You know, you guys were 40 minutes away. So right. yeah. it just is like it was meant to be. Well, what I love about it, man, you know, Ross said, you know, it's and you like it all. It fits like a glove, like a hand in a glove. You know, we had, you know, Steve was on. We had some earlier members. We had some guys fading out. We had some extras. Like, yeah, yeah that's fun, right? Mixing that in. Um, but really, like this, the crew of working class boners, everybody that's sitting in here right now. Like, the, we are the core of what working class bow hunter is. But what I love about it is we're all our own people. Like. Yeah. Doug is different from Austin. Austin's different from Ross. Different from What's Eric. I'm different from the rest. Like we all have our own styles. We're all individuals, <laughs> but we're all we all share the same passion. We all get along. Our differences are like cohesive for dynamic to a point. Um, we work together great. Yeah, we work together great. Like truly, we have a good yeah. time at all the trade shows. Yeah, sure. There's going to be some like brother like bickering and shit like that every mm-hmm. now and again. But yeah, just, but even even outside of the just sitting here behind the mic, I mean. When we get off the mic and we're actually building the studio or doing anything, I mean, we we all mesh really well. Oh yeah, like yeah, it's, yeah. It's, never it's, it's, it's as real. Wrong. It's as real right. outside of the mic as 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 it is on the mic. Yeah, I mean, we been some bickering, but hey, we still well, get shit done. How can there not much. be in five hundred well, fucking episodes? Honestly, there hasn't been much. Not really. No, I mean, not really. Seriously, no. not real. Yeah, in the grand scheme of things, no. More when Steve was around because Steve was. Who bought the fucking? He was a punching bag. He's a punching bag. (laughs) But like a lot of people might not realize, we played a round of darts. I went over and got bar food at the depot here in New Windsor, across the street, and we played a round of darts before we even started this. Yeah, then we got in. Let's make some drinks, boy. Like it's just how it is. Like it's funny when um, we're just who we uh, are. Before I came, I was in college when you guys started, but uh, Eric told me to start a podcast. I was like about hunting. I was like, what the fuck do you know about hunting? Like, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I they, just gave him a bunch of shit. A bunch of shit. And then yeah. we had Brandon McQuithoff, and he's like, you had him on before me, yeah. you motherfucker. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck do you think you are? <laughs> well, it's just funny the way it all forefronted oh, yeah. man. Like, I don't know. It's uh, just the crew, the crew we built is just... Like, we um, couldn't do any of this without you guys sitting yeah, here either. I love it. Well, it's you know? weird because I didn't know you for very long, Eric, when, no. when like, you jumped in. It's weird how it all months. worked out, really. Yeah. Yeah. The stars align, I guess. It just worked out the right time. It's like I've always been, like, intrigued in, the, like, industry or, like, hunting media in a way. So it's cool. It all just kind of rolled in. And I remember bringing Doug around. I'm like, hey, I'm going to bring my buddy around. Like, you're real weird about bringing new people. I around. am, dude. Yeah. But you have to be, bro. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially for sure. now. <clears throat> right. But I'm like, hey. He's my boy. Yeah. He got me into hunting, you know, and he, we, I brought him around, and he came around for, like, one or two episodes, and then yeah, Kurt's I just, like... I was just hanging around, like... I was, Kurt's like, I remember hey, I was hey, so nervous hey, tell to Doug to come him. back. Tell Doug yeah. to come back. Yeah. We need him. I remember hey, so kind of brought him in. I had like, even... the first few times I was so nervous, I was like... Yeah. <laughs> I don't do my hands. <laughs> I, I, I hadn't even heard of you guys at all, and uh, Clark Cummings was the one that told me. I mean, he was down at my bow shop. Uh, we were just jacking around. I mean, just small bow shop stuff. But he came down and was hanging out, and he's like, you you really ought to meet these guys from, uh, what what was it? Sherrard. Uh, Sherrard. Yeah. He's like, uh, working class bow hunter. I'm like, never heard of him. That's when we picked he goes, up. That's you, when ought to, you, ought to, dumb. you ought to hang out with those guys. They're, they're pretty cool. That's when we picked up Elite. Right around when we picked I'm up like, Elite. I'm like, no shit. We came been down. like 2016. Yeah. Well, Me I'm, and Steve came down to get our bow set up from you. No, yeah. it like happened the first time. No, actually, it, was, it started with Kurt and Sam. I bought a bow. I bought an Elite Spirit off of Ross for Sam. Yep. 
And that's what got it really rolling. So Kurt came down with Sam, and they walked in the bow shop, and we were a little tiny bow shop, you know, nothing, oh, yeah. nothing to talk about. But it was cool. We were, we were just jacking around and and uh, started talking, and but but Clark had kind of started that up and told me how to talk with you, so we we did, and that's I left that. And that's place. where it all started up. On the way home, I can I remember the exact spot on the drive home between Monmouth and like Alexis on Highway 67 before the S curve yep. that they're redoing. I remember talking to Sam, being like, "We need as we get older, I want to surround myself with more people like Clark and Ross and the guys on the podcast." Like, and and that just comes with getting older and closer to your thirties. Like you dial in who you surround yourself with. You have more control over people that are in your life that play an impactful role in your life. When you're in your early 20s, you're at a job you fucking hate that everyone's going through to get yeah. to the job that makes the real money. Yep. Or you're in high school and you're around all these fuckheads you don't want to be around, but you have to be because you got to be at school. And as you get into your 30s, you can you tone in your career. You tone yeah. in who you surround yourself with. Yeah. And so you're not you an idiot. Yeah, you just weed them out. Yeah. So and you, like my dad's always told me, if you're going to hang out with skunks, you're going to smell like a skunk. Yeah. So just yeah. keep... Keep pushing forward and hang out with people that are going to make you want to be better. I remember yeah. when me and Steve came down to get our bow set up, and like you're like the address on the Facebook page was you, way wrong, way yeah. wrong. Like it's saying like it's saying like ten miles away to some town or some shit, and like you told us to come down and get our bow set up like this time, and we're still holding the definition of BFE. So oh yeah, oh yeah, BFE. Hang on, but to that. like like we get there at that time, and this and it's like a little tiny trailer in the middle of this town. We're like, is this the place? Because I remember Kurt talking about like Steve's like, oh, I'm home. It's a nice. Hey, hey, what what? Greg just texted me. I said, uh, he said, let's open the envelope on air live. He doesn't know we're recording. Fuck, I should have called him. I don't want to catch him off guard while we're recording. What did you say scored? Because he gave me the score. I said one eighty seven and five eights. Oh, it's one seventy seven two eights. Okay, I said that. I know. I, I me reading it, I forgot, and I thought that meant. But he said his mule deer is one ninety three. Cool. Well, that's you a divide, big dog. You divide the two. Yeah, you just took the Perfect. average. You just took the <laughs> average. Cross them. Mustache stays. <laughs> stays. It's not going anywhere. Hey, we're cutting that some bitch off one of these years. <laughs> but but go, never touching this one. Going back to this, jumping in, like when we did the early stuff, you know, we had a lot of people. We were just having fun, you know, like we didn't yep. expect like what this could be. So we like we had some good dudes that I don't know if they still listen, but some good guys that came in had some fun early on, and um, you know, we got pretty liberal with like, hey, come on in and sit in on one, and which that's fun, right? We always have a good time, yep. and we still do that from time to time now. But um, I'm glad like the core group kind of focused in on everybody that's in this room now because yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, that I told uh, after we had that meeting, you get or you you and Sam came down, and then it wasn't shortly after that. I was like, man, I'm telling you, I got a buddy. His name's Austin Chandler, and he's he's a killer. Yeah, he, you guys got to meet him. And then we did a podcast and to we, shoot the new bows at my place. I think yeah. one oh, of the yeah. fir- the first days we really seriously hung out was uh, the party. I brought we we brought the limo out. We put our zoot suits on and we went out and we fucking partied. <laughs> We're all like, all right, these guys are fucking cool. <laughs> Got all trashed, beyond trashed you know, in public. Part a little too hard. <laughs> yeah, a little embarrassing, but hey, we had a good time. Hey, don't let the bugs get me. <laughs> yeah, I, I was blacked out in the yard in the middle of the summer at Chandler's place. Like that's when I knew you guys are my people. <laughs> yeah, dude, we that all really see the. Oh, you knew who we were your people when you said you got a fucking limo. 
Rad. <laughs> what happened was we, we hired a high school kid, and Steve made him wear a Hawaiian T-shirt to drive us around in the limo. The, I don't know how many times. The, the kid made a 1000 bucks. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. I think I paid him three times because I forgot I paid him. And then uh, I gave him 50 bucks. Yeah, we get back to Chandler's house. I roll out the door, and I'm laying in the grass blacked out, and Chandler's <laughs> trying to get me inside. And I'm just like, don't let the bugs get me. <laughs> it was rowdy. I just remember that kid was like, I'm out of here. I'm like. Here's a beer. Get out of here. Yeah. What was up to now? He's probably a professor somewhere, somewhere. Yeah, kids are way smarter than us. Yeah, that was kind of like one of the first nights we really like hung out together, and I'm like, that was the first time I met you. I like these guys. That was a good time, (laughs) dude. Just hey, the rest was history. (laughs) Austin was really flexing on that fucking 1960 suit. Oh, Grandpa Chick. Fu Manchu. Perfectly. Holy shit. That 50-year-old wanted to fuck you bad. Hey, shit happens when you put that suit on. (laughs) That's true. It's magical. I'm like, I'm ready to borrow that. A lot of these questions on Instagram are kind of things we've already covered on Facebook. Uh, Someone wants to bring the wives back, which is hilarious. Yeah, I'll get Um, mine on. Yeah, I'll get mine on. Do the wives and Doug. Doug I'll just sit it on. In the circle. You're in the middle. Yeah, they suck. Look at that. These guys suck. I'm not going to read it. I agree with them. I'm going to like that one. (laughs) Um, We talked about a lot of this stuff. Um, I'd like to hear about your decision, Kurt, to go full-time podcaster. What a huge commitment. Uh, Thanks, Todd. I I believe your name is. Captain. Cabinet Todd? Todd Craig. That's Todd Craig. Um, yeah, it is a commitment. I'm raw dog in life right now, um, if you want to know the truth. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I am, really. I don't know. Unvaxxed, doesn't wear a mask, and Unvaxed. full-time podcaster. What's up? So, yeah, I mean, it's scary, right? But um, also, I think my anxiety would be through the roof if I still had a regular, like, corporate job with everything we got going yeah, on. I don't think like, everyone realizes how much is on your plate. That's crazy. <laughs> thought about it well i mean with the travel schedule we're doing this year i'd be woof. wouldn't they'd fire me i couldn't do it but yeah it's if actually they fire you, you can pull your hustle though i could do what pull employment i should have got fired that's what i'm saying <laughs> you gotta I, beat hey, the system bro I, I left, my guy i left like a red-blooded american man <laughs> I you, you can't burn a bridge man you can't ever burn a bridge because you just never know you can always swim Hey, that's a good point too. <laughs> fuck boat. this job. <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. You're cool. Fuck oh, you. Yeah, you're cool. <laughs> I, I'm out. I should have no, done that. The one guy's like, "Oh shit." I'm cool. I, I, you know what? To be honest oh, shit, with you, I'm cool. I didn't have a middle finger moment with deer. I didn't. I really, yeah. I really did not. I, I went out with a smile, man. I got there with a the smile. Went out with a smile. It was a great place to work. Um, I got along with just about. There's some douchebags, of course, right? Like any job, but you had a cool uh, boss too, though. Yeah, my boss was pretty <laughs> rad. Um, he was very fair to me, very like flexible with me with the hunting and the podcast. He knew what it was, right? Like when I told him, he's like, "Ah, I figured this was coming." And then I, uh, I sorry, I got to get to drink a beer here, huh? It was kind of cool because like once I told him, we had a meeting. I was on the lab team, and he kind of like had it in the meeting notes. Like oh, I don't know if you guys know, but Kurt's leaving to pursue what everybody knows he's already going to go pursue. Like everybody kind of knew, knew about it. Right. Cause it's like, once we had like Ted Nugent on and Aaron Lewis on every, it, got everyone like, Oh fuck. Like, right. So yeah. it just, it just made people who don't hunt. Like it made them be like, Oh, cool. Now we and that it. makes the job a lot better. Like if you're leaving and they're saying, Hey, you're going to do what you love. We're happy for you. Dude, everybody Not like, Hey, you're a shithead for leaving. Yeah. Yeah. The biggest mistake of your life. Right. Yeah. No, everyone was like, dude, I think it's great. And so that was really cool. You know, I did my laps 
and just said, hey, guys, it was great working with you. Because, I, I mean, I enjoyed most people I worked with, you know. I walked out, gave my badge, and I was like, all right, thanks. And the security lady, which I'd never seen because I never went out the main entrance, was like, oh, that, you're done. I'm like, I'm done. Let's I'm out it. this bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Peace. Hey, and that's, suck it. That's the worst part about leaving every job. You don't leave. You don't miss the job. You miss the people you work with. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And the job, the work was kind of cool. But like when I got outside, I kind of had that moment. When I'm walking down the sidewalk back to my truck. I'm like, well, I literally can't get back inside now because I turned in my badge. <laughs> right. Because right? everything's locked that is down. A weird, that's a weird feeling. Because it's experimental. Yeah. So you can't right. just walk in there. That's like leaving the arsenal because... You can't just walk yeah, on there. You just can't go yeah, back. Yeah, you can't go back. Nope. So without doing all the bullshit to get right. back, get your badge back. So I'm like, wow, all right. Well, it's happening. It's happening. But I think it's the right time to go for it. You know, it's like we're we're taking this very seriously. We have our studio. It's um, I I I think now it's crazy because the shows. So like the workload is so insane. Yeah. I'm trying to cram. It's a bad, it's bad timing. Yeah. But, but good timing, yes. right? It's like great timing. Yep. So, um, it's just one of those things, man. I might, I'm already kind of looking back at when I worked at deer. I'm like, I don't know how I, I got done what I got done, how I got, how I got it done. That makes sense. Yeah. It does. While, make sense. while working there. Yeah. While working there. Cause right. man, like there's not enough time in the day. It almost, it feels like now, like when I was at deer, I'd be like, man, it's only 10 o'clock. You know what I mean? Right. And then I'd be like, man, it's two o'clock. Yeah, but that's a good sign right there. Just, you know, you had, you had WCB in the front of your mind. Yeah. You were still doing your work and had to, you know, got, got your work done, but yeah, you were just, you couldn't wait until it was time to. That's what it was. I probably wasn't the best employee the last year because of like just being like busy brained with other things that I actually cared about when I'm like, I don't give a fuck about anything going on here. And that's just being honest, you know? Like you made the right move and yeah for you and deer. Yeah. I mean, it's fair, fair, right. It's fair to deer in the, in the podcast. I mean, it's just, it's, it was that time, you know? Yeah. We got some big things. It's going to open a lot more opportunities for us. We're going to be able to accomplish a lot, you know, because like if they need a body from WCB or if I got to jump in a meeting or make a phone call or do something, you know, it's like, we can do it. You know, we we don't have to do it after hours. Right. Which is going to, it honestly, if you, thing that i never really thought of it that way it kind of relieves workload and commitment on the rest of you guys for the oh, time yeah. being while yeah, you guys sure. are you know doing your daily thing and whatnot so Bleh. just jacking around yeah because a lot of these meetings that i'm doing during the day it'd be like hey guys we all gotta yeah, get on be a, a Zoom shit call. storm right now yeah i'd be, I'd be fucked i get fired yeah which i mean think about it fucking shit get fired. <laughs> um hey, hey yo <laughs> Uh, going back to Instagram, this is an interesting one. Um, let's see. The Instagram's just showing the handles. Russell Pickett, uh, controversial. Advancements in compounds and crossbows have gone too far. At what point does technology change bow hunting from being a more difficult pursuit? Should game agencies have speed restrictions, primarily for crossbows and bands range finding sites? Where would you draw the line? I like that question a lot. Kind of feeds back into that whole trail camera slash technology. Question. Like, where do you draw the line? We were having, yeah. You know where I think the lo- the line is? The Garmin site? Range finding sites. Yeah. All in right. one, range finding sites. I think that well, might, that could be the line. The range finding site and the crossbow itself. I mean, right. yeah. it's, it's more of a gun than a bow. So does it have a place in archery season or should it have its own season? 
I think it should have its own season. How far can I, a crossbow technically shoot? Some of those advertise 100 yards accuracy out of the box. I I know a guy, See? I'm not going to say who it was, but he killed a huge white tail at 90-some yards with a crossbow. So, I mean, you have a good point there. You know, I think that it, it does, for us guys that are doing it the right way, in my, in my opinion, doing it the right way, the old school way of shooting a crow or a, shooting a bow, compound bow. <laughs> the right way shooting a crossbow. Uh, don't <laughs> shooting a crossbow is just gonna. <laughs> it just takes away from it. Stop laughing. I'm sitting here. I'm trying to make a point here. <laughs> no, no I, I I agree with you for 100. percent I mean, I will say this though. That my hats sense. off to the guys that are doing it the real compound way, but or or traditional. Recurve, traditional. Yeah. I, I did, so my uncle got a crossbow, and, and you know, we're not anti-crossbow, it's just fun no. to talk shit, but do, well, let me get to this, my uncle got one, I gave him some shit about it, because of, of course, right, like, just to give him shit, just like the fun, friendly banter, and then we had a shoot down, my compound, I had the elite synergy at the time versus his crossbow, so we stepped it back, and then he was beating me up until we got to about 50 yards, and then... I got him on accuracy past that. Now, he didn't have the same sights that I had. Like, I was, I practice at 80, 90, yeah, 100 yards. Right. And I was kind of making my advantage. I'm like, no, if I have to shoot with no rest with my compound, you can't use a rest for your crossbow, which might be way harder shooting a crossbow that way than a compound. I don't know. It's up for debate. Um, but I beat him there, but that might just be because he didn't have a rest type of thing. I think he would have beat me with a rest. Um, do you? I'm going to start with Ross. Yep. Oh boy, do you think crossbows should be allowed to be used in the same archery season as we have in Illinois, October one to January, whatever it is, whatever day it closes on, depending on the year? Hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. I'm going to steer around the question just a little bit here. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to shoot a compound bow until the day that I can't shoot one anymore, and then I'm going to shoot a crossbow Okay. until I can't pull back a bow anymore. And I, I mean, these bows nowadays, an, an actual compound bow, you can kill a deer with 32 pounds. Mm-hmm. I mean, easy. Yep. So if you just physically cannot pull back a bow anymore and you have to go a crossbow, then I'll go to it. Um, <laughs> I guess to go back to your question... Should they be allowed during that time frame? We're talking, I mean, you, you can break this down in 10, nope. 15 black, different we're ways. We're talking black and white. Black and white. So no kids, no old men, no nothing. I mean, just across the board. For this round, for this <clears throat> circle around the table, we're talking black and white. I'm sorry, I'm dragging this out here. No, it's okay. Uh, we just got to so, get to the... So if you're capable of shooting a crump... A compound bow should be used across bows. Yeah, I want to clarify. All right, okay. So we're everyone's got to answer this. We're going round table. So I got to answer this quick. I'm just jacking around here. So able-bodied adults, able-bodied adults, because I want my seven year old boy to be able to shoot. Yeah, his first. Okay, but but don't go in. Easy. I want to bring. That's going to be another lap. Okay, take her back. No. Okay, straight up. No. The answer is no. Okay. All right. Now, I got an idea here. Now, Eric, we're going black and That's white. We're, we're, we're being... Do not black and break white. this down, Eric. Black and white. We're going we're gonna to break it down. Everybody just settle okay. down. Black and white. Do you think crossbows should be allowed in what regular archery season is for able-bodied adults? No. 
I'm a no. No. Doug's a no. I'm a no. Austin's a no. I, I think... That's a round table. If I could just expand a little bit. Easy. I, I think See? a lot of guys that are picking up the compound now are doing so because it's legal to do so. I, I think a lot of guys that are... Crossbow. Said, I, yeah, they're picking up the crossbow. I think a lot of guys would be shooting a crossbow if it wasn't legal to hunt with... They'd be picking up the compound if it wasn't legal to hunt with the crossbow, yep. is the point I'm trying to make. So I think it's hurt compound hunting a little bit the last few years with it being legal for Illinois to hunt with a crossbow. Mm-hmm. And it makes me sad. Like, I want to see people pick up the compound. So. Agreed. Agreed. Okay. I, got a quick, I got a quick question. Okay. So anybody that called in a deer this year in the state of Illinois, when they ask you how many bobcats and wild pigs and all that, what kind of uh, bow did you harvest your animal with? Was it a compound bow or a traditional bow? There was no compound bow. I'm sorry. There's no crossbow option. Are you sure? Yeah, hold on, hold there, on. I'm pretty hold sure on. there is. I'm pretty really? sure there, here, I'll call it right now. Maybe I didn't. Yeah, let's call it. Because I, not, I, I swear option, it was either option A or option so, B. So I wanna do, uh, we're going to do another round table. No. Well, it's after season, so this they might pin you and knock well, on your door tomorrow. Well, I, I got recorded proof. <laughs> Let's see. You, you just killed, I, I really you didn't kill so, so wait, wait, uh, wait, 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 wait. Pretty sure they do. So Illinois, you have to call game Yeah, Thank you, you got us calling the Illinois Department of Natural Resources Deer and Turkey Harvest Hotline to report a new harvest. Press one to retrieve the confirmation number really from a previously one. reported <laughs> harvest. Press two. Yeah, I'm press one. This. It's probably a bad idea, right? Yeah. Right, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, hang up. So wait, time out. One second. But you can do it online, right? You can do the deer checking online. But in the state of Illinois, you have to specify what equip what what type of weapon was what, used to harvest the animal. Right. right. Okay. So if in Iowa, up it's not like that. I don't know if you do or not. No, you don't. In, in Iowa, you don't. It's just an archery tag. If you take an archery season, it's an archery tag. Yeah, they want to know if it's a longbow versus a recurve. In harvest Illinois. report no online. Shit. Oh, see, yep. right here, harvest report. Um, you have to enter your tag number and everything. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I'm not going to hit that just because yeah, I don't want them to be like this. Easy. I'm, I'm just I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty dang sure I never heard a crossbow option. I'm pretty sure it's after that, so you probably just hit one for compound before it got to that. I heard one and two. I think one was traditional archery or yeah, traditional equipment versus compound. I heard number two hit number two. Crossbow's probably after. Maybe that. I didn't listen to it all the but way through. It would have to be because that's there would be a crossbow option in guaranteed. Iowa. You can't. You have to have a daughter's notice you the crossbow, though, right? Not anymore. So no. it used really? to be that way in Illinois. It's not anymore. It's That's open. how it should be. And, it's but, the same, th- same way in Iowa. But didn't it used to be for a while they had it to where it was like after the 15th of like a certain month, then you could hunt with a crossbow? They had it. It was like a delayed yeah, season. Yeah, there was. There was. Yes. I remember that. Okay. But but now it's. Okay. So here's the next round table. Okay. Let's do it. We all agree that we don't think crossbows should be allowed for able-bodied adults in the same archery season Mm -hmm. as uh, traditional and compound hunters get to use. We all agree with that. Um, Whether listeners agree or disagree, we respect it either way. That's just what we think here at the table. Now we're going to start with Ross again. Yep. Okay. Since we don't think that it should be allowed in the same archery season, what do you think would be now let's let ross answer and we'll go through when, when when you get your answer then we can debate it if we need to and then we'll go to the next person okay. what do you think is the solution for an able-bodied adult to use a crossbow during what seasons i mean dang if you can shoot a crossbow you can shoot a gun 
So that kind of rules out gun season, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, unless you prefer to not use a gun and then use a crossbow during gun season, right? Mm-hmm. So that question was if he wanted to. It's fun, right? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm trying to break this down. We're having fun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if you're going to pick a time slot, I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not going. I mean, a time slot itself, right? That's yeah, what we're going pick, for. Pick a time slot for crossbows to be legal. All right, fine. Crossbows legal during gun season and during that late doe season in Illinois, which okay. is kind of a joke, and I wish they'd get rid of that. But and then they even threw in an extra one this year. So uh, fine. Let's you can run a crossbow during that that period. Uh, other than. I would go back and say youth season for for a young boy, even though in one way I want to sit here and say I'd like to see my boy, my my, my oldest. He's seven. Talk, don't then, talk about that yet. I, I, that's around. All right, fine. Yeah, we're not there, there yet. We're not right, there. I want to get to that. I got specific Easy. questions I want to ask about Sorry. that. Like about age 13 is the cutoff. I, yeah. Okay, I want to get into that. Let's, we'll get into that. We'll get into the kid thing. Eric, what do you think? Because I was a little different the way your seasons fall, but just break it down. As so an able hunter... Shooting crossbow. I'm going to say give them a late season. That's it? End of the season, late season. So if they really want to get into hunting and everything and they're able to hunt a, shoot a compound, they're going to shoot a compound. And you want them to just get their opportunity at the late season. The late season, If yep. they're going to do a crossbow. Yep. Wow, Eric might be the crossbow hater of the table out of everybody based off that. So everybody can get off my case because I almost got killed by one. That's Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. So, you know, I don't disagree. I, I I don't. I don't really have an opinion on it. But I'll tell you what I think, just in the little bit I've been thinking about it. For a, an adult, able-bodied um, shooter for crossbow, I would say firearm seasons. But here's where I'm going to get a little liberal, and it might surprise you guys. Give them a five-day stretch from the 10th of October to the 15th of October. Let them get some early season mild weather. I'm actually in the ballpark. Are you? And, and if they can get it done in there, like for the pattern, early season pattern, and get in there and do it, then. But why give them the opportunity when they're able? And here's my thought: is because the argument is, well, we're fucking deterring future hunters and tag sales on this. That gives them early season, fair weathered, um, and experience to go out for a five day solid season. Um, a, str- a straight. We'll do. We'll, you know, I'll be a little more liberal with it. Let's give them a. Let's give them a Saturday to the next Sunday for the following weekend. They can hunt that full week, roughly, of just crossbow. Of nothing else. No, every season's open, but that opens oh, okay. a crossbow gotcha. season for gotcha. them as well. So they can get an early season mild weather if they're not sure if they want to hunt or get a compound, and they're like, oh, a crossbow might be the gateway. I'll give them that. So Ross just stepped back in. I said, give them an early season. Give them a week from like the tenth. To the fifteenth of October, roughly, and then firearm seasons for crossbow on youth. Nope, on nope. adults. On, on adults. Yeah. See, okay. So I said I'm a little more liberal than Eric. Even so, here's what I would do. I would do. I'd give them in Iowa. There's an early muzzleloader season. I would give them a crossbow for that, and then a crossbow for every gun season. So from December to late January, you use a crossbow. Okay, we're about the same. About the same thing. Same yeah, difference, yeah, right? Yeah. What do you think, Austin? I'd be on the gun seasons for Illinois. If you're going to limit yourself with a crossbow during gun season, then kudos to you. You get to use it during a gun season. And then give them basically start on the first day of the first gun season. So this year would be like the 17th or 18th of November. Mm -hmm. And then you give them that 10-day stretch in between gun seasons. 
and then you give them that second gun season that's four days long. So they get like a two-week season. Okay, I wouldn't be opposed to that. That's so not, that's your not guys' bad. gun season is way earlier than ours. Ooh, ours might, yeah, way like earlier. First, like first weekend, first weekend December is until gun the third season. weekend of December. Yeah, so that so. way it's not confusing. It's a block. It goes from yeah. first gun season to the end of second gun season. It's legal no to confusion. use a crossbow. That's fair. I actually like that better than my initial, and I think that's a little more liberal even than my initial thing. Okay, let's go to the next round around the table. When it comes to kids, I have an interesting viewpoint on it, and, and I'll tell you this. I don't. You want, I should probably say my viewpoint first. Okay. Because then I think it's the, the, the debate after. And, I, and I'll be honest. I don't know if I 100% believe this or not. Okay. But in, I'm telling this to myself in my head. Now when my kids get a little older, it might change my mind, and that's why I'm saying I'm not sure if I 100% believe this or not. But I'll, but I'll say my perspective, um, me growing up hunting. I never, I, I did not know there was a youth season. My dad might have, but he never fucking yep. brought it up. I and never knew either. So I never took advantage of oh, a youth I did. season. And I definitely took advantage of it. So I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> I killed my biggest buck in youth <laughs> I think. Yeah. I think if as a growing new hunter, if I had the crutch to say, well, Kurt, I could get you this compound or I can get you this crossbow. Because I gun hunted for three years before I bow hunted. So I realized kind of like how hard hunting can be before I bow hunted. And I realized, oh, bow hunting is even crazier. I want a bow. I want to get into that right. so I can hunt more. So if I would have got a crossbow when I was like 12 or 13, I think I'd be like, well, fuck a compound. I got this. Yep. Why would I ever want to hunt with a compound? I think it would I would not be the same bow hunter that I am now. And I don't want my my daughter and my son to be like, I'm not touching a compound. I got this. So I figure you get the short, cold gun seasons and the youth, the whatever day the youth season is, and or you get a compound. Yep. That's the point I was trying to make earlier. Like, it's taken away from the guys that should be, you know, the compound shooters today. Like, when yeah. I grew up, it was a compound. I mean, you didn't have the option of a crossbow. So yeah. I think it is. I think it's taken away a lot. Mm-hmm. It's taken away a lot from the compound community. It's almost like... Um, it's almost like how a welfare, a welfare check for people who don't really need it, they they go from not using it to get back on their feet, but just using it to make a living to where it's like it just enables them for easier work rather than like the grind of what real bow hunting is. Yeah, and maybe I'm the crotchety old fuck, but with this day and age, it seems like if you can cut a corner, a lot of people are going to cut that corner. And right, I yeah, think this is just one more one more way one more way to do cut it. a corner. Here's. Yeah. Some points for my argument, and I don't know if you guys disagree with me or not. You know, I mean, you know, this whole side of the table, fuck you, Doug. Well, we all have kids that we know about and love. You might, but you probably don't know about them or you just don't love them. It's not my problem. You do. (laughs) It's probably on its way. Yeah. Yeah. Nebraska. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get there when we get there. Um, I know some guys that have had their kids hunt with a crossbow and I know their kids didn't study anatomy. I know they didn't care. And they shot at a deer and guess what? We tracked it and you know what? You never found it. Yeah. And I think it's like, well, here, you're old enough. You can shoot a crossbow. Oh, yeah, you're good. All right, let's go out and shoot a deer. And then all of a sudden, deer are getting wounded. They expect them just to smoke them. Deer are not getting recovered. Now, I remember, yeah, that can still happen during gun season and stuff like that. But I remember my first year bow hunting being like shot placement. Oh, fuck. Yeah. It's with a bow. This is harder. I was very aware and worried about wounding a deer. 
with, with a crossbow, I feel like it's like the willy-nilly video game. Toomp. And whatever happens, happens. It's more this firearm is, comparable than it is archery comparable. Yeah, but this yeah, is my honestly. opinion. If my kid, he's going to know anatomy. He's going to know all that. If he wants to shoot a crossbow the rest of his life, if he's in there with me hunting, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I get that point, too. So I'm gonna, yeah, that's I'm what gonna, makes it an interesting debate. I'm, I'm going to compound saying. off of what Eric just said. So earlier hey. I was about ready to say, nice about ready to say hey, the uh, yeah, compound. You like uh-huh. that? I see what hey. you did there. I didn't. I didn't see anything. Did that, but anyway, anyway. So, what I what I was trying to start on earlier uh, was I don't want to limit my seven year old from going out and shooting a deer. I've got a couple of buddies that their five year old boys have been out with a crossbow and shot their first deer. Sure. And and in a way, I think, man, that's so awesome. I mean, they're it's cool. They're five years old. It, you got them hooked at, a, at you're opening at five. Up, you're opening up and opportunities that we wouldn't have had when we were kids. Right. So I and, shot and, my and I love 12. Okay, so all right, Doug, listen. Yeah. So I, I love that idea um, of the young five-year-old or the six or seven or eight or whatever. But Doug just said he shot his first one at 12. I killed my first deer at 12. When I, I killed my first deer 12. at 12, with, with and you did too, Eric. Yep. Uh, how old were you? I was 14. You were 14. And how old were you? Fourteen. Okay, fourteen. So right in there, thirteen. We, we were above that. I mean, five. way above. Holy shit! I mean, shit. look, look at look at five years old. Now, That's now when I it's a lot of pressure. Now that we have old, now that we have kids, five years old. Um, I mean, for me, I'm thinking, holy smokes! I mean, I was twelve. He's five. I mean, Just I know how I felt when I took a deer's life. Different. When I took a deer's life, I mean, that's that's a huge. It's heavy, huge oh, yeah. amount of weight on your heart. I mean, so you, then you I can think ruin that, a five-year-old hunter real fast. So now I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay, is. maybe, maybe what I'm saying here with allowing a five-year-old uh, during youth season to go shoot one with a crossbow or whatever, any way he gets this deer killed, that's you know, I, I wanted to fight for it, but then I'm like, oh man. I was twelve, and holy smokes, that was a lot on my heart. Yeah, I mean, yeah. your first kill. I it's don't care how point, old. Ross. I don't care if. I mean, if you're five years old, I don't know what it's going to do to a five year old. I'm, I'm sure some are fine. Everybody, everybody's different, but I but mean, it could ruin hunting for some kid, and it might scare the holy shit yeah. out of them, and they may never want to do it again. Yeah, I mean, that, that comes I, to a good point because, like, I remember growing up in my. I'd be five, six years old. My old man would wake up every weekend to go deer hunting. Yep. And I'd wake up with him. Yep. And I wanted to go, but he's like, hey, yeah. you're not ready yet. Yes. And I'm like, yeah. motherfucker, he knew, he motherfucker I'm ready. And he's like, you're not ready. <laughs> no, he you're, not ready. <laughs> you're not ready for this shit yet, boy. Well, there, there's something, too, that I think that's really great oh, conversation, yeah, sure. really yeah. debatable. And, you know, it all depends on the family grew up and all this. Like, you know, killing my first year that young, I was stoked. But... Man, it, it also it's like when are you enabling your kid a little bit? Like, right. you know, I, I think it'd be cool to have my daughter shoot a buck with a crossbow at five years old. That'd be cool. I'm scared of doing the same thing, but then again, I mean, it's it's you're not spoiling them, but you're you're or I I all want to stay away from the enabling because 
I do not want to enable, but you want to give them plenty of opportunity, and you have you have the opportunity to give them all these opportunities. Right? I, I so, think I think you're giving them. I mean, like I said, when we were kids, we didn't have that opportunity at seven no. or eight years old to go out and kill a deer during archery season. So yeah. I think it's great in that aspect. It is, great. and I think overall, most kids, it's not going to affect in a negative way. I think it's going to be a positive. But the so I think the discussion becomes where's that cutoff? Like where should it become? illegal to hunt with a crossbow as a youth and i think that 12 13 14 age break somewhere in there right. i agree it'd be kind of the cutoff and I maybe, agree. And when maybe you, that's what we do for that and when you said like you, you know you got to understand like taking this animal's life i didn't understand that until i started bow hunting yep you know when we it's shotgun different. hunting it would, you were pushing deer and you were putting food on the table that's what you were doing out there you weren't out there to you know well we it, respected the animal yes but like Taking a deer's life wasn't on it's my priorities list. It's a different ball game with a gun in hand versus a bow. Well, to be right. honest, when you're driving deer, it's a moving target. It's yeah. less of a I life. I remember being, um, sure, for sure. I think I was 14 and did a deer drive, and someone shot a deer, walked up and slit its throat, and I was like, to me, I, I could never do that. Like, I saw the shot like, happen in my mind. Like, I was like, holy, that's yeah. disturbing. I had to, I had, disturbing to I had to do it as a I've, shotgun hunter. I've never and done it. it. scarred me for life. And I'll bet you I a lot of people listening right now have, have either seen that or been around it or yeah. it, I, something. I, I like, remember there's that been a same traumatizing. thing. I just never do it. Well, I remember the same thing vividly. fuck. And I remember being like, I don't like this. No. That was the same way. I don't like this. And that's not that's not the right for a young for a young boy or girl yeah, so to like see something like that, to see that that's think, not especially especially, for a, they, especially for a first if they deer shot dude. it and then they're let's say their dad walked up and just you know no 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 that yeah. that's not how we want to do and and going back to studying the anatomy and and what we were talking about and placing the perfect shot and sure. and everything if you can make that happen and be there over the shoulder of your boy or girl and and it all come together you don't go up there and and have to slit its throat yes. or do anything wild. I, I did that personally because the guys Jesus. that I hunted with yeah. were, no. I mean, they grew up in a different time where it was more, this is meat for our table. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yes, they respect the, they respect the animal because that was meat on their table, but at the same time, it was like, okay, this deer has to die. And their mind is that. the quickest way to do it. But, exactly, exactly. And, yeah, and yeah. at that time, I looked at it like, okay, I have to go up and slit this deer throat. Jesus. Did it scar me for life? Yes, I'll never forget that fucking moment. Yeah, it's kind of I'll fun. never yeah. do that. I'll never Dude, do that again. I could never do that. But at the same time, you know, when I did that, they didn't bat an eye. They didn't even look at it like anything different. They thought it was another fucking day in the woods. Yeah, yeah, you know right. I mean? It kind of took away from your moment. Honestly, I mean, it didn't take away from my moment. But I'm just saying, like, that's a different era that them guys grew up with. Like my old man, and everything. You know, yeah. they grew up on a farm. They killed everything to eat. You know, they're that, just trying to get meat real quick. That was different yeah. for them for what we're growing up with. Well, yeah, then, you're, you're I right. mean, I guess it would be going forward, you would want to make that hunt memorable for oh, that correct. child, especially the, fir- the first kill is number, no, number one. No so it probably ruined your hunt. Let me let me say <laughs> this. I think No, I thought it was normal at that point. I thought it was just like tough you did. Right. You know, I was so right. young, I didn't know. You didn't know difference. I didn't Not know difference. so much. Okay, so let me throw this at you guys. I think this is what makes our situation's a little different. Now, Eric's point he was just making with all that, if your dad would have been a hardcore bow hunter and it had been since the since 68 and whatever, I don't know when your dad was born, I'm just throwing numbers out. 60. You know, it would have been a lot different. It wouldn't how, have been, though. No. How he raised you 
like if he was a hardcore bow hunter and cared about anatomy and put all these hours in every year. But and, the, I'm saying the time he grew up, it would have been the same thing. He was out there for killing animals to put meat on the table. Okay. Well, it's still the same thing. Yeah, yes, but I think you're, you're missing a little bit what I'm saying. Like if he was like a um, hardcore bow hunter that kind of did what we do now growing up and then had you and then raised you in a bow hardcore invested bow hunters big butt killer environment. Right, right. Yeah, it, I get you. Yeah. So when we raise our kids, we're all very invested. We're all very conscious of ethics. I would never let my 10-year-old kid cut a deer's throat on a deer drive like that. And my household that would not happen um so this is where the perspective changes and every household is different i'm only speaking from my perspective on it yeah. if i start my kids off with a crossbow if i do I'm not saying that i will or won't i don't know what'll happen when that time comes i guess it depends on the maturity level of my kids and they might not even be in a hunting that's that's true fine. that's a complete, that's a that's a honest fact you never know complete, you never know a complete acceptable Maybe not ideal, but we have to accept it if they're not, because that's just fair. But when your kids grow up, we're going to be more conscious of how they think about hunting, how they go about it, their ethics. And we'll probably be conversating with like, hey, when you're old enough to shoot a bow, you know, this crossbow thing is going to phase out. Yes. And you're going to hunt with dad with your compound and we're going to do this and we're going to get you into this and that. So you may have shot shot three deer with your crossbow between the ages of 10 and 12 or 10 and 14, but... Now you got to pick up your bow. And and if you want to hunt, that crossbow's done. So maybe that's where it changes a little bit with our kids because we're so invested. Like, hunting is what we do. It's not like two weekends a year thing. It gets so... And that's what I'm afraid of. It's so fragile because... It's fun, though. That's what I'm afraid of with the the crossbow thing is I'm I'm afraid that... They get too used to it. That that our people are going to fade out gradually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When it's easier... To pick up the crossbow, mm-hmm. where you know, where are people like us going to go twenty years down the road? It's going to be like the trad people. You can buy one exactly. they're excited yeah, in out of, the, out of the package, and that, and to maybe, give maybe it takes all of it out of the way. And to give uh, a a young person, uh, little girl, little boy, the easy route with what easy route, uh, easy er <laughs> crossbow. Uh, and then to switch them back and make them work harder later, I, I, I guess I'd rather, I'd rather. It kind of goes. I mean, I, I grew wheels up on a bike comparison at this yeah, point. Exactly. Let, I, let me, I, I, I grew up just shooting shooting a compound that was like a thirty eight inch draw length compared. <laughs> like I'm telling you, it was Damn behind my ripping ear. your ear off. <laughs> you let it loose. But wow. trying just figuring it out and then going out and then killing my first deer with that bow, and it, I, I would hate to give. Even though I want to instill that uh, excitement and and whatever you want to call it, uh, excitement basically, um, into killing, hunting and killing deer, and then take it away from them and say, "Well, you've had that crossbow. You've you've been running Cadillac for a little while, but yeah. now you got to figure this out." It'd be hard to pick up it, a less efficient weapon after hunting with no, a crossbow no, a for three or four years. From, from it'd, be, it'd be a tough transition. We're talking over each other, huh? Right. <laughs> It, it would be, it'd be a tough transition as a kid to take an efficient weapon like a crossbow that's easier and then to give that up and go with something harder after you've already learned the crossbow. It'd be a tough transition. But I would from, rather from your perspective. I, I, I understand you 100 percent. But do you think this happened back in whenever compounds came in when you're going from longbows to 
you know, the old traditional way, and then compounds came into the picture. Do you think them people were having true, the same true. conversation? Me, raise my hand because this you were they say- having this? Were they having the same conversation? Where like, hey, the compound's easier. Are they gonna are they gonna keep this compound and this longbow or not the compound, but the longbow and the recurve around? Are we gonna die out? Okay. Here, that's, you segue this perfectly because this is the next point I wanted to bring. Kurt, yep. Kurt, what do you got to say? Thank you. I feel <laughs> I feel like – I think that's a great point, Eric. I love that. Um, it's worth talking about because if we didn't cover this, it was going to get brought up in a comment or in a mention, which is fine. Um, I think, yes, that was probably like a topic of conversation. It had to have been, right? But also traditional equipment and a compound, even though they're vastly different, they're very similar in, pro- sure. in process. For sure. Yes. For sure. Um, it's kind of like a car, an old school car with a carburetor and a hand start versus a car with an electric start yeah. and heated seats. Like same concept, very different, but same, but same. A, a crossbow is more of a gun than it is a bow. A compound, I 100% a agree. compound and a recurve have way more in common to each other as far as physics and For sure. uh, the you know it takes human muscle to draw pro- yeah, it back yeah. and hold and anchor and aim. You have to practice um, yeah. diligently with it, especially when you get into the 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, and so on right, shots. Right. Like if you're a dude who consistently kills deer at those fifty yard mark out west and spot and stock, fuck, there's something to say there. That's but that's, that's what I'm saying. Like is is the from. A long bone recurve to a compound going to be the same as compound is to a crossbow. I feel like the conversational gap is um, from from a from traditional equipment to a compound is more. They're more cousins in relation, whereas I feel but the like conversation is still there that we're having now. It's still between there. a compound and a crossbow. But I feel like the relation from a compound to a crossbow is more like. If I was going to meet Austin's cousin, I don't know who the fuck Austin's cousin is. Oh, for sure. For but, sure. but it'd be like, I know, the, I know my cousin over here, the recurve, and I'm the compound. Like, we're in the same fam. Over there, it's like, yeah, you got limbs and a string, but you're from a different continent. Well, the scary part is, like, look at the jumps in technology that we're making every year with these crossbows. I mean, it's fucking scary. Like, where are we going to be? Where are we going to be ten years from now? Two fucking heat-seeking bolts. I mean, seriously, like, what? What's coming next? I will say this. So, uh, you know, growing up, you know, you use season to get a shotgun, right? Yeah. But my whole family bow hunted, so I couldn't wait to bow hunt. So, like, using a shotgun was just getting me there. Right. When I was able to use a bow, I was like, I was, I was Good amped point. up to use a bow. So I mean, okay. if you see your family bow hunting, that all comes from heritage, Jill. I mean, so like, if your kids start crossbow hunting, they can't wait to use a put bow. Put your though. goddamn hand. They can't down. wait to use a compound <laughs> bow. Though. You know right. I'm saying like, right. they would right. be like, Dad, like, yeah. No, I, I, I agree. Think it's, I got something to say on that. I think it's safe we're, to we're say we're let Kurt go because he's just freaking out. I got the answer to this. Bow seasons. When you were a kid, were much bow longer. There were bow seasons. Compound bow season was archery season. There, yeah, there was no was compound. Longer. Yeah, that was the appeal. Yes. Now it's not the appeal because uh, crossbows yeah. can be used true. in archery season, which true. is the same length. It's a good point. That's true. So, because that brings me back when I hunted with a gun only, I'm like, I can't wait to hunt from October when the weather's nice and this, and I can put time in. Well, now crossbow season's the same length as regular archery season. Yep. So why the fuck am I going to get a compound when I can get a bolt that's guaranteed? Because me Dad said so. Eat shit. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay. And why not get a Garmin 5000X that's going to tell me the range so I don't have to do anything other than pull the trigger on it? I mean, that's yeah. the easy route. Why not hey, do that? Hey, why not a- buy a sex robot so you don't got to bother your fucking wife? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What's up? Hey, hey I, I thought we were having a good time. Line. Hey, to be honest, <laughs> hey, if, if my kid's in the hunting, I'll be happy. We're just blasting everywhere. <laughs> that's right. If my kid's in the hunting, I'll be happier than a fucking hornet. I really don't get no, it. True, that's true, a good point. It, true. So but, I just started but, blasting. But I love, I love the arguments between all of us and like the go backs and forths, but end all, if my kid likes hunting, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I know. Right, I'm going to be out there hunting. I agree. I agree. I'm gonna but hunting, I'm just a... I'm going to be out there hunting with the little bastard. I'm going to be the old I agree guy with you, Harris, for sure. Like, I'm just a real hard ass when it comes to... I, I don't want to overdo it. Here's the thing. ahead of its time. If like Cody I, picks up a crossbow past the age of thirteen, he's getting his ass whooped all the way to the mailbox. And that's the thing here. Like with us, with us right here, we're gonna teach our kids how to fucking hunt. Well, yeah, yeah of course. That's right. a I fucking imagine, fact. I imagine and they're gonna be in every WCB shoot. Right, dude. My they're kid's seventeen. With, he's like, let's bring up the crossbow, dad. Do you mind if my boyfriend comes and sit in the blind with me? I'd be like, get the fuck out. Yeah, let, let me <laughs> hey, see that crossbow. Hey, kick fucking rocks, kid. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Twenty years from now, the, the WCB shoots and be all crossbows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we're gonna be old, wrinkly. That's why. <laughs> Kurt's gonna be Mr. Wrinkles. <laughs> We're all fucking pruny and <laughs> double. This was a good one, dude. I think we've been on this for probably an hour. I know. No oh, shit. It's good. It's good. We're tri- was, I love this shit. It's fun as fuck. Yeah, yeah. We're tripping. They got the quadruple barrel crossbow out. I'm getting fucking double long from the neighbors at in the in the We're dark. Just blowing the foam targets out of the. Hey, you know what? From this <laughs> argument, I don't agree with any of you fuckers. I'm quitting. This is my last podcast. This is, podcast? You guys, this is it. I'm this done. Is it? You're done. I'm done. Oh, all right. Twenty five years. Are you still on the store? Or? Here we go. Twenty five years from now. No, nope. no. Nope, the store's done. Oh, if you guys well. want to order shit, fuck hey, it. Uh, here's what it is. Eric, it was nice having you here. I wish you would kill bigger deer at one point in your life, but here we go. Twenty five years from now, it's been a good run. Episode 500, the working class crossbow hunter. Here we are. No, it's more like this. Episode 500, <laughs> yeah. 1,000. Here with all our kids and their boyfriends. I caught the black lung. <laughs> yeah. hey, Doug just took down a, a girl in Nebraska again. Oh, sorry. Wait, what? <laughs> Knocked her off a rock. A girl? She's in college. Her off her rocking chair. <laughs> she was 21. What? Fuck off. Blue Chew, what's up? <laughs> it's fucked well, up. Yeah, we're supposed to have a Blue Chew by then, for sure. Okay, these roundtable debates are fun. we got to find another deep... Well, let's, let's get into a different topic God, here. damn. Let's I think get, we I think we covered everything here. Let's get deeply controversial. What would be the next one? Crossbows are controversial, right? Like, that's that's strong. We've already spoken our piece here. Yeah, that's fair. But it's a good debate, right? We covered yep. all grounds. That's good. We're probably missing something. We'll get, we'll get run through the No, nah, it's board. fine. Fuck. Controversial pooping in the woods. Everyone loves them. Everyone needs to see them. Let me see. uh, Any more questions? I think we ran through most of them. Any more brain busters? Any more brain busters? (laughs) I don't know. Let me check. Um, I think that was it for the gram. We went through. Those are Zs. (laughs) Rerudo? He was a baseball player. That doesn't even count. Uh, let's see here. Austin's in the bathroom. I want to. Uh, I gotta do the same here. I want to. Um, I I want to get another hard debatable topic. Everyone, there's a lot of questions about these trail cams. You know. Oh, here's one. I I didn't see this one before. 
I miss this one. Um, which one? <laughs> I don't know which one you're on because you're not super zoomed in. You're right over there. See, you, you guys bitching me for being zoomed in earlier. Now you guys are complaining I'm zoomed out. Yeah, we can't hey, see hey, shit. Hey, I can't fucking read. Oh, um, God, damn. Jeez. Do you hear on you? <laughs> I, didn't, I don't know how I skipped over these. Um, we, uh, B. Hammer, what's his name here? I gotta hover over. Uh, Brady Hammond, we need a uh, prediction for Doug's trade show two legged whitetail success. He's got a long, hard season ahead of him. Should we be asking, will he score or when will he score? <laughs> so, okay. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Hey, Doug, this. Let's hear Wait, wait, let's, wait. We're going to get a big. Time out. Time out. Kurt, you're the calendar guy. How many trade shows are we going to this year? I think if we go to the two that we're planning on in August, including Deer Fest and Illinois Deer and Beer, we have ten total. Okay, so there's ten total. So what's including the mustache? ATA. What's the Let's mustache? Let's hear everyone's predictions. Ooh, I'm gonna predictions. Get out of yeah. ten, four. How low are you gonna go? Wow, Doug? that's pretty good. Four, four out of ten. That's not the question. Eric, Eric said four. Hold on. <laughs> Writing it down. Four out of ten. Hey, he's one out of two so far, so he's scoring good. Well, do we count ATA? No. Yeah. No, we are? Yeah, We're doing consumer show. shows? Remember all that really nice shit you have and that savings account you have? You're an engineer at a It's going to go facility. away. What do you mean? <laughs> okay. Hey, what I'm going uh, I'm gonna go three. Ooh, three out of ten? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? I've, Ross, I've, wait, do we, have, do we have curves? This is of, an unlimited. Do we have curves of wingman the whole time? Yes, we yeah. do. Oh, yeah. okay. oh, okay. Now we're throwing something. My number should there. be a little higher than I should be going like a seven. Yeah, you're the. Yeah, you should you be thought, the con- you said I. You should have my back. You're the confident one. You got no game, bro. Dude, I do have game. <laughs> 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 okay, mustache. What's your prediction? Out of ten. Uh huh. Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, if you're so confident. I feel, like, hey, I feel like I should be out of. The, I should be out of my own prediction. You can't here. say yeah, ten. Well, you got to go last, Ross. What's your prediction? <laughs> Uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Four, uh, four and a half. You fucked a midget. I, yeah, <laughs> no, I, was, I was getting ready to say 4.25, but... Jeez, what? <laughs> Easy. Well, you almost made it on the on the fifth, but you didn't, so... Let's say 4.25. Okay, I'll write that down. 4.25. Hey, when he gets burnt hard, <laughs> was, was like somebody's going to walk away. <laughs> was it 4.25 like a kiss, kiss or something? Four and a handy. Yeah. <laughs> I would hey, count that. Point two five is a handy. Four and an old fashioned. I don't like this is going. An old fashioned. All right, Austin. I think now that it's like a bet and it's a thing, I think the number's going up. So a traditional Doug, I would have said like three or four out of ten. But we're talking I, compound. I, we're talking crossbow. Doug. I think now that it's like a thing. <laughs> the I disrespect. Think, I think it's going to be a five or a six. How many are we in now? Ooh. Five point five. We're only in one trade show. We've been in now two. Well, okay. Two. I, I'm going to give him a five out of ten. Okay, you got eight more chances. Wow, and you're right, one Doug. up. Doug, you're up. What's your? You're fifty percent. We all throw in a hundred bucks. Whoever wins without going over, yeah, I feel dirty talking. You sad (laughs) motherfucker! Come on, me sad. Well, that hurts even more that you said that. ATA zero, Nebraska one. So I mean, you can't get less than one. You're shooting your eyes. Hey, hey, I'll go. I'll go. You get married, you get it like fuck three times a day, a year, (laughs) a year. (laughs) No thanks. Um, no thanks. I'll do five. 
my guy. Half. All right, I'm gonna go potty. You guys handle this. Doug, talk about why you think five is a good number. <laughs> Jeez, give us I your eyes. I thought we were talking about something. Yeah, cool. I don't. I feel. I feel like it hurts my chance of talking about it. It might help your yeah, ass. You got some female listeners out there. Might need it. Because what shows are we, we're going to uh, PA's next? Mm-hmm. We have PA, Indiana, Ohio, Iowa, Illinois, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. It feels very uncomfortable talking about this. There's two in Illinois, right? <laughs> Illinois beer. Yeah, there's two bed. in Illinois. Two in Wisconsin. So I got eight. ATA yeah. already happened. That's nine. <clears throat> uh, Nebraska already happened. Yep. So that's all of them. So you might you might uh, up your odds to talking about it because I just listed out every state we're going to. There might be some honeys around. Yeah, ladies, you know? we need help here. You know, I'm going to say this right now. Hey, you know guys, what, where, where, hold, you know hold on, hold on. Hold on. I, say, no, Austin, let me say this real quick. You know what is the worst? Is being the single guy in a group of married <laughs> men. Because you know, how, you know how awkward it is when they... <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're the new Steve, dude. It is. It's a rough time, dude. You're reaping oh, all the rewards. On. Don't I, be bitching. No, eat. no, no, I'm not. But I'm a good wingman. Don't you goddamn bitch about no, me? No, you're not bad. You come off aggressive sometimes, but <laughs> <Come> <laughs> off aggressive. dude, you got to talk to. You got to talk to Mike. Okay, the women you hook up with. Sometimes you got to talk to them like they're strippers. Uh oh. Let's. Be res- let's be respectful here. All right. Hey, <laughs> let's talk I'm about something cool. Yeah. Okay, moving on to the next question. Um, <laughs> That's probably going to hurt me here in the future. But. Just calm down. You're fine. Uh, this is a kind of a <laughs> funny a one. You're right. Since our last hour, um, <laughs> Travis Brown said, you, congrats, you guys set the bar. That means a lot, but we might be lower in the bar after this one. Wait, we set the bar like the tavern? Well, I guess. Okay. I have um, set at the bar before. Yep, well, I do want to know about more about this trail cam thing. Um, outdoor addiction. We talk about this a lot. Morning hunts to evening hunts or all day sits. What's your reasoning behind your choice? Evening hunts because it gets better, but I've shot all of my deer in morning hunts. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, I was, I was Say that again? That. Really? Mornings are nice feeling. No, I, I, I take that back. I shot one deer evening hunt. If I could, I would shoot every deer in the morning. Because you have, oh, all day, yeah. you have all day to do everything. You take have all pictures. Day to fuck I agree. If, so, if you shoot at night, there's a there's always a rush. So let me ask this, yeah, Doug. Like so when you go in on morning hunts, are you going in like two hours before light, hour before light, half hour before well, light? It depends on how far the walk, but right. I'd rather get there a half hour before light. Half hour time, before every light. time, every time. Now, yeah, how, dep- ma- how many deer have you blown out of the field on your way? That's not my problem. No, I'm serious. <laughs> um, not that many, actually. That not that many. About. Not you know, that I don't know about. Yeah. See, that's a thing, man. That's I, the, I, it the, drives me crazy. That's the debate to go to go walking in in the morning. Like I'd much rather glass like right at just by no light. I mean, I, I would I, rather I, ease my way in and take take forty five minutes also, to get in there. Personally, feel like if I bump them in the morning and it's dark out. They don't know what I am, and I don't think they were. You know? Okay, I'm doing something be, fun it here. It could be a coyote. But you also have to throw I'm, in, are that's you... True. Is it and a, I could be a coyote. I like, to think, I like to think that they think that. Is it a preset stand, or are you going in to set a stand? Well, all right. Oh, shit. Here, Good me, point. Let's do this. All right. Ross, this, this year, did you kill your buck in the morning or the afternoon? Afternoon. 
Eric, did you kill your buck in the morning or the afternoon? Morning. I killed both my deer. Do we want to count my mule deer? Doesn't really sure. count the same. You want to count it? Fuck it. Evening. So I got three towels in the evening. Did you kill your buck in the morning or the afternoon? Uh, I killed mine in the afternoon, but I could have killed mine midday. <laughs> okay, you killed in the afternoon. Austin, did you kill both your deer? One each. One each. Okay. Last year, the the two hundy and your old slob, were they morning or evening? Uh, both of them were evening? Afternoon, evening. Both of them? One was at two, one was at four. Okay. Eric? I didn't kill one last I year. killed... <laughs> Or the four I years before that. Both mine in the evening last year, Doug. Didn't kill one. Oh, you did. Um, Austin? One each. No shit. Okay. Both All tra- right. Both trad deer. All right. So let's go with uh, how many. Let's let's, let's let's switch this over to okay, but morning bucks. Hunts. How many morning bucks have we killed? Well, I think it's easier to go by because otherwise we're just going to do a lot of thinking. Yes. So go the year before. So not last year. 19. Morning. Yep, 19. Uh, what deer did I kill in 19? That's the, that's the problem I run into. You killed Creepy. I, so, so I killed Creepy, my 10-pointer. I killed uh, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Okay. And 19, what'd you kill? Nothing. Eric? Nothing. Morning. One of each again. <laughs> I call yeah, my, I've never really thought just about to this. Just I've actually 50, never. 50. I think I, I think we called my shot before that best in that morning. I, okay, I told so Eric I was going to kill one. That if morning. we go eighteen, I killed one in the morning, and I killed one in the afternoon in twenty eighteen. I'm out. Are we counting mule deer? We counted my mule deer earlier. That was uh, technically afternoon. Okay. Mine would have been morning. Two in the evening. Why don't we just say how many morning bucks we've killed? <laughs> because it's too hard to count them. Like yeah, you have to yeah. go by year by year. Otherwise, we're just going to do a bunch of thinking. How far back are we going? We go We go back one more year to 17. Let's go yeah. 17. We'll stop. Okay. Well, fuck, I'm out then. Okay. I killed. <laughs> 17 was morning. Morning, yeah. It was uh, before same, Thanksgiving, right? And you're morning yeah. too? Yep. And I'm evening. One of each. You. It's time. So we have um, from 2017 to 20 uh, to now, current, you know. Uh, 2021. Yeah, 2021, 20, 22 season. We are 11 deer in the morning and 19 in the evening. Hmm. I just love mornings. Though. Mornings are fun. God, mornings are so fun. But I love evenings, too. But mornings, you have so much time to do everything. I've never know. added up my morning versus evening stats. I haven't it's either. kind of interesting. You're like on and off, like both. About 50 50. Yeah. yeah. Mine doesn't take long because it's only like four deer. So, <laughs> so it, it's just um, totally situational. I mean, it, I only just, kill one every four years. So it just, it really <laughs> depends. Though, when you do. It really depends on the deer that you're hunting and what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the recipe, it's, it's the ingredients for the recipe. Um, here, whoa. <laughs> Did you turn. <laughs> Did you turn the fucking lights on with that fart? Dude, I think that was loud enough that I actually picked up in the headset. There's a party going on here. Thanks, Eric. Did you hit the button? I don't think so, but maybe. Eric party. farted in the, in the light. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. You got to be fucking kidding me. Hey, it was a loud frequency, okay? What happened with the lights? The lights started flashing like it was a rave in here. It's a farty party. 
<laughs> hey, shit happens, okay? Did you see that? It's a darty. Just um, How about hey, that base? Hey, what's up? Um, this is the crossbow question came up again. Um, Comedy Central style roast session would be hilarious. Oh, Jesus. No shit. How do we go about that? We're all drunked up enough now. Do we just roast each other? Start roasting each other? Yeah, but like I don't that'd be hard to do. Like what do you just pick somebody and start ripping on them? That's kinda yeah, fucked up. That'd be fun. All right, so round let's round Austin. Table. Let's roast Austin. Let's go. I'm not starting. I don't know how <laughs> Come to on. I, I don't know how to start this. You fucking pussy let's with your the, fucking hey, beard ball hey, over there. Roast me. Austin, Austin, you ready? <laughs> let the cows keep him out. Oh shit. Going hard right the out of the game. Well you can't recover and you're the same till you kill it, you bitch. Alright, let's go. This is where this is where you give people shit that you want to give them shit about, but now it's just funny because you're roasting. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm I, expecting it. That's like, I don't have anything else other than that. Well, let's start a little more professional than that if we're gonna do it. It's a roast. I don't really have nothing, man. Um, I don't either. We're so good of friends. We're like the <laughs> um, five best friends that anybody could ever have. Hey, hey, after this, it's our last episode <laughs> ever. You suck, Austin. We will not be back. Yeah, it must so. be nice having all that farmland. <laughs> That's as good as you guys are going to do. I'd like to see you kill one on public, you bitch. Yeah, you bitch. <laughs> When are you going to kill that 200, bitch? There we go. That's what I need oh, right there. Hey, <laughs> yeah. hey. Yeah. Mr. Big Butt oh, Killer oh, over hey, here. Hey, only he can say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we can't, I can't help with that one. Hey, I'd like to see you kill 190 and recover it. What's yeah. up? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> recover it the same day. Yeah, same day. <laughs> right, right. That's really all we got. <laughs> I, I got nothing anything. else on him. I got, yeah, sorry, dude. Ross, um... Grow a better beard. Let's burn shoot it. one over. Let's one, go. Shoot one over ninety six inches. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, right. He killed the only guy with under over two hundred <laughs> yeah. inches, and he could have won the bow hunting of them. He could have won the bow hunting league so easily. Jesus. Hey, why don't hey, you, dude? Why don't you work more? <laughs> that's that's just a personal one. Be that's the lamest dude. roast of all time. The lamest roast. Couldn't kill a moose with your bow. That's pretty embarrassing. That does suck. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty embarrassing. You travel all that way just to blast one. That one hurt, Ross. <laughs> that was deep. You, you, that hey, one cut hey, hard. You just, you hey, just, you know hey, what his problem was? Hey, you just no, said, <laughs> why? Hey, why? you know what your problem was? There's no air conditioning unit to hide behind. <laughs> <laughs> Doug's been holding out on Ross. That's pretty good. I'm scared when it gets around to me because I got a lot of shit. Yeah, I'm, sure I'm, I'm sure I get roasted. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Doug gets roasted at every trade show nowadays. Lately. That's true. He, he wishes. I'm Steve. used to it. Doug's the only advocate for Steve just so we yeah. roast him again. I'm Steve's replacement. Kurt, you going to roast us? I don't got. I don't have much. I really don't have much for, for you guys. I couldn't um, have a better man cave. Make some money, 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 motherfucker. I don't. I don't. Maybe I'm. I don't have much to roast my buddies like this. Jesus, come on. Doug's sitting here just loaded. You did body bag him with the moose and the air conditioner. That air conditioner ain't shit. But I never would have thought of that, though. Like, that didn't cross my mind as a roast. No, me neither. The moose moose hurt a little. Because I would have done the same shit, though. (laughs) I'm sorry. sorry. You know what I mean? No, you're not. (laughs) No, I'm not. (laughs) I I mean, I shot. Hey, I, I I just couldn't fucking close the deal. I would do, you evidently, did. you're hey, good at closing the deal. Hey, next time you go, hey, time you go moose hunting, take a crossbow. Yeah. Oh fuck! Damn. Oh. Might have some better luck. I like that. That's good. I mean, I didn't like that, but let's roast Doug. <laughs> yeah, roast me. Oh, just come on. Hey, hold Doug. on. Hey, let me have it. If we we got an hour, right? Yeah. 
Okay. An hour? <laughs> wait, what? Just on this, wait just on this topic? Uh, roasted me? Yeah, roasted. Uh, okay. Okay, we got an hour. Let's go. <laughs> I don't have anything to roast Doug on, really, besides shit we already roasted. I was going to say, you pretty much get it already. Yeah, I'm an open book. <laughs> I'm an open book. Hey, do better, though. You definitely I- have better luck if you shave that mustache, I'm just telling you. Grow a beard. Yeah, that's weak. I was going to echo what Kurt just said. Just grow a beard and be done with it. He can't. I can't do that. So, Well, you saw. I don't like this. Do better. Like someone to make it, makes me uncomfortable. Got, someone's got something waiting. I'm like trying to think of shit Eric, to make Eric, fun of you, Doug You on. got something you can do. Come I'm on. trying to think. You can do better. Well, I'm just like trying to think like if you're going to pass a 158, shoot something better, but it really can't bitch at you. Nah, I much. did shoot it, though. Oh, you did. You did. Quit fucking yeah. bird watching, you bitch. I like birds, but. <laughs> you have to come on. I don't like digging up shit on my toes. Come on. To make fun lay it, of up, lay it on me. It's got to come naturally. It, this is really hard, guys. Like, we're working our asses off to try and talk shit to each the other. The funny thing bad. is, like, when me and Doug drive to deer camp together, like, we, talk shit, time, we talk shit the whole time. We're giving each other shit. That's why I thought you would have something at least. I know. I just can't think of anything right now. It's got to come, like, fluently, like, as yeah, it comes. Yeah, you, know? yeah. you can't, like, force it. I can't. I'm, I'm bad. Someone has something. Oh, Honestly, guys, we, we, yeah, we don't make shit up. Someone on the, I mean, we just do it on the fly. One you guys have like, something laid on me. I thought I, you were a beer drinker. Uh that's a lot of beer, but bitch. holy fuck! That's all you've drank this episode. It's a lot of beer. I don't know what you're talking Dude, about. You got twelve fucking. You got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Still in the single nine, digits and a mix. Two mixes, but okay. I'm not counting those. I'm slacking. I need to drink up. To roast me. I know I got a lot coming because I've. I can just feel hey, that I got a. You're lot. a piece of shit. Well, it's undeniable. Hey, remember that monster you're after? You didn't shoot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> Wanna be Westy? That's a good one. No, Westy. Try to be build here. Come on. I'll never be a Clint Casper, that's for sure. <laughs> Keep it coming. Um, the thing is, it doesn't really like, hurt my feelings. That's what's I know. Kind of funny about That's what's fun about a roast, because like, you know it's true, and you're, but to, your buddies are giving you it's shit. It's hard to talk shit, because he, he killed a lot of animals. Uh, I'd, love, I'd love to say... God darn! Why'd you burn that last tag on that deer? That's what I would say. But after say. that story, fuck, you can't you can't hate it. Yeah, but you that's like, <laughs> but you give a smaller buck than me. That comes back to my story. Nah, right, everyone's like everyone's giving good. me shit for not killing a deer this year. I'm like, yeah, hey, I didn't shoot the. I got I got one. I got one year. for Eric, and I feel even guilty saying it. Do it. I'm glad Eric can still draw his fucking bow. The motherfucker hasn't killed nothing in five years. That's true. <laughs> no, <laughs> four, hey, four years. Hey, uh, I think uh, Steve's betting a higher average than you are, Eric. Oh fuck! Yeah, that's, oh, yeah. shit. that's all I got for Eric. Buckwise. Maybe. You outranked him. <laughs> what I for Eric is, uh, you're a dumbass for making me pull that stain in that you know hunting earlier. That's all I got. It's not really a roast. Yeah, but he's, I mean, he should have hunted it way earlier. I think Kurt was on a roll there You've for a minute. So for stain? so <laughs> The stain killed the bucket. I, I just oh, needed yeah. somebody to roast You've me been first. So <laughs> that's what I needed. I need someone to roast me first so I can roast them back. I guess that's like. Yeah, you're witty as fuck. I like it. <laughs> Uh, I don't mean to be. It's like, honestly, I think luck. No, it's I got good. more coming. I, there's a lot I can think. We of all got stung goes. a little bit, but I think we're going to be able to sleep tonight. I think we're okay. Kurt, since you've been on full time, you haven't got shit done. 
That's false. Yeah, we have, we have not grown That's at false. all. Wrong. I've done nothing but close deals. Our, our following has not gone up. Snapping necks and cash and checks. Hey, what's up? Hey, our only, hey. Fan, our only fans is going down. Well, hey, but the stock is going up. What's up, baby? <laughs> <laughs> the stock is going up. Employee owned. Um, okay, here's a fun one, and not really that controversial. Aaron, uh, what? Oh, Jesus. Aaron Jones. Okay, no, try. Pronouncing that last part of that. Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson. Brian Johnson. Why is that in there? I don't know. But here's his. Uh, oh, Steve responded to this. Controversial. The show is a thousand percent better without Steve. How come? Steve responds. That's not controversial. And uh, Steve Stoff said, agree to disagree. Um, show is a thousand percent better without Steve. We can actually. I mean, we're kind of bullshitting on this. Like, Steve would... Actually, no, Steve would have side-railed this even more. We I like, like how Steve's creeping through here and watching all the comments. If Steve was here, the whole roast thing would be a lot easier. I can say that. Oh, just been a roast of spent like two hours just roasting Steve. But he'd do a good job roasting us, too. Oh, he's you pretty look witty. Like a guy that he's good. He Walmart is. at 3 a.m. He, he's, he's the guy that you want to roast somebody. Like, he's yep. pretty fucking brutal. Steve? Yeah. Steve can get you, but there's nothing that Steve can get you on that you can't get him back on. That's true. I you mean, know. the controversial Steve. You just got to have your words lined up. I think everyone knows that. <clears throat> better with Adam. <laughs> just in general, yeah. I love the guy, but he's listening to this, you cock. Don't nope. be mean. No, he's not. He agrees, though. He's not a hunter. <laughs> it's too much work for him. To he agrees he's not a hunter. He's- hey, I want to eat his fucking turtle. Do we want to talk shed hunting? Um yeah, find them. God the, damn, that's what I'm them. getting pumped up for. Jacob Welsh, shed hunting tactics and stories. I agree. I'm getting pumped for shed season, dude. I'm fucking jacked about I just it. had Dana Payson here for a, a Drury Series one. With all the sheds. How do you think I'm fucking feeling? God damn, he got me jacked up. Yeah. Cool. How, hard yeah. Are you? How hard are you? I've got one. How hard am I? Fucking rock hard, dude. Hard as Blue a G fucking hard? G2. What's up? That's <laughs> a G2. I got G2 one, hard. I got up? one really, hey, really big. Hey, hey. Yeah, but it's like one of those long ones, though. <laughs> Hey, I'm like one of them burrs on the base. That's, That's how hard I am. Oh, what's up? shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude, what's up? I'm like that 17 half incher, you know? Well, easy. Uh, I'm like a broken bow, brow time. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Austin, continue. I was going to say, I'm like the little four incher with the big mass, but I don't really have the mass. You're still there, but. Dude, not. I've been saying it. Short dick, fat nuts. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my go-to now, and it's always a crowd pleaser lately. <laughs> Try it out at your uh, local bar. Try That's it. Funny. It'll be a hit. Try it yeah, That's funny. Because no one expects you to say it. <laughs> Fat nuts. Because they do nothing for you. It's <laughs> like, nice. Just throws them off. Sweet. Hey, my guy. <laughs> a little bit of rock. Just throws them off right away. <laughs> it got Austin pretty good on that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, so shed season. I've only got one really big deer that I know of, but it's going to be fun to pick him up. Let's talk about, do you want to talk about details on him? Because I'm curious. I can't really say a whole lot because okay. I might have to get permission to find the antlers. But um, Home range deal? Yeah, he's close to me. Big fucking eight. Big fucking eight. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be fun. And then I got a lot of nice 30, 40, 50 type deer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. Those are fun sheds, right? Those are big. big. Yep. Those are way bigger as sheds, I guess. Is. Dude, I have fun picking up a 100-incher. I mean, like a 50-incher. <laughs> yeah, 100-incher yeah, is nice, like a 220-incher, yeah. But no, like a 50-inch shed, like that. I have fun doing that. Oh, dude, I my best shed's like 72 inches. Yep. And I, I mean, that's a big shed for me. That's a giant. A, a four-point shed. 
Jeez. I never, I never measured my biggest shed. I only did on that just because it was a like the big, big one, you know. Right. Um, I found a six point shed that's real cool, tall, typical tines, and then um, I actually found it at work. I used to go shed hunting on my lunch breaks. Nice. Your ex work. My old work, yeah. I can't do it right now. I guess I could do it now, but um, it's just it's not as convenient. But shed hunting is just that thing. It's like it splits the fucking seasons. You get out there, there's something to do. But you know what sucks for us, man? It's like the, we're, it's our show season. Yeah, but they're still sitting on the ground, bro. You hope so. The, the fucking the squirrel squirrels patches. get them. We'll make no, time for that. I think I need another. Uh, I need another bourbon. Need one of them. Yeah, you just want to throw one together, sloppy, if you don't mind. Do you? Uh, you want me to get some ice? Oh, we don't have ice. Are we out of ice? I can go get some. Here, I'll go get it. I'll go get it. I want to. Talk, I want to hear uh, Ross talk about sheds a wee bit because he's talking about good deer earlier. Uh oh, Ross, talk about it. Talk about sheds. Yeah. Oh shit! I I, I love sheds, but <laughs> I like sheds. <laughs> hey, I think we all hey, do. I don't do it with my hands. Green Day, Gold Jacket, <laughs> gives a shit. All There's right. just something about walking up and. I like it when the snow is still on, so you see where the bed's at, so you know exactly where the bed's at. Yep. And you can see what they see, and the fucking antlers laying like a foot or two away from the bed. You're like, yep. I fucking got well, you. Well, not like, only that, but it's I like... I disagree. What do you mean? Okay. Disagree. Of course you do. <laughs> you cock. Not only that, Let's like, go. Like, Doug and I shed hunt together a lot, so it's like, it's a camaraderie thing. Like, we can be loud, we can yell at each other, like, yeah, boy. There's nothing, like, yeah, there's nothing better here to... Yeah, boy. Every time we find one, we yell, yeah, boy. And There's they, they, they could be 20 it's, yards from you or dude. 200 yards from you. And when you, you go hear, from yeah, like, boy, you're like, you call them on the phone. What'd you find? What'd you find? Yeah. You're going to go for like two hours, like not find shit. And then you just hear a, in the background, yeah, boy. And it's a little spice. <laughs> like you, found one. Like you found one. It's like a pick me up, though. It's like, oh, God, I love shitting. Dude, oh, la- yeah. last year when we went on my new farm and we had 10 people. Oh, that, was, we all that was a blast, through. dude. You know, you're checking the new ground out. I mean, well, yeah, I you loved know. it because there's 10 people there. Well, I, I like scooping <laughs> antlers myself, but just to have all your buddies there oh, and yeah, like sure. seeing the farm and everything and just kind of having reading a good the, time, reading the trails, seeing the beds. I mean, that's that, what I'm saying. Like when you, when you cool have a buddy shit. with you or you, multiple it's buddies, it's way better with someone else. Way, but, way better. And I'm like, I'm finicky on my own personal ground. Like I have sanctuary areas that I just don't fuck. I don't go into like, even when I want to go into them, I just don't. But shed season is like the only time that I do get to sneak in there and see it that one. And when he does, he invites me. It's it's fucking cool. Does does he invite you or is he going there by himself? He invites me. I'm not going to lie. Ross, Ross, I got the invite last year. You did? No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you did. You just didn't go. Oh yeah, it's just something cool. No, about I love going into that sanctuary where you never step foot into it, yep. and when you go in, you're like, "There's going to be fucking bones yeah. here." Yep, yep. And you, you got to the scary thing about shed hunting is you got to time it right. Like you think that giant dropped his antler, but you don't want to blow out all those other really nice young yeah, bucks right. you want to pick up. So you go in early and then blow everybody out of there or whatever. That's why you just dump like 400 pounds of big time there and. Hope yeah, the you can do that. Wish we could do that. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. Hey, uh, remember when that lesbian found all the biggest sheds on your farm? Oh, God damn it! Whoa, what was her <laughs> name? In the, in the easiest spot ever. Like we all overlooked it. Well, no, we, we were, were all, we were we going, were all for like, going deep. I was going just, deep. I was going deep. Yeah, literally ten minutes. In case he finds a fucking hanger, like a matching set with a hanger. Did she just queer for deer right past me? And I was yeah. going to go that way, and I didn't. 
She didn't take a picture we of let, either. Hey, the, here's the, the deal. Hanger. She didn't take a picture of the hanger. She's a girl, so we let her run the easy route, and we all went deep. Yeah. Well, I, I went it. deep as balls. Yeah. Well, that's and she thing. finds it on the and fucking where, fringe. Hey, that's where Casey disagrees, and she went and found some monster eight-point sheds. Yeah, she went around the surface. <laughs> Pisses me off. Hey, that's the farm where we're going to find the big motherfucker. Mm-hmm. This year? Okay. All right. We're going to get in there and tongue them Hopefully down I like find Casey would. We'll go down there. We'll wait till about first of March. We'll go in there and we'll find. Well, him. we'll be at a trade show. Well, we might have to go during the week. Hey, we'll make it work. No one can work. Hey, from I'm here, here until I'm over here making Play-Doh snakes because I love shit. I love me some shit. I love some shit. <laughs> I'm good. You're for... bad luck, so I don't know what you're talking hey, about. Hey, Jim, quit. I go with myself and I find fifty sheds. I go with you, I find two. If I find ten sheds a year, Daddy's doing good. Yeah. I'm good. I've had I've had I'm good with ten also. I'll roll I'll roll into a fresh cut. Hey. Eric's calling timeout. What's your record? Most in a year. In a year? Yeah. I was gonna say like one night. Oh, one night? Jesus. What? So I I rolled into this uh, fresh alfalfa field that I mean we we turn like every seven years, so we'll farm it for you know, corn on beans and back and forth for seven years and then we'll flip it over. And put it into alfalfa, and that first year of alfalfa is just dynamite. I'm telling you, I, I rolled into that field on a four wheeler, stood up on the rack of the four wheeler, and I counted 14 sheds, like wow. Easter eggs what? across all green. Like, you know, it's Dude, spring like time starting to get warm. Seventeen's my record in a whole year. I think 30 is my record. No, they were. I was just sitting. Mine's I was standing 18. on top of that four wheeler, just counting them. Just boom, ping, boom, ping, boom, ping, boom, ping, boom, shit. boom. Mine's 18 in one year. That's a that's pretty damn good. Dude, you get yeah. that food source where they don't have anything else, and they're just coming to one spot. Like that's where everybody's dropping right there. My favorite is when my when my dad turns mm-hmm. when my dad turns over corn and and puts in alfalfa. That's and like they're serving fucking ribeye there every, every it's, night. It, I mean that fresh alfalfa is just unbelievable. They, yeah. The deer can't get off of it. So <clears throat> what's so that's your daily record? What's your yearly record? If you've ever kept track, I think I was like. It wasn't nothing impressive. I was like 32 or something like that. <laughs> Eric, what's your daily and yearly record? Oh. Well, we're reshed hunt. So daily and yearly is kind of the same thing, but 18. Same okay. yearly and. Mine's like, I don't know. I can't remember exactly. 15 to 17 yearly record. I think the most I've found in a day is five. Five, like, good antlers. <clears throat> like, I remember carrying two sets and then a. So, yeah, two sets and then a bonus out one year. I think uh, my daily is twenty, and then my yearly would Holy be fuck, around that's impressive. like thirty-five. Wow, you found the majority in a day. Yeah, that's pretty wild. Awesome. I, got, I got lost and found more shit than I did walking out than I ever. <laughs> that's awesome, though. Yeah, no, that's it cool. worked out good for you, dude. My pasture farm holds a lot of deer in the winter time. Uh, my best year was 2012. Well, the... the uh, you're saying 2000. <laughs> Dude, I was about to punch him. No, 2000, <laughs> and 2012, so it'd be like the spring of 13. We, uh, I picked up five match sets over 140 on that 160. Wow. Um, whiz. But I think like overall total, 50 to 60 sheds in a season. It's impressive. Kind of, a, it's, I, I don't really find more than that, but that's kind of average. Like 40 to 50 sheds is kind of an average season for me. No kidding. Wow. Um, what, wow, that's impressive. I'm trying to, I had a question for you, but I 
fucking dropped the ball on it. It's embarrassing compared to Dana, but it's it's fun because most of them are on like one to two farms. I think Dana's. 80, I found one of the 80, big ones. Eighty-seven is Dana's record. What's that? Yeah, I found day? one of the big ones in a year. You did in a year. Yeah. Jeez, eighty-seven. That was fun. That day. You was did fun. too. You, yep. That the guy. That guy. I've shed home with Dana before because he was looking for this fucking giant. He called me. He's like, "Hey, can you come help me look?" And that guy covers fucking. Ground. His yeah. goal is eighty a year and one eighty inches every year. That's his goal. Yep. Like I thought, eighty like, inches. Like Doug covers ground. Like he goes out there and hustles. No one hustles like Dana Pace. That guarantee it. The episode that I'm. Uh, the, Does he just like walk hard or? So the the, the <laughs> that, that, that dude's like fucking running the whole time. The working no class shit. on Deercast episode I just did with him will launch, um, before this one I believe. Wait. No, it launches just after this launches, I believe, and uh, he covers a lot of ground. We talk about it, like some it's of his fucking nuts. A lot with the sun and angles of walking, and what he calls find the grass and stuff like that. It's, it's pretty cool. I feel like I cover a lot of ground, but I walk next to Austin, and it's like I take four steps, and he's taking two. <laughs> like he just, I, I, his strides are just way deeper than mine. I'm, I'm, I'm just gotten, anxious to get to the next bridge. <laughs> I've, I'm very lazy now with my shed hunting. I used to try and walk everything, and I'd burn myself out and not find enough sheds, I felt like, for the effort I put in. So now I feel like I've, I walk high percentage areas versus walking everything in between and then the high percentage area, then everything in between until I get to the next high percentage area, and I feel like I find the same amount of sheds. I don't know. I think my problem is, like, I'll start walking, like, oh, this looks good, and then I'll come back, and then I, I, don't know, I start zigzagging, like, Next thing I know, I walked a circle for an hour. <laughs> yeah, which I don't know, man. I'm bad at shed hunting. Sometimes it's easy to just overthink it. Like when you find a shed, normally deer are going to yard up in the wintertime. So if you find one, it's probably going to be 10 in that area yep. if you just right. take your time and check it out. But sometimes it takes a long time to find that shed. Fence lines, timber lines, field edges. Here's the uh, next uh, next comment question. Nick Gronsky. Um, understanding thermals for newer hunters. Um, okay, we'll start with that one. Understanding thermals for newer hunters. So I guess thermals is what you want to consider when you're also considering your wind, wind direction, wind speed. Morning or afternoon plays a role in what thermals are doing if they're going up or down. Um, so I guess I don't know where would we start to break down understanding thermals for new hunters. If you're a new hunter and you're like, I don't get thermals. Basic concepts, pretty easy. I mean, right. And in, in the mornings, your thermals are lifting. Uh, it's warming up. So your thermals are going to lift in the evenings. They're going to fall because it's cooling. Uh, you can apply that theory out West quite a bit in the mountains. Yeah. It fu- mostly applies out West yep. usually. Yeah, so those, that's the ba- like if you're going to take anything away from this podcast we're a bunch of drunk assholes but that's a that's pretty basic thermals 101 like mm-hmm. they lift in the morning they fall in the evening as it's cooling so where to consider them in a midwest or eastern state setting would be hunting next to steep ravines hunting next to creeks with hard edges or hard drop-offs to the creek hunting in pinch points in certain areas if it's in a low spot if it's in a high spot um where the wind doesn't hit, you know, if you're in a low spot and you don't feel the wind directly, your thermals are more important. You know, you're going to get swirling type unpredictable winds typically in those types of settings, which are not usually your friend. Um, that's what we've talked in the past. Like, you just I, stay we, away from that. Yeah, we prefer consistent winds yes. over no wind. 
Like I'd rather have a 10 to 12 to 15 mile an hour wind than no wind at all. Yep. Um, even though you can hear more with no wind, you get fucked less by deer smelling you with consistent hardline winds than light, unpredictable. Yeah. Oh, it gets it 10, gets wild 10, when you get into that little fluffy wind that floats around back and forth. I mean, that's I uh, that day uh, Austin was the one that talked me into going in. Uh, and getting on that last that two o two that I killed, uh, I was scared to death that to go in there. You mean? I mean that one fifty. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that that one fifty sure, sure. forty seven, the biggest one fifty <laughs> yeah. I've ever killed. Let's be honest. So I I I talked to Austin and I said, man, dude, like I want to get in there in the spot. He I pretty damn sure there's a big buck in there. I mean, it feels good. It's it's the right spot. It's the right time, but. To get in there and this wind not be steady like it is, I mean, it's kind of floating around. I, I really don't want to go in there and just just balls out, sit in this spot, and risk everything. And Austin said, yeah, dude, I, when the time's right, get in there and you just you do it. And uh, do just put, your, put the wind in your favor the best you can, but put yourself in that spot. And if he, if he comes rolling through, I mean, there's a chance he could... He can come right through and everything be perfect. Well, mm-hmm. it ended up being, <laughs> it ended up being where it, it was. It was perfect, but it wasn't because he got me. Uh, but I grunted him in and and ended up he ended up smelling me and blowing out of there. I ended up get ended up getting an arrow in him. But mm-hmm. uh, as far as the thermals go, I mean, I yeah, it, it does change though. I mean, as far as you can watch the temperature. In the morning, like Austin's saying, like you guys are saying, with the in the mornings the temperature rises, the thermals rise, and then in the evening they drop off. But you've also seen it where it's cold in the morning and then gets hotter in the afternoon. I mean, that's when the sun comes out, the thermals do start rising. Yeah. Uh, so I've seen it both ways. Mm-hmm. And that's just general. But, like topography is everything. Topography is going to bend your thermals and do yeah. weird shit in every different stand location that you're in. But yeah. as a general rule of thumb, those like for a basic beginning bow hunter, those are the basic. Well, usually you're not for sure. You know, you're not hunting down a ravine where the thermals are going to rise and just you know wind swirl and fuck everything up. You're always on a ridge where they're going to go. So you just play Hopefully. the wind, and usually where thermal is going. to yeah, this is what it is for sure. More advanced, like you go out west, you're dealing with like. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't, I don't think we have to worry about it as much around here. Yeah, it just depends on what spot you're at. You know, each property is super unique. Like, um, like it's something to consider. Like when you're hunting Wyoming in the high country, it's like okay, that's you know everything. All your thermals are falling down that, and the deer are feeding on it. It's like yeah. Straight, I, I find do, myself getting more aggressive in mornings than I do in evenings and yeah. spots where I think that I have a chance of a deer coming downwind. With the thermal rising. I'll find myself getting a little more aggressive in the mornings just because I know there's a decent chance that I'll I'll get away with it. Where I killed this uh, my buck in October, um, there are certain times of the day when the wind is light and I'm depending. It, it's in a lower spot, so I like consistent wind. But when the wind is very light in the mornings, I, I'm always puffing that wind checker. And it's like straight up, like you puff that thing and everything just goes straight up, and you're like, "Whoa, I'm invincible." That's money. Yeah, yeah. But in the afternoon, it can get hairy. Yeah, 
you know, if the, they're falling, it kind of goes down, it swirls, and you watch that powder go, and well, it dissipates. Yeah, it goes like, down, it goes somewhere. Yeah, well, if I was a douchebag, I'd have fucking cotton swabs, and I'd see it fucking swirl around, and then it'd end up in my asshole. Like your, some, uh, some uh, your milkweeds? <laughs> cotton swab. <laughs> little tickle there. Like uh, another, <laughs> pull, pull my, my butterfly hole. Pull my, yeah, pull, my, pull my milkweed on my butterfly hole. <laughs> but, like, another thing is those those big boys are smart enough to know when the wind's going straight up and they can't smell. Oh, they know. So they're not going to oh, move. Yeah. They get weird. I mean, you got to uh, put yeah, the wind right. in their favor and your favor at the same time. And whiskey wind. It gets, it gets real nasty. I mean, I mean, it's risky as hell, but think about it. I mean, the big boys ain't going to get on their feet if they don't feel safe and don't have a wind in their face. So you just got to be able to put yourself in that spot between killing uh, or seeing him putting, you know, having him move through or. Very good points. Very good points. Or not. Um, I mean, he might be laying down because the wind's going straight up. Good. That's like it's not worth the risk. I can't smell them and I'll right. be tight until it right. gets consistent. Yeah. Yep. I mean, they do that, right? That's how they stay alive. They rely on it. Yep. Um, all right. Next part of Nick's question. Can we get Doug to Texas Longhorn that mustache? Yeah. Why don't you? Does it not grow to the side? What does that mean? It means like the twirly. Like, like kick yeah. her out? Like I'm talking lion fighter mustache. Like remember when my mustache is really dirty when I grow her out, how it grows like, oh, yeah. it grows out this yeah, way. Kicked her out. Yeah. Why don't you do that with yours? Well, because I'm a man. Do you trim yours off the ends? <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh, dude, you keep it going. That'd be fucking killer. Nah. It's not me, man. You're an Earnhardt style mustache. I'm only. Earnhardt. Ride or die. Cookie duster only. Number yeah. three for life. Womb yeah. broom. Woom broom. <laughs> I mean, maybe I could. I could maybe go for it, but <laughs> okay. This is funny. Who gets the next two hundred in the crew? Doug, Kurt, the Lord, Eric. If he remembers remembers his bow, we could have roasted you on that. Uh, hey, or with or without, with or without the scooter set, <laughs> without the scooter. Whisker do's, whisker don'ts. Whisker do's, whisker don'ts. Ooh, that's a good question, though. Who gets the next two hundred in the crew? Whistling bunghole. Doug, <laughs> I I will say you're the predict guy. Go ahead, Eric. That I don't know if I'll be the next one, but when I do, I'm drinking that bottle of whiskey I got out there yeah. with the oranges. With the oranges, in no, it. we all are. Who are we're all taking next, a little, yeah. a little, a little horn yeah. off that. Not Ross doesn't count because he's the, the Mister Boss. He's already up there. Yeah, we know Mr. Ross Boston. is killing another one like next year. So that doesn't no, count. no, it's every four, five. <laughs> I got three more years. I, Doug, think, Doug? I think the next one would be <laughs> fuck. fuck. It'd probably be the Lord, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate the confidence. Or hey, me. Doug. Fuck you. <laughs> you think you're the next one? Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Why'd you yeah. laugh when you said that? Because <laughs> the next one's 60, 150s, he's going to fucking blast it. I mean, the Lord did. Mine was 150s. So I started blasting. On the internet. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Real life on the internet. On the internet. What do you think? Um, Austin was 10 inches from 200 he this was, year. He was. Getting close, just can't hit it. But, all right. But you might be I'm, cursed. It might be uh, it, one of us. I'm quoting Jim Burns. Big deer like that just don't come around. They're tough. That's what nope. he always says. Unless you're Ross. Unless you're Ross. No, Every five it's all years bullshit. I won't see Ross one the rest of my life. I mean, you could. I won't see one the rest of my life. I love you. You have uh, so much more life to live. Yeah, you do. You definitely see one. Humble man. You're, you're 30. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, you know, if, if, if you keep bird watching, I think you're in the chips, Doug. Thank you. Just keep watching. I do like birds. birds. Bird is the word. Bird is the word. What's your favorite bird to watch? He can't keep Blue off that. Blue Jays and Cardinals are beautiful. Blue Jays are the hood rats of the bird world. Yeah, yeah they're, they're terrible. Jays. They'll attack your ass. Eagles watch are out. pretty badass. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he just went, all right, let's take it to that level then. There <laughs> <Yeah, blue jazz laughs> we go. I like eagles. You know what? I like eagles. <laughs> you know but, what? Sparrows but, fly in a different way. This is impressive to me. <laughs> All right, you're out. It's you're interesting. Done. Arms you're done. Them things are crazy. Yeah, fuck them. Bald eagles. <laughs> Bald eagle. Clint you're Sanchez. Oh, yo, yo, yes. the table. He, he has two, fo- he has two followers. This Kurt. is a fake account. Who's, who's going to kill the next furniture? Doug. If I had to bet money on it, we're talking that. If I had to put like a thousand bucks on it, awesome. Eric, a thousand bucks. Okay, here, here, hold on, hold on. We're doing a round table. This is a perfect opportunity for a round table. You got to bet a thousand bucks each, and you got to pick a number one and a number two out of our crew to kill a two hundred. And Ross is in the count, right? No, he's, Ross he, is in the he's chips. Already, he's already done it. He's in the chips. He's got three. We're gonna count uh, a guy who's uh, got three already. Okay. <laughs> you can't right. count him out. You can't count him out. <laughs> Ross, you got to pick two people, a one and two, to kill, and you're betting a grand each. You got two, someone at a bar is like, all right, out of your crew right now, motherfucker. I got a gun to your head. You're gonna bet two grand. Pick what kind the, of bar is this? Pick the one and two, two hundred inch killers out of your crew. Awesome, Doug. Okay, sorry, Kurt. No, that's fine. Sorry, Eric. Eric, I'm just here for a good Eric. time. Myself, because you always bet on yourself. Confidence, man. Hey, Eric. I love the confidence. I love the confidence. Myself and my boy Dolly over there. Hey. Holy shit. A little bit of rock. A lot of pressure. I'm going with stats. Ross first, Austin second. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, Ross and Austin. Wait a minute. What's that mean? Ross? Ross I'm going to go Austin. with Austin and then Ross. Austin first. You're, oh, guy, you're the calm. guy has done it three times. It's yeah, funny. It's funny but, to break it down and like look at the potential of any of us to kill a two hundred. Like I know where you guys are hunting in Iowa has that potential. Yeah, your new farm definitely. You've got two farms that has that potential. Ross, obviously. Yeah, and my farm like next year two hundred. No, but if I had the patience to wait a couple of years, yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I honestly think it could happen for any of us. It could. It, it, it really. could. In the next three years, Wait I think the, out of this group sitting right here, I think there's a real possibility we could kill a 200. Realistically, <laughs> yes, you're right. Do it we, could happen. Do we have to rock paper scissors for this shit or well, what? Well, here's the thing. I think the only reason. So some of us are not counting on Ross. He's done it three times in our head. We're like, it's not possible. To I know four. I know the genetic sure. potential that his area has, and yeah, he's definitely got a shot at another 200 real it's soon. It's proven good. Push. Yeah, no, it's it's it's. I mean, it's it's fun to think about because most guys never have that opportunity at a booner, and we're talking like twenty, thirty inches over booner. We we all have that opportunity. So, who's your number one and number two bets besides yourself? I mean, Ross is comfortable with big deer, and that's that's a lot of it. So, Ross would probably have to be my number one for sure. Um, I'm comfortable with big deer, and you are as well. I mean, we all are, but pick a second one. Pick yourself, Kurt. I got one. You bitch. Thank you, Austin. You've got a, hey, you you've got got a farm you that bitch. can produce I got two. a 200-inch deer in the next couple of years. I didn't get yeah, any. I think so. Pick one. Do you pick one? What do you mean? Do you pick your two? Yeah, I voted for myself and you, you dipshit. <laughs> <laughs> you can't vote for yourself. I just did. You always vote. Hey. You always bet on yourself. This is a fake account because his name is Clint Sanchez. Herdbowl 636. Have Steve Zero posts. Have Two Steve followers. on so you can roast him. That's Clint Casper. <laughs> That's Clint Casper. Hold. It's fucking Steve is what it is. Hold. Steve's trying to get on 500. Steve's Herdbowl. like, hold on, hold on. If I make a fake account. Herdbowl. 
All right, this keeps coming up. People want us to go into detail on it. <sighs> the pros and cons that could come from Western states banning trail cams. Zach, we've already damn, we've this. talked about that. I know we're good. Okay, let's skip it then. That guy did kill big deer. <laughs> okay, this Zach is, did kill big deer. This is that. funny. Um, Ruger Johnson, cool name. If that is your real name, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's not a real name. Round table, everyone's favorite porn star. <laughs> that's a good one, Doug. <laughs> I'm oh, I start? <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah. Fuck me. Um, fuck me. Right? There's so many. <laughs> There's so many to choose from. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, but, you know, Riley Reed. I don't know any. <laughs> Riley Reed's got me, so. You know Adam what? 22? Huh? You know Adam 22? Uh-huh. Remember I showed you, we were watching Adam 22 podcast when we were in Nebraska? Oh, yeah. He, Him and his old lady hang out with Riley Reed. <laughs> good for him. So figure that out. Yeah, good for him. I don't know any names. I don't. I'm not. I, I don't. Like Doug is. My beautiful wife. I. That's all I need. I don't know any porn <laughs> stars. Yeah, I got, I got one oh, hell of one. Hey, hey me. fuck all of you. Hey, me either. <laughs> you son of a bitches. Hey, me either. <laughs> Ross, you don't either, huh? Oh, she's yeah. My wife. She can get the. She can be the freakiest porn star you ever seen. But Eric, what about you? Um, let's see. If we're going off like username on Pornhub, wet melons. <laughs> what? Right there. Wet melons. Okay, we got to look that up. My look phone's up. I like the honesty of him. I don't like the honesty of all of you. Hey, listen. <laughs> well, hey, I'm a married man. I fucking punch my clown, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know you guys got... I'm not going to be like these two jerk I, yeah, I, know the, I know these three of porn stars are doing Sam. I actually don't know porn star uh, names. Dude, I don't know shit for porn star You know names. usernames not, on Pornhub. Who doesn't? I don't. Honestly, I really don't. I'm not going to say you I don't watch about no it. Face I just girl don't know names. Oh, okay. That's a good point. I do know that one. Yep. I do know that one. What? No Face Girl is just a... That, everybody knows No, no but Face there's Girl. A, there's a branded one. Like There's like a one. Okay, you're all right. You got me on that one. You talk about it all the time. So yeah. we'll go um, with that. But other than that, like I don't know. Like I know like famous ones that got famous outside, like on social media. Like uh, what's the chick, the dark eyebrow chick? I just know her from social media. You, you'll know her. God dang it! Uh, oh, he's bro. he's fucking you up here. He knows it. It's Dark um. I, I know her from uh, TikTok. That's the only reason why I know her because she talks out about like she didn't want to be a porn star, but she did, and she didn't make the money she was promised she was going to make. Mila Kunis. Uh, no, hey, rattle off about fifteen. We'll tell you yeah. yes or no. Um, <laughs> she's like um. She's from the Middle East, I believe. Oh, oh I know who you're um, talking about. Giant tits. Yeah. I can't remember her name. Bless her heart. Um, What's her name? Anyway, the, uh, yeah, well, anyways. I don't know. We know, we, we, we know. we know who you're talking about. Anyways. Though. Hey, we know her work. <laughs> Description <laughs> of the biggest deer uh, we've ever hunted. Um, I would say mine would be maybe this year or... No, you know what? That buck is that. I think the biggest year I ever hunted is that deadhead that's hanging above the studio. It'd be that buck or the one I hunted this year. It, real close. That deer you hunted this year is bigger than that one. You think so? Oh score, yeah. Score wise? Oh yeah. And even if not, he's not score wise, he has less tines than that deer. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like he's just bigger. He's he's more more impressive, framier. Yeah. yeah. Um, big mainframe eight. He's a ten technically. We had real short fours and a big, big split two, um, high eight. I, I'm guessing a mid high eighties. I, I had I almost killed him like three times. That's that's an easy description. So yep. that'd be like the most. He would be one of those deer in a photo. Everyone would be like, "Holy shit!" 
That'd mm-hmm. be the deal. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, might not score as good as he looks, that type right. of thing. What about you, Doug? Uh, mine would be, I was, I think I was 15 or 14, and we found the sheds to this typical 10-pointer. No, a 10-pointer, two kickers on each G2. I found one side with 82, and my buddy found one at 84. Wow. We were after him, and then you, the next season I was hunting him season, and I ended up shooting on 176, a different deer. So Wow. Yeah. Hard to complain. No, yeah, we were waiting for him, but I couldn't wait. So, what about you, Austin? I've never had a deer bigger than the hopper dropper. I we found his shed and I got to kill him. Yeah, he was one ninety two, and then the one I shot with the bow this year was one ninety. So both of those deer were. What's the episode number on the hopper dropper for people that who haven't heard it? I know, like two sixty or two, yeah, sixty three somewhere in there, two sixty something. Yeah, we have a T shirt on also. Go buy it. Yeah, we do. It's a good one. Nice. By the way, buy up the shirts at trade shows if you're listening this far deep in this podcast because we're going to do a refresh after this trade show season. Yep. So once they're, they're gone. gone, they're gone. But what about you, Ross? Biggest description of the biggest deer you ever hunted? That's uh, a good question, actually. Oscar De La Hoya. He was a he was a freak. Just had the most history with that deer and. Uh, Score wise, he wasn't, wasn't wasn't the biggest deer ever hunted. He wasn't score wise the biggest. He was a, deer. he was the one I was most in love with. He's the one that got away. Yep, yep. Hurts, stings bad, but my hats off to my man Bill Moretti that got him shot. And how, how big was that deer? Oh, he went one ninety two and five eighths, just nothing, just a <laughs> just nothing. <laughs> but he was a little bigger the year before. <clears throat> he was. Yeah. When you had you had several real close encounters with him the year before. I did. He was knocking on. two. I missed him. Yep. So you think he was knocking on two, or you think he was into the two? Yeah, he was. He was all over two, but but you killed, for some reason he put more mass on, but less tines the next year. So, but you killed but, two or three bigger than that. Yeah, but I was in love with this deer, like. I mean, the year Those that I killed. Those ones that get away, you know how it is, Doug. You get one that gets away. <laughs> if he's twenty inches less, you just obsess nah, about that. To year. me, they're gone. The good thing you, you don't know shit. The good thing about what Doug chases, there's no self esteem involved. <laughs> no zero. The deer that haunts me still <laughs> doesn't bother me at all. 2012, I shoulder shot one on Christmas Eve that I'd hunted for two months, and he, I got his sheds. He's scores in the upper 60s, and that fucking deer haunts me more than any deer I've ever. Oh yeah, hunted. I remember that. There's really? ones that you get so close on, and it doesn't you gotta come move together. On, man, I, I have a deer yeah. that that haunts <laughs> move me. On. I've having I've had him in velvet every year. You guys know the deer. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He's a fucking giant. I've yeah. never seen him on the hoof. I've been hunting this property for five years now. Never seen him. He's only there in velvet. But he's still like in your defense. It's like an acre. It's, it's an acre patch, yeah. and he's there every year in velvet. I get hundreds, hundreds of pictures of him in velvet, but he's never there once he sheds the velvet. But I still hunt it, just hoping, like crossing my fingers that he's gonna fucking someday, show up. Yeah, someday he's gonna fucking. You just never he's, know. He's a fucking. He's probably one eighty. I would say. I, I'd argue that he could go better depending on the year. <sighs> he's I mean, a fucking giant. He's a big boy. Um, highest we've him. ever hung a tree stand. Shit, fuck. Shit, fuck. Well, I still have a one at 24, so. God damn. <laughs> and broke your back. Yeah, broke my back in pelvis. I didn't feel very good. And you rolled around a wheelchair in, at college? <laughs> Dude. Hey, yeah. did you ever get laid in that wheelchair? No, I did not. He didn't but... have his mustache. <laughs> yeah, right. He couldn't pull hey, shit. Hey, wait, there, do you there, still have my right. wheelchair? I do still have that wheelchair. Okay, but, good. um, two things about being in a wheelchair. 
first one, everyone thinks you're paralyzed. Second thing, you don't have to pay for a goddamn drink if you go to a bar. That's true. It's a good call. Just, it's so much work when, but you by the time you get there. You don't get laid a whole lot. It's like you don't get laid a whole lot. Well, okay. Uh, Does your wiener still work? Let me show you. It, <laughs> I don't know. I haven't had a boner in years. Let's <laughs> try I did. I was going to say, oh, never mind. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> we, um, it doesn't work that way. I don't know. I'm sure I've been in the high 20s. My dad hung long. I swear it was like 35 feet over a hill. Oh, that, that one that I hunted with you, that fucker was tall. Yeah, that one's... You hear guys talk all the time about 30-foot stands, but it takes... A we lot saw, of tree to get up thirty. We foot. saw that twenty four foot ladder, and at it ATA. looks like it's thirty foot. He's like, no, it's like twenty thirty. That fucker yeah, looked true. like it was eighty six feet. It looked yeah. fake to me. Yeah, but we're also inside though, like some perspective could have right. been off. We're like, you were, you asked him, you're like, is that real? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I, you know, my dad hung one. I wouldn't even climb it. You know what I mean? I'm like, I'm not. We call it the skyscraper stand, and that was on the same property that you hung that. That's yeah. we call MJ, and that stand's still there. And the regular set was high, but the the double set, so the the the, the second guy stand was another six foot, the five cameraman six, stand. Yeah, cameraman stand. You gotta have a thirty yard pin to shoot to the base of the tree. Yeah, it's it's tall. It it is up there. It's one of those you look and you're like, whoa, shit! Like you don't see it until someone's like, look at that tree, and you're like, oh shit! Yeah, I've I've been in a thirty footer before for sure. It's high. It's, it's higher than you think. It's it's scary. Yeah, it just makes that platform feel like. A third of the size yeah. of what it actually is. I like that. 16, keep a little tight to the tree. <laughs> Sixteen, seventeen is about right for me. Yep. Yeah, yep. I like the. I think eighteen to twenty ish, twenty two ish. I got a funky stand, which you've seen, um, Austin. That one in that weird willow tree thing. I got. Which one are we talking about here? <clears throat> the one where the base of it goes, boom, and then it the goes straight right mm-hmm. north of yeah, in the pinch point. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 I have a tree like that where it, it comes up and then it goes like horizontal and then back up. Yeah. So your sticks kind of like you don't put any sticks on the horizontal part because you just kind of walk across it yeah. and go back up. So that seems weird because technically from the ground, it's probably like 18. From the base of the tree, it's probably like. If you like fall the tree? 23. Well, I yeah. think a lot of people too are like, yeah, that's a 30 foot stand that I hung. I'm like, hmm. Probably not. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's yeah. a basic bitch ladder stand is like 17? Yeah. 18. 15, yeah. 15 to 17? Yeah. Like, take your normal tape measure that's 25 foot and ring that bitch out. And then yeah. string it straight up in the air. <clears throat> that was my claim to fame back in the day when my brother or my dad would try to hunt my spots. i bring in seven to eight foot pegs with me, the screw-in steps. And I'd go up 18, 19 foot with seven or eight pegs. Yeah, your your legs are also I'm, sixteen true, feet long. True, I'm true. lanky, and I would like kind of hug the tree and crawl up it. I'd keep people out of my spots by doing that. Like, I, good point. I grew up hunting once a guy. Some guys, uh, their last name was Gruen. The Gruen brothers, John, Mike, and Roger, great dudes. Grew up hunting with them. They were tall motherfuckers, and they would like their thing was like six pegs, and they were gapped like fucking crazy oh, yeah. far apart. Yep. And I remember one time I hunted one of their sets. It was like a pre-hung, and I took. Um, screwing steps with me and hung one in between each of their fucking steps and used it to. Or you like Trey and just <clears throat> take those hammers. Oh my oh, god, the hammer Trey's hammer nails into fucking pines. Uh, <laughs> That's old school. Yeah, scary. Um, okay, last question on this comment here. Uh, favorite thing from the Taco Bell menu? Oh, double chalupa meal. What's up? Why the uh, uh, what do they call that? The 
the hard shell with the soft shell around it. Is that the cheesy gordita crunch? That's what that's I'm a, talking about. Cheesy yeah, gordita that's my, crunch. That's my fucking jam. Yeah. Mine's a cheesy gordita crunch and crunch wrap supreme. Crunch wrap oh, supreme. Ooh, my guy. Love it. Uh, Ross. With some cinnamon twist. Ross. I just go like Doritos, Locos Taco. Like, those are good. And a chicken quesadilla. Pretty bland. Pretty bland, but, but fair. Hey, hey, make sure you put some medium fucking sauce in the bag, would you? Yeah, like, like don't forget it. <laughs> hey, why am I like? Yeah, so sick and tired of showing up just at home and nothing. This post why is your ugly time? face here the whole time? I don't know. Eric's in the scroll here. I like it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> he scrolls over. Here. Uh, Eric's like, why are you so happy? Uh, it's a family photo. This was episode <laughs> 300, episode 500. Eric's <laughs> done. All right. Uh, this is Neil Griffin. Bucket list hunts. Wham, that's always a fun one. It's changed since we've talked about this lots of times, but it's changed. Yep. <laughs> is that me? <laughs> He's pointing well, yeah, at Yeah, we keep picking on you first. So. That's me. I just, Ross is on my right and it loops around. <sighs> I'm going to be what? honest with you. Okay. Oh, this is somberish. I got to. I gotta think for a second here because I've been drinking, so I'm having a hard time. Can we start with Austin? <clears throat> I mean, a brown bear would be the nuts. That's number one, huh? Really? Yep. Uh, the next one would definitely be. Fuck. Can't think of the name of these things. <laughs> what? <laughs> Laugh it up. Of uh-huh. things. When you go with Austin first, what do they look like? Yeah. Go with Austin for a second. I, I'll come up with it. Do they have antlers? Quail. Oh, yeah. Quail with a bow. No. God damn. Grouse. <laughs> a pheasant? They're like, those they look here. like miniature woolly mammoth. Please help me. Oh, muskox. muskox. Thank you. Muskox. Yeah. Really? One of those? I would love to shoot one of those. That's just cold. because, cold, I mean, bro. if you if you watch, I don't know if you guys watched anybody out there. Tom Miranda. Tom Miranda, uh, dude. Yeah, Tom Miranda. That's or, a cool fucking hunt. We should have him on. That or, motherfucker. I'd love to. That muskox charged his ass, dude. Yeah. You know muskox Tom are like Miranda, fairly small animals. animals. Yeah. Get on our show. That was now, just, I just remember the conditions were so gnarly and cold, and he got that close, and then it like charged him. I yeah. still remember that. Dude, Le- I, Levi Morgan is another one I watched on. Uh, oh, yeah. He, he killed one yep. of those, and he, they had they looked like yetis up there with yeah i mean he had like the goggles and everything it was just a blizzard yeah i mean like miserable 30. conditions you almost have to have those like I, goggles until your eyes don't burn out from the sun they don't I, freeze and the yeah. reason that i want to do something like that is just because not very many are willing to do that so yeah. i i'd love to just pull the trigger and get up there and, and just do even if even the experience i mean have that opportunity at shooting one when mm-hmm. you're 30 yards away in a blizzard and you're staying i mean geez that's that looks miserable as fuck there's something to like the conditions and experience and adventure of a hunt that makes yeah. the animal a little more intriguing um eric let's go with you unless austin you want to go first we, we kind of were calling on you while ross was struggling Doesn't sorry matter. guys so whoever wants a fast draw i'm gonna go moose which might be in the making mm-hmm. and then red stag Okay. Ooh. That's my two. I'm going to go. My perspectives have changed a little bit in the last year. Okay. Mm. And I'll explain why here. Um, I think number one currently, and the number one is always changing. 
I think I'd really love to kill an elk. Like a good elk is number one currently. Moose is definitely probably number two. Caribou is in there, probably two or three, debatable, depending on when you ask me with a moose. Stag was in there, but I learned recently from Trey and Devin that every big crazy stag you see is high fence. Oh, really? He said you big stag that you see in New Zealand, you those don't exist in the wild. Yeah, free range stags, no like a three hundred inch free range stags, and it's unheard of. Insane, unheard of. Really? I'd like to renege so, for two seconds. I that, want a bighorn sheep. That, that hurts. That's Ooh, it. That's good. So I don't I, care. I'll still kill one. When I, when I talk to them about, it, I'm like, man, I'm really like to kill a red stag because they're talking about because they both bend in New Zealand. Oh yeah. And like just so you know, all those are high fence. I'm like, ah. But I'm still cool with that. Hey, it's yep. it's cool, right? If you know that, just um, to see that country. To see the country, yeah. And the animal. Hey, listen, oh, I insane. still think it's cool. Would I still do it? Yes. But I, it just dropped it down yeah. out of my top three. It hurt, it hurt a little bit. It's still it's still probably in the top ten. I didn't know that, man. But it's, it's not in my top three. It's like three the hottest girl ever banged, but you got to pay for it. Dude, you go back 50 episodes, I was like... <laughs> Good analogy. If, 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 yeah, right. If you go back 50 episodes, I think I said at one point, I'm like, it's New Zealand cool, Red but... Stag, I'm going in the next five years. Hearing that kind of was, I was like, oh, I didn't know that. Just because yeah. it's in a different either. country. Like, if it was here, it'd be a totally different story. But the way yeah. I got, the way they broke it down to me, it was like, oh. Mm. Like, One they're like, these they're like, how much? took the flavor out there's of your a, mouth. There's, there's, there's an asterisk next to I it. I won't get into the details, so it's pretty much like, well, how much money do you want to spend? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Well, if you want to spend this, you just go and you shoot it. Yeah. And it's like, oh, well, that's kind of a bummer. That pretty well sums it up there. Right. For, for me. Well, remember, uh, when we did Iowa Deer Class that one year, that Red Stag were in Angus Swiss, uh, the hunting, they, they book Red Stag hunts. Mm-hmm. And we asked how much it was, and we're like, goo! Like, it was like yeah. 8500 bucks yeah, for, for a minimum, like a nice one. For a high fence hunt, yeah. For pricing. a nice one, it was way it, higher for a really good one. Then you got to pay that trophy fee. Yeah. It was so way even if they call it a $10,000 hunt, yeah, it was way higher. you got a $15,000 trophy yeah. fee. For, right. for me, it's a combination of things. So the Red Stag's my number one. It is still, even though. It is. Um, so the animal itself is just insane. It's it's an elk, but it's on steroids, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you have that potential to get. It's a huge. prehistoric elk. They're they're huge. Yeah, so basically. so you hunt them in the rut. You listen to the roar, which is similar to an elk bugling. Uh, the the area that they live in, no matter if it's high fence or not, is just something that I want to experience mm-hmm. more more so than any other hunt. Um, so for me. I, whether it's a ranch or high fence or partial fence or even if it's a smaller quality stag that is free range, that's that's still to me the most interesting hunt that I can think of. Okay, um, that one. And then Ross said like a brown, either a brown bear or a grizzly bear with a bow. I mean, would be insane. What like with a gun's more realistic, but someday I'd like to do that hunt with a bow. But caribou, I mean, yeah. Car- I got a bunch of them. Caribou are neat. Yeah. Could you change my mind? I'd love, I'd love Why? a caribou. Why a baboon? I need a baboon. <laughs> Shoot a monkey. <laughs> um, uh, I think, I think it's just a great big bighorn. I mean, I'd be cool. Be cool. When yeah, I was young, I think cool. I was twelve years old. We went to South Dakota on a family vacation. I uh, saw Rushmore and a bunch of stuff. I mean, went through. Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of it. But it was some big ass. Uh, um, just wildlife national park of <laughs> some kind and. We got to see buffalo and rams and elk and bears and all that. Yeah, and yeah. I thought, holy oh shit, that'd be so cool. But I, yeah, I took my own money with me. I think I was twelve or thirteen years old, 
and been mowing yards and i had my vacation money all put together i think i had like 70 bucks or something uh got to rushmore and i bought this t-shirt with a big ram on it and i wore that thing till i was like 18 years old it's all worn uh, out I, I, yeah it's all wore out you, you but your wife had this that? great big big horn on it and i just thought that was the coolest shit ever if i could if i ever got to hunt a big horn that would just be first time you ever got laid was in that t-shirt let me clarify by going back like eric and you said like red stags in that top like that doesn't mean i would not kill one now it just removed it out of the top three for me yeah you know what i mean like it's still in the conversation like dude i think a bison hunt would be amazing oh yeah and and even to talk about some of these unpopular maybe not as uh sought after animals like i want to do a spanish Goat hunt in Texas. I I still I would still do a te- Texas exotic kind of like any for, kind. Like for me, bison is top five. That's fucking cool animal, man. Yeah, it, oh, that, yeah. that is like the American West animal. Oh yeah, I would exactly. Uh, a kudu would be sick as fuck. Africa would be sweet. Dude, a kudu just Hawaii. Badass. They're just badass. Yeah, they are cool. Axis deer would be badass. Here's the thing. You know, pigs are cool. I do a pig hunt. Yeah. But like big game animals in general, like the difference yeah. in the species, and it's more about like the adventure and the experience and oh, stuff yeah. that I think is cool to calculate. Like, you know, I've been, you know, if you went to like go to Mexico to hunt coos deer, you I, checked one of my big one, two of my big ones off this year. <clears throat> I want a big velvet muley, and I want a big mountain lion. Like that, yeah. those are a couple big ones for Dude, me. Mountain lion was in the conversation, but I didn't realize how attainable it really is. And I think you know. I'm going to help Trey book some uh, hunts on that. I think when people find out the price and success rate on a hunt like that, they'll be like, oh, shit. And a top five for me also is a velvet whitetail. Velvet whitetail is cool, man. I like a... I remember a caribou, for sure. Caribou. Dude, caribou are They would be. That'd be awesome. They're so so badass looking. And then... um, Intricate, overwhelming animals. You guys and moose, like... Set me off a lot. Yeah. And then, back um, back when I paid for uh, Direct TV, I watched all the different Sportsman's Channel, Outdoor Channel, all that stuff. Um, <clears throat> Driven TV was a big one for me. Pat and Nicole. Mm-hmm. So Nicole Jones went and killed a Water Cape Buffalo, mm-hmm. and she was shooting a Matthews Safari, which is like what Jeremy Beck shoots, right? Like eighty pounds. So she was shooting an eighty pound bow, and the cameraman had to put the camera down in order to help her draw her bad. bow Ugh. as soon as she got the full draw <laughs> he picked the camera back up and she smashes this water cape buffalo just to get the penetration and all that but that i thought that was neater and shit that the cameraman was a part of that hunt and a water cape buffalo is that's a giant i mean i have no interest that's in pretty that, impressive i don't know those are cool but no thank you no thanks no well, I mean, they, they could kill you. They're deadly. They can kill me, but I won't be there for them to kill me. So you <laughs> shit. you'd be like Sonic the Hedgehog. They, 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 they ain't gonna out. be around. They're to kill. So uh, <laughs> stuck it outside you know, the box. I ain't gonna ass. be around. Eat bro. my butthole fly. You know. <laughs> Eat your butthole fly. I like it. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, but a so bighorn sheep, I did not think about it before, but that would be cool. Those all right, are, let's do that. They're let's go. good. They're good looking. Dude, I would probably just have that mount. I don't. I don't want so. I don't. I want the big dog. Hey, I want, yeah, like I don't want. Yeah, I want to. The price is what's so intimidating on those hunts. I want a good curl though. I don't want to. Dude, know, the bucks. Yeah, you want some bullshit? If we go half ass, two hundred. You yeah, want some yeah. two fifty? I want Dude, a fucking curl. The Buckstrom <laughs> boys guided one. I'll yeah. put a video up here. On the this studio. was this year, wasn't it? Uh, or, uh, last year? That, that last was like year. a once in a lifetime take, though, right? 
um, for like, the guy in South we, Dakota. We, we so would that, never get it. So that guided him. Um, but we would never get it. Hey, he's down. That bear falls 400 feet. No. You'll never get this. <laughs> no, That's still not as good as <laughs> not so much. Here, you go, watch this. Can you see the? Uh, I'll go in the monitor here. This is the kill. So this is going to be in a working class on deer oh, casting. Oh yeah, episode. that's a hammer. But so, I'm just saying, like, we can this. never kill oh, us, right? That, that's him dying right there. Hold like, on. This can never be us. No, not not in South Dakota. Yeah. The what turns me off about this type of hunt is like the cost of the tag. That's what I said. It, you, it's just not attainable for a working class guy. You'd have to get lucky or just get a rich buddy. Like Doug, Doug could like. I realize sugar that's, that's out of the question. Watch the sure, shot, though. A sugar mama. This is going to be on working class on deer cast on the Buckstorm episode. Watch this. Boom! That was the biggest ram killed on that unit. That Look at year. the nuts on that thing, Jesus! Holy moly! We know what Eric's looking at. <laughs> hey, short dick, fat nuts. What's up? <laughs> it's a whole new hey, definition still, of hey, teabag. You, you looked at it too, fucker. Check, check I was looking out. at the rack, but I mean, so they filmed this through a loophole. Look how clean this billy goat hunt is. Now, see, that's a more attainable hunt. The the goat hunts a lot. That'd be more that'd be reasonable. a blast. That would be fun, and you can do that one with a bow. You guys remember playing uh, Big Game Hunter way back in the damn PC? Oh, yeah. yeah that's right. It was like this view. Yep. Of yep. a real animal, and you put the scope right on it. the scope. Boom. Ouchie. Crisp that footage is. That is cool. Right through the loophole there. He dead. He dead. Weird he did. animals, man. Weird fucking animals. So many fun things what they taste hunt. like. I do want a big caribou, though. Just, I don't know. Caribou just something to me. I agree with you. After caribou going to would be Alaska, badass. I would like to go back. Like just to do a caribou hunt would be super cool. A big moose would be cool. Yeah, um, a moose is definitely up there. Just like the size, yeah. the structure, the type of hunt. Alaska, or even like I would even do a Canadian moose. Yeah, we were in Colorado. We saw Shires moose that were big, but like the to draw. Yeah, we saw them in Wyoming. Yeah, I saw a moose on my lion hunt. I'm like. Really? I'm like, holy oh, yeah. shit, a moose. And Trey's like, yep. I'm like, is there a lot up here? He's like, yeah, enough. We, <laughs> we, <laughs> saw, <laughs> no, we saw him bear We saw him bear hunt. strong or some of you. Yeah. When we were up there yeah, bear we did. hunting, we saw a moose. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah we, we did. Saw, I saw one with Kelby, and I'm like, holy shit, there's a moose. And he just like, kept going 40 mile an hour. He's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's well, a moose. I, that, those hor- moose. The horses got way out of line. When we saw a moose, we were walking in, and they got weird about them. Oh yeah, it's because a moose is way bigger than they are, and they they got all skittish. And I'm like, hey, 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 I, I don't, I don't know <laughs> horses. Simmer down now. This is little, some bitch underneath me is getting a little skittish here. Yeah, hey, Chad, Chad's like, hey, just calm down, just let the horse look at him, and and we'll just keep moving. I'm like, <laughs> they're gonna size each this? other up. Yeah, if he tries to run off from underneath me, I'm gonna get pissed. <laughs> Hold still, horse. <laughs> I love Ross. Um, somebody wants to know, like, self-filming or filming in general. I um, do I do like that bucket list hunt conversation, man, because, like, the, the opportunities, like, going, just going back to this for a second, like, as adults, you realize it's like you can spend your hard-earned money wherever you want, so you have to pick, like, what do I really want to have an adventure with? Right. You know what I mean? If right now a lot of guys, like, Black bear, we've all killed or have been on a black bear hunt. Have you, Doug, ever? No. So, but, but like, it's attainable. I think a black bear is typically the first non Midwestern animal, I think, statistically, that a Midwestern bow hunter right. kills. Yeah, they're made, can, they're made to be bow hunted. Yeah. You can go out east and do it, too. It's not like a Western hunt. Yeah, that's what the big only. ones are, actually. Right. In, in my personal opinion, 
if you can get a group of guys together and you can go up north and go to Canada, a black bear hunt is just as laid back and as fun as it could be. I mean, you can't do right now. You got to try harder. I don't if want, you go out west. I don't want to say this. It's as close as you can get to canned. Is that too bold? Well, it's just. I mean, that's if how they hunt to, them up there. It's a ba- it's a baited type hunt. But well, getting to Canada is hard right now, and they are out west too. But the cool thing about out west, it's like like with Trey's camp, for example. Right. You get the adventure. That's the thing. With the hunt. You get the horseback. You get the, yep. the western mountains. You get right. the, the canvas wall tent. You get the... It, er, I mean, Eric, you've been... It's, in, well, we, it's definitely a different hunt than a Canadian-style bear hunt, for yeah. sure. And I've never been on that type of hunt. I would Dude, love to go. I've been on both. They're both a fucking riot. Like, if you've yeah. got some buddies, you want to get two or three buddies together and go on a hunt together where you can just kick it, have a drink, have fun, like... Yeah. Either one of those hunts is they're equally awesome. We're gonna try it, to get you out there, Doug. And like why like even Wyoming, like I'm gonna kill I didn't the see biggest a, bear in the world. I didn't see a single bear when I was out there, but we had a fucking blast. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm gonna kill the biggest one. This season's gonna be killer because Trey's been running those baits for a full year. Those were yeah. new baits I'm gonna do it. last year. I love it. Hey, I'm gonna kill Charmin. Charmin the bear. The bear with no hair. <laughs> the bear had this bear had no hair on his ass, so they called it Charmin. And he kept showing up on this bait. I'm like, hey, I'm like, I'm killing fucking Charmin. Remember Charmin? I'll wipe your ass. Toilet paper roll of Charmin. It literally it was this bear, like every picture it had, there was literally no hair on the back the half fuck? of his ass. You know what? I'm you know I'm excited to go. Like I talked to Trey, I'm like you know, I think I'll get a tag, and if there's an open bait, I'll hunt. I was like, but I'll help fill baits. I'll help run baits with the horses. I was like, and then, you know, like, if you're hunting or, Doug, if you're hunting, like, I'll maybe I'll film one of you guys and yeah. hang out or something like that. I tried to kill one. I hunted more on the ground this past bear camp than I did yeah. before because I think it'd just be neat to kill one from the ground. And I think for the ground would be hard to decide with. How big they are? I think it'd be easier from the ground. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think even going even going out there, like I would still like to go out and just help too. Like it's just cool. I, like hunting is fun. I just want to kill one, right? But like just going out there and experiencing that yeah. is a whole other story. If, if we all three go this year, let's drive. We can drive. I like flying's easy because it's like you're there quick. We're taking my truck, but okay. <laughs> Yeah, no. As long as not. the transmission holds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, she's good now, boy. She's good. You're, I, you're trying with a fucking mechanic. I, I honestly would rather <laughs> drive. I just I don't know what All it right. is, it's man. Fun. We'll drive. We'll it drive. Kind of adds to the vibe, and you can just we, if you take your time, you get to Cheyenne. You know, twelve, thirteen hours stay. That drive's yeah. fun. The, the trip out there is fun. The trip back. You know what? Interesting, interesting yeah. is like on a drive is just the talks that you have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. On the way back, Deep when I killed my, I drove out there by myself for my muley hunt, and I drove on my way back by myself on the muley hunt, and I did it uh, basically. And I, I drove to Rock Springs from camp, and then from Rock Springs, I drove straight through all the way home, just fucking yeah, <laughs> motored home. It was. I loved it. I can't drive really? though. You did by yourself. I enjoyed it. Dude, I, I get I a lot of um, self-help when I'm driving. Hmm. I can't drive. Like, I hate driving. Really? Like, I hate driving to work. He S sleeps. Doug, I, I'll, for real? He sleeps the whole fucking day. Oh, dude, I'll motor through. If my wife's driving, I can be sleeping two minutes out of town. Really? 40 minute yep. drive, he's sleeping. Not me, dude. I'm thinking about life. He's a piece of shit. I'm like, I'm just powering Hey, that's through. one of your roast. You're a fucking sleepy piece of shit. Hey. But I got to be ready for that, right? You know, I got to be like prepared to do the drive. Like, all right, here I'm going. I'm gonna try and make it all the way through. Yeah. 
and then I just get prepped. And I'm I not just, the same way as you. I will, I will drive through. I won't stop. But at the same time, when I'm driving and there's a GPS and it says, like, you will arrive at 235, I'm like, I am going to get there way before 235. <laughs> I'm, beating, I'm beating this that motherfucker. Is this fucking. <laughs> I'll show you. Like, bitch, no this shit. map is lying. You're racing. You don't um, know shit, Siri. Well, let's talk about self filming. I hate it. Um, hate it. Never really tried it. Yeah, we're really not it. like big on it. So it's like we can't really talk from like an expert standpoint. But Ross and I have done some filming. Mm-hmm. It uh, definitely adds a little bit of a different aspect to the hunt when you, you're trying to get on a. 140, 150 inch deer, and then you oh, got to yeah. do it all on film. And two guys in the tree, two yeah, guys walk into the stand. Just <laughs> the worst part tricky. is about that. Uh, when I passed my buck, I shot. I could have turned the GoPro on. I could have smoked him at ten yards on yeah. the GoPro, and I didn't do it. But at the same time, like if you're doing an all day sit and you yep. have a buddy with you, it makes it so much better. At least you got something to talk about. I mean, you, you don't know, lose your mind. You don't lose your well. Well, I mean, you, you, honestly, it, what it comes down to is you talk each other yeah. out, of, getting out of getting out of the tree. Right, right. Ross, I mean, Ross talked me into a six-pointer one time. I did. <laughs> Ross, you son of a bitch. <laughs> well, I mean... It was pretty fucking badass. I'm glad he did it because it turned out cool. But that big six that I shot was about eight yards at the base of the tree looking at us for about ten minutes. And him and his doe, were, they both had us pegged. And after about 10 minutes, he gave us a break and was kind of like trying to go off. I'm like, what do you think? Ross is like, dude, I'd have killed that thing three times by now. <laughs> <laughs> well, he, okay. uh, he, he grossed way over 96. So, I mean, he was <laughs> not much over, but he was over 96. <laughs> he was a stud. I love it. Well, we're I mean, I might, I might feel bad for trying to talk you into it, but I really don't. I mean, <laughs> no, that was fun. Don't have me with you. Blasted him too about a forty yard shot. Oh yeah, smoked him. Smoked Blasted him. him. Um, here's one. Uh, what's his name here? Instagram name. Oh, account is private, so we can't see his name. Well, that's handy. Or what? Oh, Chris Turek. Yeah, it shows his name. Uh, controversial. People are deterred from being a Patreon member because Steve's annoying as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey. hey, the Oops. truth hurts. Oops. <laughs> Um, I mean, if you know Steve, that series might be for you. Um, but nah, and that's something that's funny though. If you're not, it's a good place for him, right? Um, <clears throat> Steve's found his home. It's his place. I don't think he's annoying as fuck, but yeah. personal opinion, I guess. Old Clint's trying hard there. Casey Johnson. Only criteria that must be met is that. Uh, must include Clint Casper. So Clint was going to join us in studio. We said he killed a buck last night, so he didn't make it. We think he has frostbite. He was going to call in. He has his kids. He's not feeling well. He's been he's ran himself ragged chasing this deer. Like yep. he's he called earlier, just said, "Hey, I just want to send you boys off. Congrats, proud of you boys, whatever." And he sounded just tired. Man. I mean, between between to a nub. His western yeah. hunts and whitetail hunts, that dude. He was in Utah for like 37 days or something yeah. stupid. Wow. And, and how many did di- He went day- on my hunt with me. What day was this that he killed the buck? 70-something for whitetails? Yeah. He hunted, I can't remember at what point. At one point, I mean, it's more than this. We'll, we'll break it down in a CC Hunt Files or a WCB series, I don't know. Um, 50-some days without drawing his bow back. 
Zen nuts. He's just looking for a specific mule deer. He was looking for a certain type of elk on that late season elk. And he's that's going for, out multiple times. Yeah, I mean, a lot. You know, um, yeesh. Fuck that. Persistence. Um, he did it, though. Hey, cheers to him. <clears throat> Colin, right here Clint. from Wisconsin. on a slammer. Yeah, shout to Clint. Cheers, Clint. And he's killing you. it with the CC Hunt files, by the way. Yep. Hope you guys are enjoying that also. Uh, Colin Tamesh, Wisconsin. Drury and Whitetail Journal on debating and why public or private is better, and they hunt with each other on the next fall. I think you'd be very surprised how much they have in common and their mindsets are common because a lot of people don't realize that Drury cut their teeth on public ground and built an empire off they hunting. Did. Yep. Um, and it's just an overlooked thing. Hey, it must be nice, you know. Must be nice. Must be um, real fucking nice. Name. Cody Hammock uh, says, by the way, I love the picture with your daughter. That's awesome. Get Bomar bow hunting on there. Get their take on the drama. You guys could ask the hard questions. <laughs> that would be interesting. I definitely would interview them and talk about some of this controversy, but I would tell you that I'm not going to seek Pursue them it. out on them. I just, I mean, yeah, I would. You know, if I ran into Josh and he was like willing to have the conversation, I think we'd have it with them. Yep. Um, it's just not really on our radar currently. You know, if, if we get a, a, a massive influx of WCB listeners that are like, man, we'd really like to hear that, then we would try to do it for you guys for sure. Um, so if you do want to hear that when this launches, just, I guess, just comment on this episode. If that's what you guys really want to hear. We, I mean, I. And take a minute. I, yeah, I could hit them up if that's what you guys want, but it's really not on the radar. Yeah. He's just got to be willing to know, you know, we're going to open it up to questions and yeah. interview them the way you guys want us to interview them. We'll let you guys guide that how you see fit for that episode. Because I think that's fair, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, that's um, if you guys want to see that, then, yeah, I'll, we'll pursue it for you guys. But um, on our own merit, we just haven't really thought about it, I guess. Read the next one. Wow, Jelly8457, promoted on Reality Records. Man, that oh would just Oh, my fucking God. I'm going to get right on. Finally. Could, could you do it for us? Dude, finally. Here promote on. these nuts. Yeah, just share it. <laughs> That's what I comment. Fat. <laughs> fat. <laughs> Short and big fat nuts. <laughs> Say that. I just, I just replied to that spam. But hey, listen, if you're going to comment on our, our thing with spam, comment on it. Yeah, just share it. Without asking us. Yeah, do it for us, you bitch. Let's see what Jelly8457 is like. Let's get a look. Oh, oh you oh, piece God. of shit. That's not know? fake. What do you know? It's a Middle Eastern guy. You piece <laughs> of shit. Here the way. Go fuck you. You can throw a bowling ball <laughs> through those bottom teeth. Strike. Cold as ice. Cold as ice. Cold as ice. Well, boys... We got through, I think, the majority of questions here. Um, we could play some Patreon uh, comments real quick at the end of this. What do you think? Might as well get some of them, some of our Patreon subscribers, threw us some nice messages. We're deep into this episode, and I think... How deep are we? Hey, how deep are we? We're almost to where I wanted to be on this episode. <laughs> Fat <laughs> balls deep. Where's that? I wanted to do five hours for 500, and we're about 15 minutes away from that. All right, let's do it. Fat. Fat. Sick. Um, Fat balls. So these yeah. are our Patreon subscribers. First of all, shout out to you for being awesome and supporting what we do. Um, More people sign up. 
Got cheese there. We need just it. Just saying. We need it. Um, hey, we're, we're pouring our hell blows. It's hilarious. You got the guy from ACDC to shout us out. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good, right? It's pretty good. I hope that didn't cost him a lot of money. <laughs> like six bucks. Nah, I'd, I don't want to say. Like a couple hundred or something? <laughs> no. It's a couple a, G's. 50 bucks. More than a 50. God. That's a- PR Paletta, boy. Thank you, buddy, but shame on you a little bit. <laughs> um, here, I'm just going to play some. I think I got everything going here. Thank you guys for the last and the great podcast. Keep bringing the info, helping me close in on killing my first big buck with a boat. Thanks, guys. Awesome. That's cool. cool. Thanks, buddy. Uh, Christian Arnold. What's going on, boys? This is Christian Arnold from Hunters of the 256. Just want to wish you guys a huge congrats on episode 500. Uh, been enjoying the podcast for a long time and look forward to episode 1000 one day with you boys. Uh, keep it, keep up the good work and go shoot your bow. Thanks, buddy. Zach here. Hey guys, I just want to say congratulations on the 500th episode. Been a long time listener. Uh, truly enjoy listening to you guys. I damn near listen every day throughout the work week. Helps me get through my day. A lot of good laughs, a lot of good information and guests, and the dynamic that the podcast brings, it's just, it's amazing. Helps me stay motivated in the off-season and shooting my bow. i just truly blessed to have a podcast like your guys to listen to. It's just like hunting buddies, and I get to listen to them every day talk about hunting, and I can't wait to at the shoot again this year and i'll see you guys probably at the iowa classic so have a good one boys here here from central illinois zach rickard thanks buddy thanks zach. nice man appreciate that pretty cool soon we got a lot of people meeting us in the, the com- classic community man is so amazing yeah our it's, it's like unbelievable really yeah it really is here's keaton <laughs> nice, I gotta, nice. I gotta be careful so we don't get copyrighted. Hey, so Alice, I talk. There we go. Keaton Rhodes here. Just wanted to give you congratulations on making it to 500 episodes. <laughs> That's you guys amazing. are funny as hell. You make the work they go by a little bit easier. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Hopefully, there's another 500 more. And yeah, that is ACDC <laughs> playing in the background. <laughs> Thanks, Keaton. Just for you, Kurt. Come on, that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Dirty that dog, good. got it. Way to slip that in, oh man, get this 500 removed for copyright. That was beautiful, that was beautiful. Hey, we had the ACDC, the fucking douche, what, the drummer? Yeah. Yeah, good for him. The, d- <laughs> the douchebag, come I'm on. I'm still alive. I'm glad he's still alive. <laughs> Congrats, boys. It's Levi Wadsworth. Thanks, Levi. I appreciate you, buddy. What's up, guys? This is Hunter Hook down in Georgia. I'm headed to fix a furnace right now. Don't know why y'all always refer to Linux when you talk about heating and air units. Oh, come on. freaking suck. <laughs> shout out to Kurt and the whole gang. Y'all chasing a dream, and I love it. You're making it happen. Uh, shout out to Doug. like to get on one of them guided duck hunts. My mustache ain't cool yeah, enough. Yeah, keep about. get on the Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> Shave Club. Shout out to Clint Casper, the friendly ghost. Love the CC hunt files. It's one of my favorites y'all do. Don't fucking settle, Clint. And Carl, 
Fuck that guy. He's a hater. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cage. Fuck you, Carl. <laughs> Fuck you. Don't want to put anybody's brand on his arrow. <laughs> uh, good luck during turkey season, fellas. Right. That guy's awesome. Thanks, Hunter, man. Yeah, Hunter, that's Hunter, Hunter, fuck turkey. Man, Carl, awesome. fuck that guy. That's good. Kevin MF Die is, is how he put his name in. I like that. that guy that's did, awesome. That guy needs a Welcome hat. back to 94.7 The Rock. <laughs> playing only hard rock. Our next song goes out to a special group. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. We know Kurt Geyer fucking gets rock hard listening to some ACDC. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Congratulations on 500 episodes, guys. Can't wait to see you at Harrisburg. You know what to do. We love you. Go shoot your bow. Kevin's a man. He's no, been for a long beautiful. time. Oh yeah. I can't wait. I'm gonna give that man a hug in PA. Here's another one here. We gotta we gotta we gotta run up here. I mean You guys went from a ripple to a wave. Let's see a tsunami. This is Levi Nelson. Go shoot your bow. Thanks, buddy. That's pretty good. Fucking tsunami. Alright, here's a funny one. This is uh this is one of them characters, I think. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we got our new. Got a new band. What's up, boys? This is Chaz Thunderstruck. Just want to congratulate you guys on your, how many is it? 500th episode. I don't know if that's good or not. Small, sounds like a rise of mediocrity, but hey, my PR guy told me I had to send something over for you guys. So just want to say congratulations. Keep up the hard work. I don't know how hard it is to sit and talk all day, but you know. My wife does that, so I'm not that impressed. But anyways, when you guys want to be a badass it. motherfucker and hunting some high fences like I do, shooting that crossbow, wearing those white sunglasses, you give me some call, and we will crush some Mick Ultras together. Mmm. Gotta love that 80 calories. But until then, know that you do not party until you've been... Thunderstruck. <laughs> thunderstruck. Thanks, Chaz. Thunderstruck. Thanks, Chaz. Nailed it. Okay, we got a few more in here. Just a few more. What's up, guys? Mike Topper from Pennsylvania. Listener since 2016. Oof. Just wanted to say congratulations on your journey. You guys have really paved the way for us working class guys and gals. I wish you guys continued success in the future. And I really appreciate everything you do for us. I feel like Working Class Bow Hunter as a brand and a platform is becoming more than that. It feels like it's becoming a way of life after so many years. And I can't thank you guys enough for that. Also, I can't thank you enough for putting on your shoots and just being real in a world full of fake people. So continue being you guys. Keep on keeping on. I wish you all the success in the future. Congratulations on everything, guys. Go shoot your boat. That's pretty cool, man. Thanks, buddy. That's no. awesome. Hey, that one's pretty. That one's a little tough. That's hey, highest compliments right there. Thanks, yeah. Mike. Light the garden, dig it. You I know, took the heartstrings right there, dude. I did a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you, buddy. All right, here's one from Corey. Hey guys, thought I'd hop on here and give this thing a try. Hopefully it works. 
Uh, congrats on your 500th episode. It's pretty impressive to see you guys make it this far when you're a bunch of uh, drunken degenerates like hey, myself. Yo. Hey, he's gives me best. hope in life that maybe someday I can be as badass as you guys. But oh, I love your on. podcast. Keep Listen to every bro. episode. Hopefully I'll see you guys at the Iowa Deer Classic and buy you guys a beer or something. But uh, this is Corey Smith from uh, Minnesota. We'll do that. Have a good night, guys. Thanks, Corey. That's Thanks, awesome. Dude. I was that beer. We, we might reverse that beer on you and give you one here at Iowa. What? No. Hey, no. Hey. Hey, listen. Hey. The guy deserves it. Yeah. The guy deserves it. Listen. He deserves one. Hey, I'll get him a beer. I'll get him a beer. As I'm long not- as he buys a koozie, we'll give him a beer. Hey. He can't buy a beer at the classic. <laughs> hey. Here's one from Chris. <laughs> hey, I just want to say congrats, guys. It's been a really cool to see you guys grow from what you started out to what you have been. What does that mean? And also, thanks to what the community you have grown. Like, I've met a ton of great people from all across the country that I now call friends just because of you guys. Congrats, and That's cool. here's to many more. Chris Zager, thank you, buddy. Appreciate that. Thanks, man. And that's all the... Thanks, Chris. Patreon messages. Let me double check. Make sure I didn't miss any. Jesus, um, pull it together, you cock. Doug has put down some fucking beers in this one. Jeez, <laughs> shit. Yeah, eat shit. Yeah, fucking uh, ass. The fuck? Who cares? I think we got them in. We got them in. That's the Patreon uh, voicemail messages that we got. We do appreciate you guys uh, doing that. It's, it's it's pretty incredible. You know, it, you, you got to think like. Eric, let's take it back, like all the way beginning. Like we we've talked oh, the geez. way we talk since episode one. I mean, maybe we started a little tight, but then we loosened up like very early, like within the first ten. Yep. And to see the amount of shit we got for how we speak, like you know, we, the beginning. we cuss. I mean, we say still the now we still kind of get it. Sometimes I can say you guys still get it today. We still get it, but. The reality is of it, if you've ever worked on a job site, a blue collar job site, it's that's there's a camaraderie on a job site. There's some shit giving. There's sarcasm. You gotta have thick skin. That's well, real. It's a real it's a joke. Shit. Well, it's good for your development. Yeah, right. And you can tell when we get emails about cursing and complaints about how we talk, even though we mark our episodes as explicit. You can tell guys that have never been. In situations that forced you to be hardened as an individual, which I think is important. Doug. Um, yeah, Doug's got a soft. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? Doug's got soft. You're so soft. Well, You're well, fragile. Well, here's the thing. Doug's got soft bitch hands. You no, know, dude. Eat my bot fly. But at this point, I got another two months. In my hey, your calluses are healing up yeah, like yeah. your fucking hernia. Yeah, you're bro. about to be. Yeah, you're about to. I Dude, I'm gonna have to get in my garage just put a fucking half inch. Yeah. I see fucking, you better go change that yeah. oil, boy. Yeah. I know. Hey, you if, you, if you start tucking your shirt in, yeah, you're we got loose. issues, you're bro. Loose. Start taping my wiener to my gooch. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting loose. I see it, dude. I have to get in there and just put a half inch freaking deal in the vice there and just crank on until I get calluses again. He's just out back sawing some logs with a handsaw. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, I'm going to use this steel chainsaw I bought, but... You changed. <laughs> this keeps, keeps my calluses. Um, but no, I mean, it just shows, like, there's a certain type of grit that comes with working shitty jobs or growing up a certain, w- certain way 
Um, whether you work a blue collar job or not, I mean, a working class mindset is it's a mindset you carry with you in what you do as a person, um, sure. whether it's in like how you operate on a daily basis, whether it's what you do for a job, whether it's what you do for a hobby, you know, you could be a shirt tucker like Doug, but then come back to your wood shop at home where you're, you know, you're making antler art like Dana might do. You're doing woodworking, you're doing metalwork, you're welding for a hobby, you're, working on your project truck with your brother or your friend or your old man or whatever it may be. It's working class is a mindset. And I think it just applies a certain grit. Like I always like the term blue screwed and tattooed because it just kind of encompasses a certain type of grit in an individual that you really can't duplicate in someone who's never like been through tough situations in their life before, whether you know whatever. It yeah, is. I mean, you could be like a like a white collar guy, like me, but like you're still a working class guy when it comes to hunting. Like, I mean, we're all out there striving to do kill big deer and work hard. It's, it's a hard work. It's the yeah. grit. It's the mindset. It's um, it's, it goes deeper than yeah. I mean, you're you're working hard to kill a big deer. Yeah, for sure. It's deeper than a profession. Yes, that's the best way to explain it. Um. And that's I think what a lot of our like a lot of our Patreon listeners that send us those messages, I think like what we heard in some of those, it's like they appreciate some of the grit, how, you know, yeah, we can do a podcast with the juries and, and Aaron Lewis and Waddell and the Real Tree Boys and do all this, but still remain uh real and still remain us. Still remain us, you know, it's like but you see so, yeah, a trade the show. Next episode you 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 some guy from Illinois killed to an entry. I mean, right. Okay. Just, yeah. But uh, you see, I said they have a classic mm-hmm. for drinking beer and cussing at each other yeah. at the booth. Like, and I, I feel that maybe the hunting industry has kind of missed authenticity there a little bit. And I think a lot of it is like saving face because it's an industry of killing. Yeah. Sure. So I get it to a point. I, I definitely get it. Right. Like it's understandable. Yep. But also like times are a little different. And uh, a podcast are long form, honest platforms, and you want you find anybody else who wants to fake it for five hours, yeah, and pull it off, and then continue to fake it for an hour every week, two hours every week, and I have my three different series on that. Hey, lick that bot file, <laughs> and then <laughs> and then go out of the crew and just be killers. It's 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 a tough pace. I mean. Not sorry, trying to toot our horn here, but it is. I mean, as a group, it is. as a group, we all try really hard, and we go out and put in the time. And it, it's what it boils down to is we, you know, success or not as hunting, we genuinely love this shit. Yeah, yeah. genuinely love. We this live shit. for it. We are hunters first. We are podcasters second. Chat. Anybody can fucking challenge us on that. I feel it's very obvious in what we do. Like Ross is saying, it's like, you know, we're hunting. We're real hunters. It is hard to... And we happen to be best buddies after all that's said and done. And we sit here and talk about it. And we give each other shit and we have a good time. It's just... It's just... It's a beautiful chemistry. Yeah, it is. It we is. can hardly roast each other at all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're falling apart. It's embarrassing how we not roast each other the whole time. That was the most pathetic part yeah, of the whole podcast. <laughs> that was the lowest spot of this yeah. podcast. Not the porn star talk. That for sure. We're all yeah. that much pieces of shit that we can't just even roast each other. Well, well, to to be honest, it's painful to make podcasts during the heat of hunting season. It sucks. It is. But yep. we're committed to what we do, and 
we use the hunting and what we do during hunting to fuel the conversational side, which comes naturally when you actually hunt. If you don't actually hunt, you rely on interviewing other fucking people to to get your content. Yes. Or, or you just raise turtles. I mean... You raise turtles, you suck what off what other <laughs> Very nice. content creators do. That's, that's good. That's hey, good. quit to quit with this turtle talk. I'm getting hungry. Yeah, Eric's <laughs> gonna go drive to some Thai chick's house that Steve's dating and assassinate a turtle in front of two kids that Steve's trying to raise. Woof. <laughs> it's tough out here. What's up? Hey. <laughs> What's up? Hey, it is what it What's is. What the fuck? Boys. It's been wild. It's been crazy. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm more motivated than I thought I'd ever be after doing this many episodes and like the daily grind. I'm ready to take this to another level. Um, genuinely, we appreciate everyone's support. We appreciate all you guys on Patreon uh, supporting us even more. Um, everyone that's ever bought anything from our store, store shared yeah. what we do, listen on any podcast platform. It's just been in- incredible. Um I'm just going to do a round table here quick. Austin, I appreciate you being a part of what we do, man, as a oh, community man. and your I, friendship. I appreciate it. It's I'm a passionate bow hunter, and to get hooked up with you guys and be able to sit here every week, every other week, and talk about it, it's just never dreamed I'd be here, but I'm glad that I am. It's very cool. I'm glad you're with us, man. Ross, I appreciate it big time. Thanks, buddy. I, I love being here. Uh, it's been awesome to see everything evolve and shape up to what it is, and Shit, man, let's let's uh, make the next hundred better than the last hundred. That's all we I can mean, do, man. Let's push forward and just blow it out of the park. Strive for fun and greatness. Yeah. Right. Eric, it's been a wild ride, dude, from been the first crazy. couple. It's been and crazy. Rocking. I just want to say thank you for everyone that's supported us over the years, and then everyone right here at this table. Cheers, Cheers brother. I mean, we built the crew. Cheers, buddies. We've all been here. table's too big. Doug, what do you got, buddy? Honestly, just uh, thanks for everyone that listens every week and then uh, all the support. It's pretty insane, actually. Um, I appreciate everyone's bot fly hole. and Because uh, <laughs> everybody's got one. Yeah, everyone's got one, so I appreciate that. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and look at all you girls at trade shows from uh, the Iowa Classic. Yeah, I appreciate those. Hopefully, I see them soon. Bring them but, butterfly uh, holes around. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing those. But uh, <laughs> honestly, though, God damn, no, honestly, gross. honestly, thank you for support. You guys, are, you, guys, you guys are all amazing, and uh, I don't know what to say. You guys, are, you guys are hey, all perfect. Grab your mustache on that mic. Oh. <laughs> that I love you all. I love, I love you all. Steve just spit on that mic on a Thoughts from a Steve episode. Did for he? Like two hours, yeah. <laughs> Did he? Um, I do real quick. for real? I, I do want to shout out the the companies that have partnered with us and still believe in us with the way we talk and the way we are. And our partners have all expressed to us they enjoy that we haven't like put on a rigid vibe or kind of changed how we – go about things in this outdoor industry. So to me, that's a big deal. I don't know if the listeners see it the same way as we do or how I think about it, but to me that shows how cool and understanding and conscious of the industry and the consumer that a lot of our uh, companies are. So I just wanted to give them at the end here a shout out since we do it on the front end, um, elite archery for the title sponsor, um, big time spy point trail cams, uh, Scent Crusher, 
Old Barn Taxidermy, Novix Tree Stands, Camel Fire, Loophold, HHA, and from the product side of it, and HHA USA for supporting our veterans shout-out, yep. which is incredible mm-hmm. that we do each week. Um, that That's amazing on, on two fronts there. Uh, Thermoseat, Huntworth Clothing, and Gearman, I mean, have just been crazy the last, I don't know, several months with support mm-hmm. and, like, keeping us included in what they do and, like, really listening to, like, future product improvements and having Our us involved with all it. that. Yeah, I mean, just some of that stuff is just so incredible to even be a part of. Like, it's, it's hard to believe that we're involved right. on a certain type of level. It's like, man, you guys care about what our input is. It's, it's and they trust us on the, our it's, input. It's hard to wrap your head around a little it's bit. It's crazy. You know, and it's this weird. goes with a lot of our partners and include us in a lot of this. You know, like right. Novix, they've asked us a lot of questions. Like, what, do, what do you guys think? How do you think this would work? And, you know, so it's cool. Um, Victory Arrows, Slick Trick Broadheads. Pull back and let go. I think I've worn the same pull back and let go hoodie for the last fucking 20 episodes right now. I'm in love with it. Uh, Combination Creative for helping us with some of our logo work, our T-shirt designs. From the start to the beginning. From the start to the beginning. He's been there. Jordan, shout out to you, brother. Because he's been there since the beginning with us. Dude, he's a real one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we have some things in the works with some really cool companies that, um, you know, in order to work with a company, it's got to be a very fluid and natural type relationship. And no we, bullshit. Just yeah, and we have some cool things in the works that we're excited about, and we're gonna do our best to bring you guys like promo codes and deals with some of these companies that are wanting to grow with us and give us a chance and um, work work cohesively with them. Right. You know, promote us, we'll promote them, and um, in turn, it just should be a positive thing for the industry. We're trying to do good things for this space if we're gonna have a future here, and we want to see everybody do good that makes any sense yep. in any fucking way um that being said i appreciate all your guys's friendship in here and i appreciate everybody listening and i appreciate your friendship more than you know and the messages and the comments and the likes and the shares and all that it uh it's it now weighs on me a little heavier more than ever with uh i i feed my family off this now yep. um so the appreciation is uh, i don't know if i can ever express in words like how much you know, it really resonates with me, and I think about it daily, and I never take it for granted. And I'm looking forward to a trade show. Hopefully, you guys can make it out and see us and, um, you know, give us some hugs, share some beers, have a good time. And uh, let's fucking rock it, man. Let's change the industry and have a good time and kind of get this going in the right way. That's right. You guys are all truly amazing. Love you, boys. Love ya. Can I close it out? Yeah, let's close her out. Can I give one more? I was doing cheers. cheers. Yeah. One more cheers for Papa Dave. Ah, oh, thanks, buddy, man. Papa Dave. Papa Dave. That's right. Here you go, Papa Dave. Hey, boys. Cheers, Papa Dave. My dad would be losing his fucking mind. You guys know what to do for episode 500? Go shoot your bow. We love you.
Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors. Every Monday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.